to All Right, All Right, Exploding Heads, episode, uh, what's this number? <laughs> 167. 167, thank you, not 168, because you never know what these guys. We right, all fuck this different... together, Mode. I'm going back to Gridview. We haven't I... even introduced Watson yet. What the no. hell? I mean, what is this shit? Well, where is need any we say this every year, and every year <laughs> I come out with the listener's choice. Yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing to be the lowest common denominator? Is that is that what this is? You call it patrons be... the lowest common denominator? <laughs> yes, I am. Fuck them. No, no, they they know I've got tons of love for for this uh, for this community and everything. And yeah, Brandon and I are always the ones who have the lists that are most disagreed with. And yeah, see, you and you and Dave have the the people's list, which is which is really neat. I that's what's so fun, and especially with this year. 2021 is a is a crapshoot. I'm I'm so curious uh, what you guys have in your list at all. When I did the horror movie weekly episode last week, our lists were so diverse. It, it was it was crazy. So how do you it guys is, feel about that? Oh, it, it is crazy. It is going to be crazy. Yeah. Yes, and that's yeah. why. It doesn't matter this year because yeah. whoever it doesn't matter. Choice. Well, it just doesn't matter. The, the people's choice. It's not going to matter because I don't even think the people can agree because all all mm. these lists are going to be so. As a matter of fact, I've listened to three podcasts. Not Watson popped up. On Thank you. Weekly. I can't do that. Even oh, if, shit. Watson, check it. Even if we weren't doing the guessing game, I still wouldn't listen because I wouldn't want to be spoiled. As oh, guessing happen on the show. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yep. I don't want to do that. I, I get so angry even at the slightest things. If I'm listening to a top ten, <laughs> you know? oh, we know. Listen <laughs> yeah, to this, folks. Explain it. You're about, I think you're about to go into it. He's explaining spoilers on a top 10 podcast show and how it angers him. Well, yes. Okay, I'll tell you why. If I say, okay, here's my number 10, Malignant, and I start talking, right? And then Watson, uh, and we all, you know, we talk a little bit about it for like a minute, and Watson goes, yeah, and I think we're going to be talking about this again later on. <laughs> what the uh, fuck? Why am I going to listen to you, Watson? Am I right or am I right? Right, yeah. But don't exactly. we always do that? I feel like we're victim to our own complaint. I feel We're like we to your that, complaint. but I'm going to be really conscious not to do that because it yeah. really – not angers, Dave. It enrages him. Well, I'll tell you one it thing, Dave. It disappoints me. I have, I, I have a feeling we'll be talking about that movie later on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about lots of movies later on tonight, and that's what it is. And I've, lo I've listened to three things. I've, I looked at about five or six YouTube videos today, and I, I, I went and I did some, uh, you know, I just surfed the fucking net, if you will. And, and Chris Hansen different... again? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was dying during that whole conversation. I was crying. I... Look, look oh, at goodness. Dave's face. Dave's like defeated. He was on a roll. It's all positive, And we're just cutting him down. And I apologize, Dave, because no, it because, is a party no, 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 show. No. <laughs> because you listen, because I listened back to it, and I was like, man, I, I, I think that the way I said it, it sounds bad, and I think these guys are like, you know, busting my balls. But I didn't want anyone to get the wrong idea. As a matter of fact, I, I, I sent this these guys this thing yesterday, them two and JP, and said, hey, look it, this is this thing on YouTube. Somebody made a post about this girl and everything else, and they showed a bunch of this is what she looks like now, and she's beautiful, and yada yada. Anyway. I already gave my deposition to the FBI today. So, <laughs> um, Well, Dave, I knew exactly who you were talking about. Really? Yes, sir. Her name is Emily. Uh, Emily? Is that what it is? I think so. Uh, yeah, and her address is 157. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to look. Creeps. Come on, what is her name? What do you mean she you got to look? She went to Reeves Middle School. 
Yes, Emily. Emily, her name is. You know who I sounded like? Uh, the Watsy Party see? Show? Why don't you save the perverted no, for that, that show? <laughs> yep. Wizard of Oz. That's what the guy says in Wizard of Oz when, when uh, he's, he's, he's messing with her, and he goes, remember when... Uh, she sees Professor Marvel, Marvel on the thing, and she, you know, he's, you know, he's bamboozling her, and she's like, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I see a woman in a, in a, in a spotted dress because it was in the picture, and she's like, oh yeah, my auntie M, and then he says, yes, her name is Emily, <laughs> like it was somebody grand. <laughs> <laughs> but when I said her name is Emily, I thought of that right away because my fucking mind, you know. You guys look fantastic. I haven't seen you guys in forever. I always listen to the audio version of this. You guys look, you guys look good. Like uh, there was a little while there where. C was or not not C where B was looking like COVID nineteen the person and I was just like yeah you got no you guys look good there Brandon you got that you, you got this really nice gray going it's really distinguished like very, you should very wear gray. like some nice jacket C you're always handsome Dave you know I love you but yeah it's good to see you guys I'm just I'm happy to be here guys and happy to be here to, to talk about 2021 and all that what what are your overall feelings about the year as a whole because I'll tell you I. I think like every year I wasn't feeling it at first. And then it seems like every single year, right? Where you reach a point, some like three quarters in and you, you get a solid sense of things. The year begins to feel cohesive. And I started having a lot of fun with 2021 more than I thought I would. And so the highest yep. highs for me that you'll be hearing on my list are just, uh, you know, just me having fun with the year. I don't have a lot of lofty things to say about the, you know, the ins and outs and the psychological underpinnings of this or that. I just, Thank, thank God. That gave me <laughs> but, the yeah, right. I know nobody wants to, <laughs> nobody wants to hear about. Yeah. But, I'm uh, kidding, but I agree too. <laughs> no, but what about you guys? Like, how how are you feeling? Because I, I had a lot of fun with this year, and I think my list will reflect that. What What about you guys, Brandon? Didn't Brandon say pretty much until like yeah. August this year sucks, and then it started, mm -hmm. and it, and then the turnaround. And I think every year we do have the same. This yeah. sort of discussion where we're like, it's off to a slow yeah. start, and then come Q three, <laughs> yeah, yep, that was fiscal nice. yeah. of the fiscal year, fiscal. Uh, the third quarter. Yeah, so yeah. you got that hat, that, uh, type, the type, the tax typewriter things. It starts to pick up, and I mean, what what I noticed is I have a lot of that seven to seven and a half range, and don't get me wrong, there's a chunk of of fivers. And, and lower, but for the most part, I enjoyed the year. There's a lot of yep. good, very good movies this year. Awesome. Go Look ahead, at B. Brandon's fucking smug face. <laughs> I know B's got a ton to say. You know, no, I know. Say. You know, I agree. Everything that C said is true. The first half of the year, I honestly thought that my number one could be a five out of ten. Like I was, I was getting scared. Wow. Every I thought Hall Halloween, Halloween Kills was looking like my number one, and I didn't even like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad the year was. But I gotta say. I am so excited about my 21 films. Oh, All 21. Finally. Like, finally. a solid list of 21s. Probably the best 21 list of the four of us. I'm just going to go ahead and say <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. But, this is a Mark Nato forced laugh. <laughs> Sorry, you put a post today. He says he hates forced laugh in podcasts, yeah, and I wanted to make sure that I put one out there for the show. Aww. Well, Don't worry. There'll be plenty tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's it? B, B, I, B, I love to hear your positivity there because real talk, dude, you have sounded fucking miserable for months on this podcast. Every time I listen to this fucking show, I'm always like, 
geez, can somebody give B a hug? And I mean that. I, I mean that. So to hear you be positive at the end of the year, dude, honestly lifts my heart. And I mean that, buddy. Like, it's good Thank to hear you, you feeling I, I, good about the year, I dude. I appreciate that. It's You know what it is? I, I'll watch a ton of great movies, and then I'll watch a turd, and that happens to be a turd we're reviewing, and I come on and be like, this movie's shit. And then yeah. these two start gargling its balls, talking about how great <laughs> it is. And I'm just like, what? what is wrong with them? Or what is wrong with me? One fucking movie. One movie we liked. Halloween Here we Kills. Go. Halloween Kills. The Advent Calendar. VHS 94. Wait a minute. Like, whoa. 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 Hey. Hey. Yeah. We're on people's list movies here. People have those movies on their list. Advent Calendar, VHS 94. It isn't like they're that, you know. No, I know. I'm t- I, look, the, w- the one thing I'll say about this year is it took a lot more watches to get a solid year on list. When it came down to making my list, I probably had 40 movies in contention for the top 21. Same thing, 46. And, yeah, yeah, and I watched a ton of films this year, whereas last year, I think I had around 60 for contention. Jeez. What was what was your total number this year, B? 288. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Well done, buddy. Yeah, wow, was fucking, way too what? many. Way too many. C, what was yours? 102 and oh, 103. 102. Oh, you I'm son of a bitch! You, you Epsler. Uh, no, <laughs> no, like, and, and the thing is, I took about five off. I took like, uh, what was the the the, the Christmas the movie you guys test. did, Silent Night? I took the Lamb off. I took a few others, so it would have been. It said 108, but I took like five off, so we're at 103 oh, now. So. Those that is inclusive of those films and the beta test oh, okay. and ones that we that I just put oh. them at the bottom and and just yeah. said these are not counting towards like any of the top tier or nor will they be in the bottom rung as well, but they're in yeah. my total numbers oh. for sure. <laughs> I like that. You know, maybe I'll do the same. So I saw 108. So Dave, you, you, you haven't got to see how many, uh, you know, how many you had and your thoughts on the year, man. What, what are you thinking? Yeah, this is nice. I get to do it all at once. First of all, my thoughts on the year. I think that it's a pretty solid year. I'm going to stick with what I've been saying that 2020 and 2021 didn't really have the banging years that I think we got from like 2014, 15 and on, mm. but, but banging years. <laughs> Not like the wonder years. Yeah. Right? yeah. The, bang- the porn version of it. Starring <laughs> Jenna Jameson as the mother. <laughs> but they're solid year, but still a solid year. And my list is going to reflect it, especially with the ratings I give. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything about the ratings, but I, I'm not going to be too high, but I, I am going to have a, my top such and such is, is going to have uh, some high numbers in there. Um, maybe even more than usual in some cases. So I think it ended up being a consistent year. Uh, stuff coming from all over. I think that it was kind of the... This year, we kind of had like a lot of foreign movies. They made a nice comeback, which was great. A lot of foreign movies. Um we had a lot of good movies from Shudder and even Netflix. There was a lot of good streaming stuff coming out. And I, you know how I feel about found footage. I thought found footage was really well represented this year. And I'm sure we're going to talk about a couple of Ooh. found footage movies. I'm it's sure they'll fun. come up on a list. Later on tonight. <laughs> we're talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> what the fuck is that? That was great, Dave. So anyway. I'm about to leave. Solid, solid. <laughs> Really good. Uh, these are my totals, and I'm going to get into the into the woods just for a minute here. This year, it was an off year for me, percentage-wise. Because you know I like to count how many movies are seven or higher. 
And we last know. year, I'll tell you this. You're okay. crazy, man. We well, know. check it. Well, no, it's because I'm not crazy because I like to maximize my, my time spent. So anyway, life is short. So back in the early days when I was watching a ton, I started counting. The year in 2017, I watched 111. So I'm in trip digits, right? 111, and I was only 65% seven of, uh, and above. The next year, 113. That was in 2018, and I was 62%. So now I started this new thing of, of trying to go for just the best of the best, you know, uh, just to be a little more discerning. 2019, this is, where, this is where this begins. I only watched 63, 63 movies and 88% of them were seven or higher. So I was on to something. Last year, 2020, 65 movies, 61 of them, seven or higher, 94%. I you thought were proud I had- of that. Yeah. Down to a science last year. This we all year. could tell he's proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, John Guess Rhodes? What? I just, I, I just checked out my 288 films. I love it. All eight and above. They're all eight and above. So I did 100% this year. You're the man. There you go. Then I've done Jeez. everything wrong. You're going to have movies showing up on your 21 I've never even heard of. And you're going to yeah. be eight and above. I'll, I'll they're be all, They're all, everything's on the list. Well, first of all, I already know how I'm picking your number one. Five way ties. I figured this out. Well, no, yep. listen. It's going to be a movie that I give a 7 out of 10. It's almost a guarantee it's going to be B's number one. Because if I look back at it every year, it's always movies that I'm just kind of 7, maybe 7.5 on. And for him, they're always like freaking 10s. Or, you know, they're his number one of the year. Can I, so, can I say something? Can I say, say just real quick? Shut so up. I have two films that I, two, <laughs> I have two films that I've been going back and forth with at my number one. And I'm still not 100% sure, even at this moment, which one's going to This is I'm, why you're great. But I'm, I'm with him this year. I'm with him this year. I actually am very – I could be happy with any of my top five being my, the number one yeah. pick. Agreed, agreed with I that am, as well. And yeah, I, 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 was, I was struggling with this for the last two days of what I really wanted to put as my number one. And I, I, I came up last night. I said, no, I'm, I'm, we got to get this done. I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. But I'm still – I, I'm like B. I could probably switch it the very last second. I think you should switch it. If Dave starts to get happy that he guessed it right, switch it on him. Well, speaking I of guessing that, I wouldn't do that to him. I wouldn't do that to him. <laughs> speaking of guessing it right, this is what I did. This oh, year shit. I said we I talked guessed. about it. Yeah. Everybody gets three choices for everybody because it's such an oddball year. It's never been done unprecedented. So I wrote everything it's down. I have it right here. I have three written down for every one of you. Well, and honestly – it's a 100%. Everything that I've written down is just knowing your guy's taste. We haven't really been transparent in any way at all. This is what we love. It's just knowing each other's tastes. That's all I can do is, is say, okay, this is a B movie. This is something I think C be into. This is something that Watson, I think, was going to – that's all it is. It's just that's all we can do because we, we, we keep kind of quiet about it, and that's fun. You know, it is fun. But, it is fun. Yeah, I love doing it, uh, and, you know, whatever happens. I wrote down three movies for each of you, and honestly – all three for each of you might not even be on your list because I honestly have no clue. That's the year we're having, though. Yeah. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. That's That sums up this year, not just for the four of us, just for fans of horror in general. It, this is just the way it is. We're It's a crazy I year. Lo- I love the year-end shows. I love it for this reason. Oh, it's, the, it's my favorite show of the year. It, it is mine, knows. too. Man. It's mine, too. It's the one I stress about the most, put the most work into and feel the most unprepared when we come on here. <laughs> Same, Honestly, man. I have like 30 pages of notes 
I feel like I'm gonna be fumbling over sentence one when number twenty one gets announced. <laughs> like uh, uh 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 this one was good. I I don't remember it. Oh. I watched it eight hundred movies ago. <laughs> we gotta figure out the order. I didn't even think about this. Usually I have it all like okay this happened last year this happened the year before and I have it this year I didn't even get into that. I think John Rhodes should go last. <laughs> who went last? Who went last last year? Anybody remember? I want to say it was either me or Christian. Because okay. I think I let off, right? What was your number one last year, B? Rent the Pal. Okay, what was Christian's? Last year? Black Christmas? To... Yeah, Black Who's Christmas. Supposed... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I have for him this year. Who's Bob? I think. Who's Bob Stewart? Electric. <laughs> Electric. <laughs> can I, I, can I go? <laughs> can I go? Yeah, Please you can don't. go. Oh, what was your number sake. one last year? I don't know. Yeah. What was his number? Didn't one? the three of us all have the same number one? Oh wait, no, I had the call. I had the call, and oh, I had the Dirk right, and the yeah. Wicked as number two. You switched it. That's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. Well, when, when I did Horror Movie Weekly last week, you know, I'm, I'm stressing over my top ten. That was a top ten show, and I switched my one and two last minute. I just had, I was even dishonest about my number one. My number one was like, like it, I just had to go with it. It was like, nope, it's this one, and I, you know, I can't even. It has to be one. Uh, so. I, do, I, do, do you expect any of that's going to go on this year? Are you guys still solidifying this, or do you feel strong about your the, the, this top 21? Because there's a lot of good stuff, like like we've said. you know. This is such a good year. And look, I always come out with a few controversial picks that Dave's like, I don't think that's hard, and there might be. I'm not going to do that. There, no, there <laughs> might be one or two, but I always justify it because we do our little shtick every year where we do the – number of movies for the for the number of the year it is so having 21 films if 19 are pure horror and two are fringe or borderline i'm content with that not you be content yeah we're not content the only thing i might say is if while i didn't make my list because i personally didn't consider horror that's it i've never once said that's not horror it can't be here some people may think that some people will say that i'm not one of those people what do i care I, I wouldn't, honestly. No, no, no. I'm not uptight about it, but there has been a couple times where well, I didn't consider it a horror, so I didn't watch it. And people might poo-poo on that, but I mean, it's just what I, you know. It, I, it, I, if you... anybody poo-poos anything, I'm never talking to them again. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to hear poo-poo as a term on the show moving forward. Pretty sure that's how you get pink eye. Okay. <laughs> well, you, okay. You, you know where that comes from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a very delayed laugh. I love it when Dave does that, when you guys just throw him shit, and he'll just be like, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> done and done. Yeah. You know where that comes from? It's a, this, this, it's a line from a classic ass, movie ass. that we all love. My, my <laughs> butthole? God damn it. <laughs> he said, I tried, to warm, I, I tried to warn her about it, but my wife poo-pooed me. It's a line from a famous movie that we all happen to love, that I know at least three of us, it's on our top 20 horror movies. How about that? Yeah. I have poo-pooed. Willy yes, Wonka? But she poo-pooed me. No, it's a horror movie. That's oh. how I knew it. Oh, we made well, it I know a lot of people like to say Willy Wonka's a horror movie, so Willy Wonka. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> we reviewed it. But we reviewed it in our first year, too. I'll give uh, Rosemary's? It's in our Hall of Fame. Yes, Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby. Oh. Yeah, don't you remember when he says that about, was the girl jumps out the window, and he's talking to the cops, <laughs> the guy, and he goes, oh. But, you know, I didn't think I about it, but then I'm like, uh, what could it have been? Yeah, it had to be that one. We that, That's something that's said in my household. Quite frequently because of that movie, I poo pooed somebody. <laughs> it's true. My wife loves that movie too. You know, I poo pooed. <laughs> anyway, let's get off the poo poo yeah. and under the uh, please whatever. 
Did you have to mud flap it after you had that discussion? Anyway, let's get on to the yeah. Let's get into it and uh, let's get right in. Oh yeah. How are we doing it? Are we just round robbing? Are we going to do like the twenty-one to eleven, like fast and furious? Like what was the? I don't know. I don't think we should. I think we should talk. You know. Yeah, I think we should round robin it as well. Uh, Not yeah. Yeah, round robin. But keep it quick. Yeah. 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 A quick round robin. I don't know what. First eleven. I texted Dave about this. Okay. Yeah, try to quick it's either way, because I remember last year. Actually, you know what? I definitely went before Christian last year, because I remember last year for twenty through eleven, I did mine really quick and didn't even say anything about it. Then this fucking skunk started doing fucking dissertations on each one. I'm like, oh wait I, a minute, I, I never, that happened to me I too that what? year. I just oh, listed mine, and then you, yeah, yeah everybody, yeah, Dave and C were yeah. talking about theirs. I'm like, oh damn it. <laughs> and Watson was late, and I already did mine. Yep. And he came on because they were laughing at Watson because he had a lot of the same picks I had. Oh, so yep. remember that because oh, it sounds like Dave's list. They were saying so now. It's all coming <laughs> yeah. back to me. So now we know that C so went ahead of coming B. back to me. So either Watson or C were the number one or the number two, uh, as in going last, and then it was. So this time we'll flip it. I say um, Watson's the guest. He goes first, okay. then C, and then it's between me and B. I'll go Who do you third. think's going to – okay. Well, if you said it, then I guess I go last. No, that's okay. fine. You take it. It's fine. You, you take it in the run. Okay. You take it in the – you take up the rear. So Watson first. I right. so I'm like I'm like the shit part so, of the human centipede. That's the worst. Second and third in this four piece human centipede. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I love my position here. I don't even think fourth is that great either. First. So you can shit into the air, but you're still I not. I feel getting... like you're gonna go to KFC and order a four piece human centipede. <laughs> 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 extra crispy. <laughs> Next extra, year you go last. See. Extra gravy. <laughs> Extra, extra, yeah. Oh, let me put this out there. Uh, Remember what we're talking about tonight, and if we're, uh, the awards have to come up, the well, top twenty-one. I got, I got to say this again. I'm, I'm always freaking saying it when we talk, but uh, top twenty-one, bottom five when the time comes. At the end of the show, of course, with the, uh, you know, the recommendations, uh, the, 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 whatever they're called. The I recommend um, we wrap this up. Well, I have my notes here. How many times have I copied and pasted it? And now I don't have the freaking thing that I'm always saying to you guys. Okay, top 21, bottom five, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, best score, actor, actress, and director. Say them in the movie. If you're talking, if, if it doesn't happen to be on your list, you save it to the end. That's well, it. I was conscious to have them all on my list this year. I feel like if it's not on your list, it shouldn't win a best award. Oh, I don't know about that. I've, I don't know. Why, why, why can't a movie have, have the best, what you consider the best acting performance of the year, but everything else about the movie sucked? Why if not? the best acting performance of the sucked. year is in a subpar movie, wasn't good enough to make your list. The acting couldn't have been good enough to, uh, to win the award. Well, I'll tell you what. Biggest disappointments could still make my list. Biggest okay. disappointments is podcasting Ooh. with you two. Whoa! Oh. 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 Well, yeah, oh, Watson's here to save the day. Yeah. So Watson's first. Right. Let's just get okay. into it. I'm tired of just hearing this 20, fucking. Just go 21 through one. <laughs> give your honorable mentions. Give your yeah. awards. And let's we'll be out of here in 10 minutes. Just get the fuck out. <laughs> and we'll usher you out. And then the show will start. And then, yeah, then you guys start the show. Exactly. <laughs> and then John Rhodes is Watson. coming in to join us. John Rhodes. Hey, Johnny. Poor John Rhodes. What do you have to say? Here he is. Yeah. There he is. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey, here he is. <laughs> 
Rabbit in white. Smoke him if you got him. <laughs> nice. I like Rabbit that. in um, white. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a skeleton. Rabbit in white. It's, you know, it's uh, son of a bitch. What was I going to say? Something so we're, doing, well, we're going around Robin, though, right? Yeah, yeah. we are. Strap yourselves like in. It's going to be a long marathon show, but that's the way it should be for this show. That's why it's oh, yeah. nighttime. Nighttime is the right time. What movie, see? Nighttime is the right time is... I'll even give you a hint. Cocaine is involved. Nighttime is the right time. Friday and five. It, see, no, Friday, no. not five. Oh, five. eight. Eight. Adam. Okay, thank you. With Kelly who? Kelly who? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely was her. Look at Brandon's fucking face. It even has come up. The... We've asked. Wait, wait. congratulations. The first award is here. The biggest disappointment. <laughs> this moment right now. <laughs> By the oh way, God. Dave Parker apparently was busting my balls on their show uh, that they just recorded yesterday, their year-end show, talking about how I have eight copies of Friday the 13th. Why he didn't mention C, I don't know, because he also does yeah. the same thing I do. I, but... I get out of this. I, for whatever reason, I got a free pass. No one seems to give a shit about what I've yeah. got. Everybody's and you Teflons. always hear about it. Like everybody on the show right now. I'm shit stick. <laughs> everything, all shit sticks to me. Everybody else in my life is Teflon. We can say the same things and I get the heat. I don't know yeah. what it is about me. That, and I'm always Mr. Approachable out in the world. Everywhere I go, I'm Mr. Approachable. There could be five people and they see us walking. Hey, hey, you, come here. Can, can you help me where this is? And Not that I don't mind helping people, but when you're at work, it kind of sucks and you got something else on your mind. But Funny anyway, enough, I um, seem to get myself in those situations too, Dave. Everybody else can just walk to get the fuck out. No, but I don't. I don't think I do. But everybody else, no problem. I'm the one that gets suckered into these situations. Always. I could get into a story, but it would take too long and I want to hear Dude, yes. Watson's fucking 21. But let me just say, Dave Parker, one thing. You could bust my balls about <laughs> Friday the 13th and having eight of them, but it's better than owning freaking eight copies of Spookies. Oh, oh. Or psycho fucking Gorman. <laughs> yeah, hey, shots boy. fired already. Shots Don't be mean to that already. movie because that number twenty one. No, just kidding. Um, I don't give a fuck if it's on your list or not. If, I'll tell you what. If it's if, if it's anybody's number one, I'm quitting the fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> so be wait. Hold, hold on. Let me... <laughs> let me let me do some shuffling. <laughs> yeah, like no, move, no move. doubt. You, you, know, you guys want to hear something funny? Yeah. My. Uh, than I know Brandon does. I only own number two. That's it. Really? That's it. I own Friday yep, two. I just own Friday two, and that's it. On Plex, not even on physical media. Do you mind? Uh, do you mind cutting his mic? <laughs> <laughs> I am not a completionist at all. Uh, I franchises or whatever. I all my movies are in a box in the garage. I don't give a shit. So yeah, yeah I'm like. But I, I love the horror rooms you guys have. So, uh, yeah, I, I love the backgrounds, like C's background, Dave's background. But, yeah, so uh, should I jump into this 21? Let's jump. No. Okay. Might as well jump. No. So I'm coming in with Christian's number one of the year, I believe, and that would be Night Books. Uh, no, I think he said that wasn't on your list. This, he said it wasn't on his list, I think, in a previous episode. But, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, yeah, seriously, number 21, I've got Night Books. It's absolutely entry-level horror aimed at a younger audience i realize that but the script is solid and the visual presentation's top-notch Kristen ritter uh, can get it i'll say that as this hot version of the witch from hansel and gretel who lures kids into her extra-dimensional mansion and then keeps them there you know and she seems like she's having a blast in the role and i'll say this there were even some twists in the third act that really surprised me i didn't expect for there to be such a well-thought-out explanation as to why Kristen Ritter seems to need 
this kid to read the stories aloud as we see all throughout. I thought it was a stroke of genius. That elevated the movie for me. It's like, oh, there's actually a reason for this other than she's just a bitch, <laughs> right? And so, uh, yeah, I, I definitely recommend this to you parents out there who have grade school age whore fans. There's a lot here that will entertain all ages. Great visuals, good performances. At 21, I've got night books. Yeah, well, we should talk about the movie. We, we meant shorter than that. Yeah, I'm kidding. That, that was actually that was actually perfect, Watson. Perfect length okay. and a good. You know what? I watched it with Christian, and we both enjoyed the movie. It was it was. Oh, a lot you of liked fun. it? Cool. Yeah, we both yeah, liked it. it be. What? It's great. I think it's better than Goosebumps. He says he. Well, he said you watched it with Christian, and B said. I said you are Christian. Stop talking about yourself in the fucking third yeah. verse. I watched it with Christian. What? You... It's like malignant over here. That's all, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Night books, I think, is better than Goosebumps. I really enjoyed it, and I, I'll say one thing about it. They do say something that I really like. Happy endings are a dangerous thing. It's a good mm. line from them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because they are, and bo bo boy, that girl. Yes, I'm with. What's her name? Kristen who? Is it Kristen? Kristen Ritter. Yeah, oh, man. Kristen this is, this is getting dangerously close to a Chris Hansen conversation again. She's like forty. Oh, she's a not <laughs> Kristen Ritter. I because he's like the oh that girl. I was like oh, oh everyone else is a kid in this yeah. movie. <laughs> John Ritter. Ritter. All right, moving on. <laughs> Tim Ritter. Oh, it's me next. I'm number two. Uh, my number twenty one. <laughs> Is uh, <laughs> my number twenty one is Candyman. I I was sh- I, you know what I was pleasantly surprised by this because tons of people were shitting on this film, so I didn't know what to expect. And I went in and I thought the movie looked amazing. I thought it was decently paced. Uh, you know, to be totally honest, I thought the pacing was better than the original. And people might think that's blasphemous. I don't give a shit. This was this was a faster paced movie. It was gorier and it was a lot more fun. Nice, right on. Cut his mic. It's making a lot of top ten lists. I, I, I don't it know is. why. I don't know what you've looked at, C. Number yeah, twenty one. A lot of people are into it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. But you're saying number twenty one. A lot of people poo pooed it, but honestly, it's making some people's top tens. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Poo-pooed. All right, I'll stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Who's next? Nope, I won't go. I won't go. He hates Candyman. He told me. No, I I didn't hate it. I just really was disappointed. Uh, Okay, my number 21 is... and Dave, uh, Dave, you were going to mention all where they were streaming and stuff. You were going to break that down, weren't you? Was I? What, for every movie we talk about? I thought you said you broke it down for your list. How many were Shudder? How many were Hulu? Well, I, I no, I didn't do that, but I was I should have. But I, I kept writing down how many movies were actually on. Sh- I have a little note next to it saying it's a Shutter movie or oh, it's okay. a foreign movie because of not, how many there are. Not know? a big deal. My That's first all. my first film is a foreign film. It's on Hulu. It's an Iranian film called The Night. You bastard! Already, I, already, I haven't what? seen already. it. I hadn't seen it either. I was really? told to skip it. Yeah. yeah. So you were told to skip it by mm-hmm. who? Somebody with no taste in heart. One of these two. Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you mean? No, I... no, no. It wasn't one of these two. It was. I can't remember who it was. It was just somebody on the just on, on the internet. The, the director uh, of the night. Yeah, maybe skip the night. So really, yeah. I, but, I but B, it... t- t- tell it. Like, what did you like about it? Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's about right. a young Iranian couple who who stay a night in a haunted hotel, the Hotel Normandy, and they basically get trapped in this hotel and they're forced to confront their fears and admit the truth to each other or be trapped in this hotel forever. And I think it's like a fitting little homage to like the shining almost except that the even though the the hotel is much smaller in scale it's a much smaller budget film 
uh, the hotel is less menacing in the sense that it wants these people to to face their fears, to face their demons, and to come out victorious on the other side. But it's it's ultimately up to the individuals trapped. And our lead actors in this are terrific, and it's it's really atmospheric. And uh, I saw this one very early on in the year, and I'll admit a recent rewatch kind of snuck it on to that twenty one spot. But you know, I think if you're a fan of The Shining, this film is sort of like a little homage to it. So the night. Iranian you didn't film. tell me of all people. I didn't. I didn't have this on the because I sent you a list of like, or you sent me a list of all the movies. I sent you a I, list. Yeah. Yeah. I figured you on. just would have said, "Hey, something about The Shining is homage pretty well in this movie," and that would have been enough for me to check it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sold. B, I'm sold, buddy. Yeah, I. I'll I to check this out. Yeah, no, I mean it tackles you know some really one thing I noticed about all these films, and I'll say this quick because I don't want to talk for an hour about each film, but a lot of these films this year tackle similar themes about about grief and about uh you know dishonesty and disloyalty and really atoning you. for your past sins and I, I found a lot of similar themes in movies mm. this year and a lot of deep hidden messages and i i think this one's a classic opportunity of you know living a lie and having to face your fears and face the truth and and admit you know admit your mistakes to to live an honest life or else you're just going to live in darkness with all these demons you have and it's really well done for a small budget film. It feels bigger than it actually is. So well said. Holy, check crap. it out. Yeah, and this right was on. eight out of ten. Well, this was an eight out of ten. Everything starts at eight for me. Oh, get, oh, there you go. Get your popcorn ready. Oh yeah, did you give your uh, rating? Uh oh, um, spoiler. Else? Sing two is his number one. <laughs> <laughs> C and I did not give ratings, but yeah, yeah, you guys I, forgot. yeah. yeah I, 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 I forgot to even include it in notes. I'm at, an, I'm starting with an eight as well. I'm starting with a seven. Seven? Oh, boy. 2021 was not your year. Shit. What the fuck is wrong with a seven? It was I don't understand this. It was Candyman. It was a seven. He's fucking seven. Here's the funny part. I score a Candyman higher than you do. That's funny. I'm just saying, I think most of us have eights and higher on our list. Yeah, don't feel bad. See, Candyman made my top 288 this year, so... You had the night. No one even fucking... The director didn't even watch the movie. <laughs> no one heard of it. I had to look it up while we're talking. I'm like, oh, it did come out. Oh, it did come out. What do you think? You know what? I'm going to do that next year. I'm going to try to... Sne- I'm going to make up a title and make up a whole movie and see if I can sneak it in there. You guys oh, I love it. it. I love it. Do it. <laughs> you got to be smart, though. Do it. Don't do it as your first pick. Just do it no, like number 12. No. Yeah, exactly. You know? It'll be a yeah, throw right from... there in the middle. Number 12. Uh... This is from India. It's yeah, called um, The Twilight Zombie or something. It's called Mazel Tov. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Number 21. This movie is a foreign movie. So here we go. It can be found on Prime. I did that just for you, B. There you go. It's French. <laughs> Any guesses? No, I won't do that. Oh. Uh, this No, because there's just there's, there's, there's some French action going on. Lunch, yeah. But this one here... I quite enjoyed. Sure. Uh, it's it's called Meander. The, That's the one um, I was gonna guess, Dave. Really nice. nice. Yep. All right. The, the, honestly, this movie has been in my top ten at some point. I was pretty high on it. The rewatch maybe brought it down a tiny bit, but I, I still quite dig it. Um, the lead girl, she's a French model and actress. Uh, Gaia Weiss, her name is. Very very pretty girl. Does a real good job here. But it's basically yeah. this girl gets taken and wakes up in this place where she has to go through all these tunnels and other stuff to survive, and she's not quite sure why. And it's really cool because it kind of deals with 
other stuff later that as, as, as the movie goes on, things are uncovered. Uh, and it gets, it's more than just escaping traps. It's more than cube or saw. It's, it, there's something else at, at play here. But most of the fun stuff is getting out of things in time before you get burned um, or, or having to swim and, you know, doors closing and just going through all these elaborate tunnels and tra- trapped things. One, uh, a good goal. I mean, there isn't a lot of stuff you see, but what you do see, uh, like there's a rotting body in the beginning that looks freaking great, and then oh, yeah. there, there's a meetup with another guy later on, and you, you're kind of surprised that at least I was that this person was at the yes. same place she was, and what was it maybe at play here, mm-hmm. and there's some good stuff. There's some real moments, you know what I mean? There's like there's like a burn and some other stuff, and and it's 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 actually fun. You're along for the ride with this girl, and. She's a likable character, you know, that she's been through stuff. And as the movie goes on, you learn more about her and why she's in the place she is mentally when we first meet her and what's going on here. And then when the movie comes to its conclusion, you can have your own type of, uh, you know, you can theorize till the cows come home. Yeah. Right. But. But but I quite enjoyed. It. It's called Meander. Like I said, it's strong female performing. performance. You're, you, yes. This, this year, another another notable for this year, strong female performances. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. I had a so much easier Meander, time Meander. picking a female, you know, winner than I did a, a male winner. What? Same, buddy. <laughs> right. Right before I logged on with you guys, I still didn't have my best actor. I'm like, oh damn it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> who? What guy was even in a movie this year? Mine right. came right away for actor for actress. Really. This year. Oh, I felt like every and movie the, the, the actress. Yeah. I felt like every movie the actress was strong, and yeah. I mean that Meander's a yeah. perfect example because if you're not in it with her, right. movie's gonna be an absolute bore because it's she's it's in hard. every fucking scene, every shot, yeah. pretty much. But she is she is terrific in it. No, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. For actor, like I didn't do a lot of thinking. One just popped up, and I was I I, I listed all my movies first, and I'm looking at it, and I was like, okay, did anything else stand out? And I'm looking at movie, like, oh, that's definitely the performance of the year for actress. <laughs> I had to go back and forth between like three of them. So even yeah. when I do pick one, it's like, I'm also going to, I think the one I picked ultimately other people are going, are not going to pick. They're going to pick the other ones that I was going to. So I'm kind of like, that's fair. I hoping get that. that. You know, it's one of those things. So anyway, meander first round is done. All right. Then on to round two at number 20, I've got broadcast signal intrusion. I knew and, you like that. Nice. So, uh, yeah, B, I, I think, uh, you might want to spurg out because I'm about to say a word here. I know you got a dad joke ready for this, but I'm really into creepy pastas. Mm. Yeah, nothing. It's like a creepy spooky. pasta. Spooky yeah. spaghetti. I don't. I don't know. I thought he was gonna come in with a, <laughs> with a dad. No, but uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, yeah, Dave. I know Francesca is into the creepy pasta stuff. You know, and this the subject of this movie is often featured in those sorts of scary stories. These mysterious pirate broadcasts that have a larger and more sinister meaning than anyone suspects. And you know, we follow our lead as he tries to get to the bottom of one such strange broadcast that he comes across in his line of work, and. It takes him down a rabbit hole of conspiracy theories, missing women, and murder. And I think my only gripe with the film is that I had a hard time understanding what was going on in the third act. The narrative started feeling like it was stepping on its own toes. But I think a rewatch in the near future will help with that because it seems as though all the pieces are there. I just couldn't quite grasp them. But, uh, in, yeah, in any case, this is an excellent 90s throwback horror movie. And I think uh, you you need to see it if you haven't already, folks. It's a very strange and... A uh, different sort of movie, uh, you know, kind of murder mystery, conspiracy, strangeness. Uh, that's broadcast signal intrusion. And I forgot where I streamed this originally. Dave, do you happen to know where this comes from? No, but I'll look. From- I'll look. Yeah. I'll just, I think just general any 
any of the streaming services. I, you know, I think like like we all do, we we dip into so many different uh, services that offer streaming that it's like, oh, I, you know, this many this many months later, I can't remember the life. It had of me. a very classic noir type feel to it with that jazzy yes soundtrack. He'd it be driving like, through the city and it would almost yeah. feel yeah. like a, you know it should be playing over like a Scorsese like shots of New York and you know exactly it's like, what? yeah what's going on here yeah. I, and I agree Dude. with you with with the third act. It does. It's one of those films where rewatches because you're you're kind of deep in the conspiracy with this guy, and and is it's almost like there's enough pieces there to put things together, but it's also like, yeah, is, I, this, is this just a descent into madness? And it's all just coincidence because there's a lot of talk about coincidence in that movie, and uh, you that's know, that's a having, good point too. Yeah, that might... <laughs> damn. Yeah, no, okay. I, I, I I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> it would be funny if I said I should check that out. <laughs> okay, no more, no more then. You can rent this movie basically anywhere, but it's not streaming free anywhere at the, at this time. Yeah, I paid. So, yeah, uh, I've seen. Uh, but it's all over the place, like the rest. Here's the I, I really enjoyed this movie. I think the uh, those there was some creepy videos and the masks and the way they were talking and stuff was pretty cool, and I was really engaged. Then something happened towards the end where a character just. Maybe it just went over my head, but a character kind of disappears. And then I thought, A, there would maybe reveal about that character, or B, some type of closure. But it's almost like, okay, this happens. You're free to go. And then usually in movies, that doesn't happen. Usually, okay, okay wait. You're, you, you, we've been spending time with this character, and all of a sudden, they left me hanging. And that was the only thing. Do you have, I mean, no spoilers, but did, did that. Did you think about that, Watson, or do you have a uh, an answer to that? Like, but you can't share it. But I, I, I mean. think so. I did think about it, but I think I uh, B. What do you think? Like, I think I know. But yeah, again, it was but, one of those things where, yeah, like there's there's clues in there. Yeah. As to as to some things that might have happened, but again, this is a multiple view film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I I, I could buy that. You know, what I was expecting. You ever see that movie, The Game, Michael Douglas? Yeah. And yeah, he meets, he meets a, a woman in that movie, and thing, things go on, and something's revealed later. I was mm. almost expecting it to go down that, you know, that route, but it didn't. But, you oh, know, I'm not cool. complaining. It was just an observation <laughs> that I have in my notes about the movie that I was like, hmm, did something go over my head or not? It's just one of those things. Yeah. So you guys think maybe it did. Maybe there was something that well, I – Same for me. <laughs> okay. All right. Just making sure. Just, I, uh, I'm right there okay. with you. I loved it to the third act, and I thought it just sort of started making stuff up and got – altered confusing mm -hmm. to be honest okay, like so I, I i just feel like it just it I, but again i watched it once it was good i i think i gave it a seven as well but nice yeah i dug it i definitely dug it okay who's next i am um uh, my uh, number 20 is one of many uh female serial killer movies that came out this year and that's the stylist again i i kind of think it's like maniac-esque i think you, you get you kind of like the female maniac if you will, um, and it's it's great, gory surprise. It was it was again a lot of fun, and um, I thought she was great in the the main role as well. Another great performance, definitely. Yep. Yeah, I I enjoyed this one. Oh, yep. Yeah. Was... Seven out of ten. Seven. <laughs> okay. Agree. All right. All right. My number twenty, uh, the night house. Ah, there it is. Yeah, okay. the, fir the first time I watched this, I think I, it's not that the score went down for me. I just felt like I had much more of a handle on what I felt about it, and I felt like it was going to be higher on my list. Upon a second view, there were some things that were I was just conflicted about. But in terms of the film itself, you know, Rebecca Hall, I could see her winning Best Actress. 
I, you know, she does. She's phenomenal in this. She's a great actress to begin with. The story revolves around her dealing with her grief after her husband commits suicide and doesn't leave a note behind. And then it turns into like this great supernatural ghost story that's told with just striking, beautiful cinematography. It's really, mm. really, really beautifully shot. And I never thought the concept of nothing could be more terrifying until this film. So it's 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 certainly a high recommendation, even though it is lower on my list. But that is just because I was just having trouble making sense of a few things that take place in the film but overall it, it's still a uh an eight out of ten and uh and a recommend so the night house at number 20 nice it, it's a solid flick man i saw it at the theater and uh then i listened to the podcast that i mentioned earlier or on an earlier show i'm saying uh, when i said uh when brian and jamie really dissected it and i it picked up on some things and kind of went deep into it and i was like oh i didn't really Take that literally. Now I see what what they're going for here, and it, you know, it opened up my mind to some different theories about it. And then I sat down and I watched it the second time, and I enjoyed it more. So, it it is a solid flick. That, that yeah, sure. yeah, no, it is. It's so beautifully it's, shot. This one yeah. barely missed my list because I I was trying to get in the rewatch and just never got. I just didn't have the time to. And but I know it it should be on here. I just needed that that Dave Z second view to to understand it a little more. But I got to say the way. They present the antagonist in this movie in negative space oh, and the yes. way, you know, a book, the, yeah. you'll see the profile of a bookshelf and a window and a wall and then boom, just a visual. And you're like, I've never seen anything like that. Negative so. space has never been presented better unless you're talking about Christian's podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, boy. He's, is he oh, there? His popcorn just not oh, there. Fuck. Oh, he's not there. I want to he's see a kitchen. Oh, oh, no, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Oh. He's didn't want to tease naked. you when you were off camera. He took his clothes off. He's, He's cutting a hole in the bottom oh. of the popcorn bag. <laughs> <laughs> He's drinking wine. He doesn't want anyone to know about it. You hit the nail on the head with that negative space comment, though. So well done with the, the yeah. visuals. Like You're looking in every scene to see if it's there. and you, It's probably in scenes where you don't even realize it. Oh, that would be rad if that's and then, true. And, and then the reveal at the end when you're seeing all the killings take place. The way, you, oh man, just some really beautiful oh, cinematography. Man. Now I'm disappointed it's not on my damn list. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> David Bruckner too. So yeah. Right, David Bruckner. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, my number twenty is a slasher. Uh, and it's one of the few. I mean, okay, maybe maybe not few. Probably had like four or five, six, whatever this year. But I don't. I think that this movie's going to. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a very popular decision. And I think people may have skipped it if they just kind of looked at the the cover art or something like that, or just I don't know, just the way it was presented. They may have skipped it, but I really enjoyed it because it really felt like an old school slasher. Like I, it's it's hard to get that feel. And this movie's called Seance. It's um, it, it's That's it's a great. bunch of. Uh, it, it, yeah, you liked it too. Good, good. Oh, I'm yeah. glad to hear. What is it? A, a, a girls' school for um, what is it? A prep school academy or something like that? I forgot exactly what it was, but there's there's a murder in the beginning. Kids playing a prank, but not really a prank. And but it, like I said, it has that old school feel where something happens and then what's going on? People are being bumped off. There's 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 some uh, some cool victim POV in, in the one shot. There's a, there's a Halloween style kill at one point. It kind of reminds me of stage fright a couple times. Mm-hmm. The, you know what I mean? It's yeah. the lead is actually quite likable, and then the more you learn about her, towards the end, the direction it goes. There's there's a reveal and a second reveal, 
which I think are done really well. It's just it's old school stuff. There's a real there's a couple real solid kills. There's one or two gory kills that I wasn't expecting. And uh, if if you like slashers and you know I love them, I think this one really uh, really did it this year. And it it doesn't seem to get a lot of attention. But I saw it once and I was like, man, that I really dug that. And the second yeah. view, I was like, yeah, nothing's changed. It's an eight out of ten, and it stayed that way. But yeah, a Seance, I think is. Um, I also of, oh. I also gave it an eight out of ten, and the only reason why it missed my list is because I almost wish they didn't explore other elements like supernatural elements. It kind of it kind of blurred the line between what it wanted to be. I wish it had stuck straight slasher. I think you that was the point, though. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's what made it so unique I. to me. That the yeah. misdirection is exactly what may, elevates it to me. See, I felt like it didn't know what it wanted to be, so it kind of took me out of it for a little bit. But that final <laughs> climax with those kills, yeah, probably probably one of my favorite kills of the year, involving a light bulb. The throat slit, oh, dude, brutal. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, you shouldn't have killed my friend. How old right. are these girls supposed to be? Because Suki Waterhouse is thirty, so I'm I'm like watching this Indeed. going like. I'm going like is, this isn't high school. What are we? What is this? Like what am what am I? I'm I got a little confused after, with that, but huh? I don't know. What is no, that? Like a prep academy? Yeah, fin- finishing like, school. This must be like eighteen. This must be like okay. eighteen. Well, I guess it's no different from slashers of the eighties and nineties sure. where they're high school kids, but they don't really seem like high school kids. Yeah, no, know? for sure. I, that's not a, that's not a damning thing. I, I quite like this movie. I think I was like at a seven point five on it and thought it was yeah super solid. Yeah. She dates Batman. She's allowed to do whatever she wants. <laughs> Wait, who, who's she dating? She dates uh, Robert Pattinson. Oh, really? Because, yeah, she was with uh, Bradley Cooper. I don't know how the hell I know that. <laughs> I don't know any of this stuff. I so think why? because I watched The Bad Batch and she was the lead in that, and that's why I was like, who is this girl? She's great in this movie. And Yeah, you know, she but... got her arm back. <laughs> she sure did. <laughs> and her leg. Nice. Nice. Cool. All right. So that's seance. All right. At uh, number 19 for me, I'm coming in with Red Dot. Uh, this was one of the first movies I recall watching in 2021, and it's kept its place on this top 21 all year. It's such a mean-spirited just movie oh, that it does not horrible. quit. Yeah, there's a scene Brandon. involving a dog in a tent that told me this movie was going to go there, and it does. Like, you've got this couple, everybody who's just trying to mend their relationship by going on a winter camping trip, and things go horribly wrong as they find they're being stalked by somebody who means them harm. And when we reach that third act, when we find out what's going on, it hits hard because this movie is unrelenting and doesn't let our protagonists off the hook. I was pretty surprised at how it ended, too. I didn't expect the movie to get that nasty. And so that's why it's stuck with me all year. And so, and also, just as winter horror movies go, there are few I've seen that will leave you feeling this cold. Uh, it maximizes the dread of the freezing setting really well. And so, yeah, I recommend people hop on Netflix and watch Red Dot, 8 out of 10. Check it out. Awesome. Ah, shit. I didn't see it. Neither no. did I. I was saying horrible because of Brandon's joke earlier when you were talking about when you introduced <laughs> the movie. I said it's a great Indian flick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. That's awesome. Yeah. See, that's what I like. That's the B. Yeah. yeah. Horrible joke. Christian horrible heard it joke. and I covered my head in shame. because It no, can't no, be no, helped. No. Rightly so. Every time I see that title all year long, anytime I saw it brought up, I always say this to myself, Red Book. Every time. <laughs> I can't what, help What'd you it. say? Red Bull. I always say it. I do this shit all the time with movies. I just see the title, oh. and I say it to myself in some and, weird way. And jump way. into a racist persona. God bless you guys. <laughs> yeah. My number 19. 
uh, slacks. So nice. The only one that seems to like this movie more than I is well, two people: the director of the film and Heather Heather, Heather Powell. Yeah. <laughs> she she loves it. I I really liked it. Again, it's it's my last seven on the list. They go down from here. <laughs> I thought. This was nice tongue in cheek. I thought I love the play on the on on brand on on like retail commerce and the personalities that you encounter there. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yes, it's silly, but it provides a lot of entertainment and some gory surprises as well. And I I I thoroughly recommend it as long as you know what you're getting into with a title called Slacks and the cover art that you'll see. <laughs> Unless you're Dave, who doesn't even look at it while he's picking his movies, and you don't know what he's getting because he wants to go in totally blind. Uh, I try. Dave Z method. (laughs) That's it. I try. But otherwise, but I gotta say, like, I forgot what the name of the pants were. They were like, I know they had the SS logo, and it looked exactly like the Nazi SS logo, and I think they were trying to somehow tie that in because they were this pant that were gonna like create like one being because it was one size fits all so it didn't matter who you were yeah, what size you were it was like creating like this perfect race of people that could all fit yeah. into the same pants so i thought there was some deep meaning there but overall i just found it B. cool. And, and when those dance those pants started to dance i was just like i'm out <laughs> B, i was with you uh, on that subtext there uh, about that like uh, about the, the ss and stuff like that and i i was kind of laughing to myself because Hugo Boss, you know, is uh, yeah. they're they're the ones who made the Nazis look so damn good, as we all know. And uh, and sometimes I I laugh every time I just kind of walk by like a Mercedes or or every time I walk by you know some Hugo Boss uh, you know cologne in a store, and I'm just like <laughs> Nazis, <Yeah>. Nazis. <laughs> Nazi bastard, yes, <laughs> killing Nazis, <laughs> killing Nazis. What'd you give it? Uh, see, seven. seven. My last seven. Seven. All right. All right. You know, at you some get point, in, two at no? some point in C's top twenty-one, he's gonna like a movie. <laughs> well, that's more than I can say for you. <laughs> <laughs> what are we getting to, Junior? That's what I like. about you. He just pops the popcorn in his mouth, just like it's more than I can say for you, kid. Pop. Yeah. That's what he's yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. See. Hey. See? <laughs> it's, it's a broadcast signal intrusion here. Yeah. <laughs> Damn good popcorn. popcorn. I can't stop eating it. I hope they bring hey, you more food like that, like that yeah, one episode where they're just you're getting a five course fucking meal. That was so. Oh, yeah, he, he had three breakfasts. Yeah, manja, I manja. Love that. Uh, manja. Go, Somebody bring me popcorn. So he could have his red wine. Yes. <laughs> no, keep got, it away. Popcorn I got so much popcorn, beef. I, some of it hit the floor. I can't even touch it. Uh, can't eat it on oh, the floor. I'm trying to get some. I'm, I'm trying to yell to my family. I want popcorn down here. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, I love man. you guys. I seriously <laughs> love you guys. <laughs> love you too, buddy. Shit. Ah, thank you, buddy. <laughs> okay. All is right, it my guys. Or, or beast? No, it's mine. Uh, my oh, number beast. 19 yeah. is a small French shutter film called Teddy. I saw Teddy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. A, uh, a werewolf film. I, I, I sort of felt like werewolf. it was almost like a Napoleon Dynamite meets, uh, meets a werewolf flick. It was very oh, nice. lighthearted and stuff, but uh, Teddy was a very related character he's sort of the dog laughing of his town he's a high school dropout but he's a very loving individual his parents are dead he lives with i believe his foster aunt and like his cousin and he's very affectionate and caring for them and he's very affectionate and caring for his girlfriend who he's in love with and he has this sort of vision of creating the perfect future with her he thinks he's going to be able to rise above his 
his status in life. And, uh, you know, all this is happening while the local uh, livestock is being slaughtered and there's a wolf loose and, you know, he gets randomly scratched one day and attacked and his transformation begins. And as his life sort of spirals out of control and his relationship sort of uh, uh, takes a hit and, you know, just things unravel and you're rooting for him to sort of make it because he's a he's a very nice relatable sort of underdog character but uh it ultimately plays out in a really cool final act it's very carrie-esque with its final uh with its final showdown and uh it's it's light on the horror but what it gives you is really well done and uh i recommend it it's a solid eight out of ten i think i I read an article on this one because i wanted to know like i wanted to dig a little deeper on this and i read something about uh you know in france and stuff this was really going for this sort of uh, commentary on the economic and social divide there. And that's really what Teddy's story is, because he's so clearly, you know, economically and socially below the other people in this film. But he's such a such a decent character that you, you're rooting for him. But, yep. Nice. There's a, there's a well biopic, said. right? Yeah. This is, a yeah. Oh, Teddy oh, uh, no. Pendergrass? No, Teddy, Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> of course. Nice. <laughs> Dang it, I almost said Roosevelt at the same time you said Rux, but I'm glad I was late on that because I would have been the odd man out of that fucker. Uh, no, Cor, he you go to a fucking president. Yeah, I know, right? He, well, I like, he, I like fucking... that he went to Pendergrass. Oh, <laughs> 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 Do you listen to Teddy Pendergrass? Only because of, I, I didn't even know who Teddy Pendergrass was when, until I was I saw Delirious. <laughs> And then Eddie Murphy, you right. got, you got, you got what I need. What I need. Yes. <laughs> and then I started awesome. listening to Pe- Teddy Pendergrass. I, and he's great. He is. No, yeah. That's just funny. Teddy Roosevelt, Teddy Ruxpin, Teddy Pendergrass. See, I'm loving just watching you on camera. You pop the popcorn. And he's great. And you just have, you have the smile on your face. You, you look so cool. I don't know. It's great. Yeah. No, Teddy was a great film, B, and I love what you said about the socioeconomic divide and all that going on. And I think my the only thing that pissed me off about the movie, because I really liked it, was there's there's a killing spree at the end, yeah. and somebody gets left alive. And I was yeah. like, no, that's the person I would have fucking killed. <laughs> so, but that I get la- it. But that last scene is, is yes. sort of like... What it's, was it's so- that? I, I like that. It's sort of like a, almost like a what could have been, and it's sort of sad. Yeah. It's sort Shit. of like almost like a like a dreamlike uh, post credit scene, and it's like it's really like kind of heartbreaking, actually. Yeah, he's never getting that life, that house, no. nothing. Like after every th- events of this movie, it's like, yeah, this is, yeah, everything you've been building toward it. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, like, but shit. that character gets their comeuppance. Yeah. Know? Okay. Fair. Yeah. I mean, they're they're doomed, just like Teddy was. True. Yeah. And uh, just like the featured... characters in the original Friday the Thirteenth, because if you remember, Ralph, Crazy Ralph said. You're doomed. You're all doomed. <laughs> right. <laughs> you okay, sure Friday did. Friday the 13th. Just, just a little reminder. Just a reminder, Brandon. I just wanted to make sure you remembered that scene. No more Friday the 13th talk tonight, D. No, that's fine. That's fine. We'll try not to. Okay. <laughs> as far as Teddy goes, I have two words. You're doomed. Tongue shaving. Oh. What was that? Yeah. Tongue shaving. Shaving. Ooh. Shaming. Tongue shaving. <laughs> Tongue oh. shaving. Once I went down on this chick, boy, I, that's what I thought you were talking about. The internet, they were all that's what I thought too, right? She yeah, right, right. See, yeah, see, and I both thought you were talking about when he helps his helps his girl out, you know. Uh, well, who, yeah, who, so they are right. He did he, she did tongue shame him, but oh. uh, <laughs> he got tongue tongue shamed, so he tongue shaved. Holy cow. 
Look at this guy. Who does he think he is? Chief White Dunn or something? What the hell? <laughs> Tongue shaming. <laughs> Tongue shaming. That was the name of the guy who's hanging on the wall in Friday too. <laughs> tongue shame, yeah, <laughs> Chief, Chief Tongue Shame. Yeah, Chief Tongue Shame. <laughs> well, I, I happen oh, yeah, to have yeah, the junior yeah, of yeah. tongues. Oh, really? That's a great thing to have, buddy. Brandon, you're just canceled. <laughs> this, we're canceled now by just with Brandon's jokes tonight. What? Between Brandon just doing what he did about the native, oh, I love it. Don't, I have some anti-Semitic stuff I'll say later. So we're, we got this. <laughs> we got this, guys. Yeah, we cover everybody. It's we're like gonna cover Park. everything. Yes. So. And just believe like me, what I have my views on women. <laughs> no, just... Oh, <laughs> love them. Love them too. Just plainly. Yeah. Okay. Like Number nineteen. Yeah. Moving right Number along. Number nineteen. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm here? trying, buddy. We're doing okay. <laughs> Number nineteen. Uh, see, you're not the only one. All I can say about this movie is, I thought you were supposed to be the good guys. Slacks, slacks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. People think. Oh. That I don't like horror comedy. Well, the thing is this. This, to me, this is, there's a difference. This movie illustrates the difference between satire and humor and something not being goofy. That's the difference. This is smart, friggin' clever comedy and a, a, a clever take on on the things that they want to say. And what they, I agree with the message that they're doing here. It's done in a fun way. I love seeing this type of film. I, I thought when you hear the premise, you think, okay, it's going to be ridiculous. But you know what? They did it right. The execution yeah, was right. Agreed. The usage Absolutely. of the genes for the kills and for everything they did was actually done smart and looked good. And as far as the genes dancing, I thought it looked great. It doesn't look like it shitty did. CGI because no. it really isn't CG. They sort of thing at the end. Yes, but it's actual genes in front of a green screen. And you no, just, it was it was they, Michael Jackson doing that. Those were Billy genes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. All right. That was good. Oh. The lead character okay. is. I love the, the watch and approval. <laughs> yeah, I love it. The seal. Libby. Libby is the lead character, and she's the only good character in the whole movie. And yep. She's the only likable one. But that's okay. Sometimes that's all you need. The one girl you're kind of on the fence. She, she does that. You know what she does? She kind of does the joke. It's almost the same thing that they did in Friday the Thirteenth, the remake. And yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. When he says, wait a oh, second. Wait a second, Dave. I don't think you can say it. You told Brandon no more Friday talk. <laughs> That's all the smiling. I'm like, two seconds ago, we talked about Friday talk. Oops. No, go ahead. Dude. It, it can't be help. Yeah, you a record label? Yes, exactly. He goes, yeah. just come a black guy. It can't be Green Day. And he's some, he goes, he goes, oh, no, I don't mean that. He goes, so what's it going to be? He goes, hip hop. And yeah. then, and then they laugh. Like, Same like, thing happened here. Just because I'm, just because I'm, a, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an Indian. I have to like Bollywood music or something like that. And then, and then later on, that's what she's listening to. Yeah. So, I was dying at that. So good. It was great. I yeah. mean, she kind of came around a little bit. But the bottom line is, the kills were actually done well. The horror itself is actually horror. That's the difference in a horror comedy that's done right. When there is something happening. And there is a, someone being chased by something, even if it is a pair of jeans, it's played off as straight horror. Even though it's jeans, it doesn't matter. It's executed the right way. They even had that little Amityville 2 sound. You know that sound in Amityville 2 when they look up at the house and like certain moments, it's like strings that goes, eee! it's hard to explain, but I would bet that it's the same freaking noise they use in this movie and it's with intent. But I do like, I have one little observation the, the the ending is spectacular. It's definitely my kind of ending. But the thing is, 
One observation that it's still an 8 out of 10. I don't understand why the other genes waited until the end to come to life. That's the only thing I noticed. I'm like, well, wait a minute. How come this one came here and all these other ones don't, don't start till they have some grand army at the end? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But that's why I, it it's might have just high. been for. It might have probably just been for give it that climatic jolt. But you're but from uh, making sense for right. what they've set up, I I can see what you're what you're getting at there too. But even with that, even with that's that little snafu, it's still an eight out of ten for me. Slacks. It's on Shutter. Check it out. So we've aligned at one so far. Let's let's keep a, a note of that too. We've had the same yeah. nineteen. That's it. Oh, it's, twinsies. Yeah. Twinsies. Yep. Moxies. <laughs> you can talk about Friday the thirteenth all what all you want if you word twins. <laughs> if you what? <laughs> if I said... Series throwback. I'm not allowed to say twinsies? I don't like it. I don't like if anyone's saying twinsies. We could say poo poo on the shrunken show, but I can't say twinsies. I don't want poo poo twinsies. I'm not gonna say poo poo. I'm taking poo-poo out, but twi- Twinsy stays in. It's the way you say her- poo-poo. I don't know what it That's is. It's dirty. It. it sounds dirty. Poo-poo. It sounds like you got like shit on your lips or something like that. I don't know what it is. Just... It's the idea. You're supposed Wait, to sound like that. Is that shit lips or lip shits? There we go. Dr. Lip shits. Dr. Lip shits should call into the show again. I, I might have to, or somebody might have to do that uh, might, once again. I might <laughs> somebody might. Remember that? Back in like the early days, Dr. Lip shits oh. called. And I think he did again, but. Um, yeah, he still makes the rounds. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. He's I, uh, so B right now. I don't know. What's that? <laughs> He's treating so, B right now. He was sick this week, you know? Oh. Lip shits or not? You get. Some lip shits? No, he always blows lip shits off. He goes to some other guy, I guess. <laughs> you don't want to blow lip shits off. All right. <clears throat> so I got number 18. I'm talking about uh, Werewolves Within. I can't believe how much fun I had with this movie. It's a horror comedy about a forest ranger who gets stationed in a small alpine town that's got a strange but uh, just really peculiar but really tight-knit community going on. And there's a lot of political tension among the citizens of this little place because of a wealthy sort of oil baron type who wants to start construction of a pipeline there, which will bring an economic boom to this dying town, but will also not be good for the environment. So, you know, there's that element of the story that's dividing the community. And then there's this werewolf killing people. And so it becomes something of a big whodunit murder mystery. Like, why is this werewolf doing what it's doing? Is it random? Is it political? You know, who 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 benefits here? And, you know, you've got to watch to find out. And, and man, this, this cast of characters was, was so fun to follow. Finn, our super nice, overly nice forest ranger, reminded me a lot of Christian because of the nice thing. And, uh, no, not at all. Uh, but the, no, but uh, he's really nice. Because of, of the blackface, actually. Because of the blackface, yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Man, I'm definitely somehow... I... I'm going to stop now. Stop. <laughs> well, somewhere in here. Okay. So, no, but Finn is super nice, and he, he's fun to follow. Uh, the male lady, Cecily, was, was was just adorable as hell. Excellent leads. And once again, as with my last pick, Red Dot, this also boasts an awesome winter setting. You know, there was the Wolf of Snow Hollow last year that was the werewolf comedy sort of movie in the snow, uh, you know, like this, except that this actually has a werewolf. So uh, check it out, folks. That's Werewolves Within, and I, I had a blast with it. And I, 8 out of 10, and I, I, don't rem- I don't remember where I streamed this, so just somewhere. Paid a couple bucks for it, so. YouTube, the, movie looks, the movie looks damn good, and the performances yeah. are good. Something, and again, it was another 7 out of 10 for me. It just, mm-hmm. or maybe it was a little, maybe it was 6.5. I can't remember. It's on the list somewhere. But it was like, 
I enjoyed it, but I felt like it just missed something. I, you know, like all these movies, it's it's going to be a little bit different for each of us. I don't know what it was per se. If it was that it didn't go uh, uh, too much further with the comedy, and I wanted more comedy, or mm, if it was mm-hmm. that it just didn't deliver on the actual monster element until really the end. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, but again, it, it was enjoyable and it, it looks really good. And like a lot of the movies this year, it looked. There's a lot of movies that looked fucking great this year. Yeah, Which yeah, it was a good one. You know what? You know what I like to say about this movie? It it's cutely political. And that's refreshing. The way the politics are thrown in there. Yes. It's done the right way. It's done tongue in cheek and not hammer overhead. And exactly. And and the, the, the political tension builds, you know, kind of blends right in with the murder mystery. And especially, well, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But yes, they, they poke fun at everybody in the movie. Because, of course, yeah. I'm thinking if this movie is going to make the oil baron guy the bad guy, it's like, please don't do this. Like, that's too mm. obvious. And then... You know, but and even then, like, you know, so we already see him as, you know, but it's like, okay, so he's bad, but he could also bring this town to life. So, okay, then there's the environment, but then the town dies and you've got that hilarious gay couple. I like how they're, you know, they're obviously going to be, you know, sort of for the environment, but then they're joking about rich people. And then one of them's like, "Uh, we're not rich. And then he's uh, the other one kind of leans and sort of whispers the other one. Yes, we are. So they, they, they're fine. You know, they they don't have (laughs) any skin to lose. Who was it? You know who that dude is? Guillermo from um, What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show. One of the two gay guys. Oh, nice. I've only seen a couple episodes right of that, but... Oh, it's nice. fucking amazing. I I'll, ch- I'll definitely check it out. But... <laughs> I didn't recognize him out of the shadows. Out of the shadows. <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun movie. And, uh, fucking God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what number are we on? <laughs> number 18, right? You're doing good. Yeah, do yes. it up. Do it up. Number 18's a super dark film that, uh, I, again, maybe, I, I don't know if it's my surprise of the year, but I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this, uh, considering it felt like it took forever to come out. It's Antlers. And I give this 7.5 out of 10, dark, lots of slightly spoilery, so if you haven't seen it, um, maybe skip over 10, 20 seconds here, but a lot of characters and a lot of carnage for characters that you don't expect to happen in the film as as well. Plus I like how they play with the mythology and again, really somber. Like what is this face, Brandon? You're you're throwing me off here with that fucking face of yours. No, I was just going to ask, when did you go see it? When did I go see it? I did. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's not forced laughter either. That's funny shit. (laughs) Really? Really? He was just waiting to crack that. You could see it on his fucking, it's like the poo-poo lips you had. uh, You could just see it. Like you could just see it on his fucking face. I didn't see Antlers. It's not one of the 288 films. What? I can't. Seriously? I didn't get a chance to. Uh, Dark, man. Dark, kind of depressing. Yeah. But really well done. And like, like I said, there's carnage for characters that you just don't expect to, to see to that extreme in, in, a, in a film like this, I think uh, it's it was definitely a surprise. A good right mythology. On. You know, I liked it, but and I can't explain what it is. But for me, there was just something missing. Like I was waiting for some kind of reveal or something I hadn't seen before to be brought into the plot to More take antlers. it to that next level. Yes, but I enjoyed it. Oh, but the I'm monster not was I didn't great. Enjoy it. The, I'm not, no, the monster yeah. was. I, that's the creature effects and what they're. I just felt like maybe we're spoiled, 
but I was expecting almost like what I said before about that possession movie. Is it is it my fault that that movie possession that I see that that I thought it was run of the mill and I was expecting um, something else to happen? That's that was my takeaway from Antlers. I I enjoyed it. I just didn't. Like I said, the best way I can put it is I felt that something was missing, and I don't know what. It's a weird thing, but it's it's well shot and everything else. There's nothing wrong with the acting. The creature effects are good. There's I could see why it's on your list. I wish I could have got a better feel from it. All right, but. be a deer. Stop talking about antlers. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, boy. This guy's yeah. on fire tonight. Right? All right, I'm Fuck. just going to hightail it. Actually. You can be a I deer. Wish, I wish. Pick. I'm going to Saint Maud myself right now, actually, just oh, to get okay. off this fucking episode. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> there were two, two sets of movies this year that had almost identical endings. I found it very strange. I'll talk about it after, but there were two movies, mm. and four movies, two separate groups of movies that had <laughs> Two movies or four? <laughs> One category or three? I'm a joke. <laughs> I don't right, get it. Fuck. I just got to say it real quick. The movie The Advent Calendar and the movie The Funeral Home both had a final scene of a girl just randomly breaking out and doing ballet dancing. And St. <laughs> Maud and Saint Maud and Censor had the exact same I knew you were going to say St. Maud and Censor. Yeah. When, when those two. St. Maud? Whoa. Yes. St. Yeah, Maud and Censor had the same ending and The Funeral Home and Advent Calendar had the same exact ending. Both. It's, yeah. it's shocking. I was. And that's it. Good observation. <laughs> Thank it's you. funny though when he said Saint Maud and you went into that, I knew that you were gonna say Saint Maud and censor. Yeah, it was it was identical. One was better yeah. than the other. We'll maybe get to that later on the list. <laughs> 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 All right, my number eighteen, Dave. You've had this on your list. We're not exactly twinsies, but it's Meander. Oh, oh nice. number eighteen. Yeah. I knew you'd yeah. like this one. I recommended it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Big, 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 big fan of this one. Gaia Weiss, like I mentioned earlier when you brought it up, that she carries the film because it's really just a, a solo performance in this. And uh, again, another story dealing with grief. And I, I really love the the supernatural alien elements we get, the visuals. I read an article where they were comparing it to Cube meets Lovecraft, and I thought that was that was fair. It got very yeah. Lovecraftian towards, uh, towards some of those latter stages on the ship, some of the images we see. Yeah, and it also has to do with your interpretation. You can yeah. look at it from from otherworldly. You could from uh, a religious thing. I don't mm-hmm. want to. I don't want to spoil. No, it, no, I I, I totally place. agree with you. There's there's definitely a lot. I think there's a lot of films this year that are open to interpretation. This is certainly one of them. But uh, the performances was great. Again, dealing with grief and and trying think- to come to terms with it, and ultimately the choices she makes in the end and and how it it concludes was satisfying enough for me. So. It's my number 18 film, 8 out of 10, Meander. Check it out. B, you know what I liked about the ending of this? And I won't say what happens, but I like that the ending goes there. And by that, I mean, like, when you say you watch the, say, the ending to the Tom Cruise movie, uh, not Eyes Wide Shut, um, it, it was uh, Vanilla, Vanilla Sky. Sky. Yeah. He yeah. opens his eyes, and you just, you, you want to go, I just want to see for a minute what he's going to see on the other side. Yeah. This movie goes, so do I. <laughs> I want to see that too, and then it does. So yeah. I was very happy about that. Agreed. That is, yeah. Well that said. Is cool. That is cool. Okay, number eighteen for me. I'll get it over with quick because I know it's a very controversial one. I know somebody here really fucking hates the movie, and oh. that movie is Malignant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey. I gotta tell you, I think this is easily one of the best made films of the year. I mm-hmm. think the fucking cinematography. I keep, seeing, I keep hearing people say this. 
I wish you, I could agree. You with don't it. even agree on that. People, people, I'm in the minority. People seem to love oh. how well this movie's made, and I'm, I and I've heard it time and time again. So I, I guess I would have rewatched because yeah, you would appreciate it if anybody you you uh, framing shots. You know what I mean? But I would normally I would forgive acting and dialogue and all the all the nuts nutso things I had problems with there. Why am I freezing? To see myself freeze and I look like John Favreau, Uh, um, (laughs) as in happy, like John Favreau now, (laughs) not John Favreau circa '96. Anyway, right, not um, swingers. Right. Yeah. So that, where I'm going, what I'm saying with it is, Dan, I don't want to take this away from you because I'm in the minority here. But normally, I would, I gravitate towards that. I've got to watch this again because I don't remember any of that. But every person that's posted about it or that I've heard speak about it has mentioned how great the movie, how well made the movie is, and it I really definitely is. didn't notice I, it. So I really have to, I wow. really have to go back and check it out. I don't think that James Wan can make a bad movie. Yep, I agree. And I'm not a fanboy. I just think that he has a certain style, even in Shittiest 2, which I will fucking rip tear apart, is still quality looking. I think it's his laziest film in, in, in more than one respect. But I just think that he has a certain style. I think when the movie ended, I even said it to, to Francesca. I said, I said, well, I, go, I don't think he can make a bad movie. Now, my wife... My daughter and myself all got angered at the end of the movie. The end, not the third act. I loved the third act. When that thing happened and it went full fucking wherever it went, which, oh, you know, I'm not going to get into it. I loved Brandon's it. Brandon's with me, I think, with this, at least. Maybe not about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think I gave it like a six and a half. I didn't hate it as much higher. as you did, yeah. but I just felt like I was, it was like I didn't get it, like, because it was just so loved. And I, and I agree with Dave totally it, with the critique in that, in that, in that final act i got it i totally saw it and i was like yeah that's sort of it sort of right a little sense. It, a little sort of cheap. cheap yeah very yes. cheap. yeah yeah a little cheap not thought out uh, just like almost like okay what are we gonna do here you want to have it end this way but how can we do it it's almost like well i think he wrote himself into a corner and i've said it before about james wan he's like stephen king with the with the infamous the third act or the end, that's mm-hmm. his fucking weakness. Not every time Saw is one of the best ever, but I'm just saying in general, I think that is a critique on Juan. But the way it happened and how I don't want to say it, I don't even want to compare. Okay, I'll say one thing. If anybody wants to go back and it really knows this podcast and can go back to that show where we talked about better watch out and the major complaint I had towards the end of that movie where they let the, 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 the shot linger. And I'm like, okay, there's no way they can come back from this now. And they did. That's what it was. Cause when something happened in this movie, it was so shocking and so jaw dropping that like, I was like, they're really going to go here. It could still end a certain way, but what some of the decisions they made, I'm like, Wow, that's fucking ballsy, bro. Yeah, yeah. A minute or a minute and a half later, it's changed. And like, even Francesca just went lame. You know, <laughs> yeah. she, she's just like I am. She feels she was like, oh, what the fuck? She likes to see things out of the ordinary, you know. Fr- so anyway, so I agree I with Francesca. Should've... It was just about an hour <laughs> earlier that I had that thought process, <laughs> as did my daughter. <laughs> I even said it when I don't, I don't know how, but we definitely talked about this at some point. We didn't review yeah, it, did but we, there was a scene where where somebody gets kidnapped in like an underground. Yeah, tunnel, they're up in a, and then the second they, you fixed yeah, it, and then they no, fell no, no, through no. the yep. ceiling, and I'm like, yeah. wait, an underground tunnel runs through this person's attic. I was like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? I, exactly. So the second right view fixes I, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, second so, view. It's a little confusing. I agree. 
I agree that it that it's that it was my mistake in terms of misinterpreting, but I was like, what the hell is going on? There's an underground tunnel running through this but person's attic? It's funny that we both had that problem. And I saw yeah, it in right. the theater with my daughter. And another thing that I complained about, and Brandon, hey, Dave, the only reason I'm saying this is um because uh you 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 know, and I, I don't I'm 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 taking away from your 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 Who picture. Cares? No worries. And I, Let's but I'm just saying now. I just you know, felt like a movie was on 1.25 speed, which everybody that listens to this podcast would be like, Christian, you always complain about a movie taking too long or whatever, but it felt like it didn't, James Wanda or, or whoever, the editor didn't allow it to breathe or, or whatever it was, the, the pacing fell off, the performances fell off. I just, I, I just couldn't grasp on anything. So then when the, when the third act kicked into gear, I was like, finally, something cool is happening, only to be like, wow, this is just a train wreck. And I just I could never recoup. I could never come back from it. And but again, I'm in the minority. But I uh, it sounds like you know what you felt in that last second when Francesca said lame. I felt that after I the felt... first scene, and I turned wow. to my daughter and I, we've told the story numerous times on this podcast already. It won't get into it again. But we both had the same reaction, and we both I just couldn't come back yeah. from it in the theater. Again, it sucks. That's me. Maybe a second view. And I view. do a second view because it is uh, my yeah, biggest disappointment my... of the year. Oh, there you go. Get it out there. All right. There it is. <laughs> biggest disappointment for C. Malignant. I, oh, I should nice. have thought that, you know. I hope my biggest disappointment shows up on someone's list. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, Malignant, I, who knows? It might come up again. I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> eight out of I, ten. <laughs> sorry, Dave, because I feel like a, a dick there, but there'll worry. be more of that later. <laughs> this is what we do. It's okay. <laughs> Wait, you're the last to go, Dave, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah, the water. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the perfect time. Uh, yeah, so at number 17, <laughs> I've got, and I loved your review of this gentleman, uh, I've got Benny Loves You. I, Yay. I oh, wait, wow. I, wow. I had way too much fun with this movie. Like, I had a couple drinks, and this movie just hit right. Uh, this This killer stuffed animal, Benny, is the most adorable slasher killer in history. Every time he'd do that, oh wow, I, I would just I would seriously start laughing. I it was like yes. I love that that was even a thing he says. Just, right. Like, you know, I get Benny loves you, I get that. But then he'd just be like, you know, oh wow. And I, I that was what they wrote in the script. They're like, okay, we need a few sound bites for this thing to say something. Let's make oh wow a thing, and he says the same what three things the whole movie, and I was loving every second of that. And I mean, look, like a number of other movies on my list tonight, like there's just nothing really to this movie. Maybe there's some subtext about maturation and the putting away of childish things, as the good book says. But honestly, you're watching for the fact that this little good stuffed book. toy is murdering people right and left. That's what we're dealing with here, and it works. It's cheesy to the max. And what I love about it is, is, is that it's unapologetic about that. It owns it. And that's what makes this movie shine like it does. Like, in lesser hands, this wouldn't work. I, I, it would look stupid. Like, the way this doll moves around, you'd be like, this low budget would tank it. And you'd be like, what am, What sort of crap did they make here? Well, this is a steaming pile. But I, somehow these filmmakers just did it. The performances reinforced that. And I'm happy that it all came together because I had so much fun with this movie. So that's, yeah, awesome. Benny loves you at number seven for me. Awesome. Right on. It is shocking yeah, how many reviews I hear about people complaining about the acting. I mean, you get that this, it is tongue in cheek, right? Like, yeah. people right. complain about this acting in this film. Ah. I'm like, this acting is great for is. this movie and and for the characters that they're playing and for the the like the comedic element 
Spoiler, the Benny won best actor for me. Pardon? <laughs> Benny was best actor. Benny won best actor. <laughs> oh, wow. Dave, could you do the oh, oh wow? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love yeah. how he how he, he would get scared of Jack. Yeah. Like he'd kill and he'd get scared yeah. and run and he'd die to be shaking. Oh, wow. Whoa, 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 He sees himself in the mirror and gets scared of that one point. <laughs> yes. Oh, those were great. Oh, that doll, that, that little... I love Benny, man. Charming. He is. He definitely is. Right on. All right. My number uh, 17 is a movie that's brought up twice already, and it's Meander. Uh, yeah. Oh, again. Twinsies. So Triplets. Uh, tri- <laughs> trio. Uh, Meander, is, uh, just to add on to what they said, I mean, we talked about um, uh, Seance, I believe, with kind of pulling the rug out of you. This, The setup here seems like it's going to be a totally different movie. And that's what I like. When she gets in the car and you think, okay, here we go. What's going to happen? And then, boom, it goes into a totally different area. And then, of course, the comparisons to Cube um, and Saw or Escape Room, you can kind of blend them all together. But the movie's lit beautifully. She's in every scene. She carries the movie. Low budget, done amazingly. And as Watson mentioned, it's great to get that end revelation. Like, you get to see behind the curtain or, or whatever instead yeah, of just yeah. like her walking out and it being an angelic glow against her face and it ending there yeah. we we see it i think uh you know you guys summed it up there but it, it, it's a great watch uh, a great watch great great pacing and and some gooey gooey elements as well <laughs> gooey. <laughs> gooey. it definitely had some go- it definitely had some gooeyness to it yeah uh <laughs> seven, 7.5 like when- sorry hey, we're getting and you're there. like you no, like we're, what? We're getting there, but what I, what I was gonna say is, I love that one scene where she meets somebody, and you know her heartstrings get pulled upon, and something goes on, and then she has to make the decision. Uh, and she goes, "Well, I would love to do this, but this isn't real." And it, yeah. how, how hard that would be to do, because you want to you want to cling to that. That's that's what you're thinking about, and it's like it can be so easy to go the other way, and you're like, "I really want to do this, but." Ultimately, I, I can't bullshit myself, and that yeah. that's not always easy to do in, in you know matters of the heart um, when it comes with loss. So, I didn't say that when I mentioned it, but it just when you were talking about towards sure. the end, it just popped into my head what she had to deal with and who she was with and what was happening. But and yeah, considering the movie is a girl cl- crawling through a bunch of tight spots, they they keep it moving. You know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got lots of movies in my phone. I should have known better. <laughs> I should have known better. That's when it gets real gooey in those tight spots. Wow. Bring condoms? <laughs> no. <laughs> I did not. Nice. <laughs> okay, B. All right, wow. my number 17. And now here's where we get into, like, I'm looking, I'm like, why is this at 17? Why is this not higher? But yep. here it is. I made my list. I'm sticking with it. It's censor. One of my three for you, B. I, I knew that was because I mean you always said it's a B movie. It is a B movie. This might have fell victim to. I did get to rewatch it, but I, I was crazy with rewatches this year that I feel like maybe it needed even a third watch. But you know the setup of the story. We got Enid's character. She's a, a censor for the British board. It takes place during the, the height of the video nasties. 
and uh, you know she she approves a film that ultimately leads to somebody killing his entire family, and she sort of becomes like the outcast. And there's a side story with her sister who disappeared when she was younger, and her parents just had the sister declared legally dead, and just things are spiraling out of control for her, and she is assigned to this new work, new work of this director, Frederick North, and she sees parallels in his work that parallel her life with her sister. And then one of the actresses in the newer movie looks exactly like her sister, and it takes her down this rabbit hole of, of surreal sort of nightmarish stuff. And it's really, really well done. Very, very stylish. Very Giallo-esque at times. You know, yes. bright, vivid colors and stuff like that. Performance is, is really well done. And, uh, yeah, I think, ultimately, this is a film that's only going to go up for me upon further rewatches. But, again, I, I saw it twice, but it was in a short short span of time. I didn't really get to linger with this one enough. But I give it an 8 out of 10. The final scene is really well done. I, I mentioned earlier that it yeah. sort of mirrors St. Maud, But also, there's a shot within the final sequence that mirrors a, a scene earlier in the film where she's in a video store and she sees a cover of a non-horror film and it mirrors it perfectly. I don't know if you guys remember that scene. No. The title of the film. I, again, I would watch. The, the day, there was a film in the video store when she's first going to inquire about Frederick North or, or the other guy's work and she sees a cover of, a, of an art box that says, The Day the World Began. And it's sort of like this happy, hmm. picturesque family and it's sort of what she aspires uh-huh. for because of you know, how her life turned out and how broken she is. And it's, she, she sort of captures an image of that at the end. Yes, and it definitely informs that. That's, oh, yeah. excellent observation. I, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Cool. Yeah, it's really well done. So eight out of 10, you know, for nice. first and second view, but. It was my number 23. Up. I had it at number 21 at one point and I just juggled it around and I put, I ended up putting Candyman in. So I, I'm there <laughs> with you. The, the That last act though is a little messy that I got to rewatch it to, to, to fully grasp everything that, that was uh, happening because I just like that they amp up the violence in the third. Yeah, I do admit it, it might sure. be a little yeah. bit messy, but uh, I think you get a lot more substance in the third act, but I love the Where... video nasty element to it. Like that yeah. element is fantastic. Like it, it, it's really good. She's great in the role too. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said like, there's so many strong female performances this year. She was great. And there's, you know, one kill in particular involving a horror ward, and it's really yeah. oh, <laughs> it's good. Very Reminds good. me almost yeah. of like the end of Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Ow, this the really same hurts. I'm gonna need some ice cream. What's this, Dave? What's that? What's that wagging of the finger? Another just, just... comparison? No, no. Another thing, like B was talking before, similarities in movies. Something, a, a utensil that was used to kill in this movie mirrors something that happened in Malignant. Yep. I was, Dave, I was thinking that too. Right? Just yep. thought of it now when he said it because it was an award and so was that thing. Oh, uh, right? yeah. Didn't think about it till just now when you said oh, that. Wow. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sen- wow. Sensor was indeed. Okay. Is it me? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Me. Number yeah. 17. Number 17 has been brought up again. Uh, I saw this at the theaters, actually. It's called The Night House. Really, a really original story. I liked it. I was really on board the entire time. I just, I'm not going to critique anything. It's just, I, I enjoyed it. I wish it could be as high as it is on some other people's list. A lot of people have it in their top tens, even like top three. People are really digging it. I, I really enjoyed it. I just, um, 
there's nothing negative I could actually say about it. I just felt maybe something in the plot. I would have liked to have seen the kills done differently. Like anytime we see any kills of anybody dying at all, it's just in that one sequence of a few minutes and it's fine. I just would have liked to see anybody actually die along the way. There was nobody got killed. And I'm not saying I have to have kills in my movie. Poltergeist is one of my favorite movies of all time and nobody gets killed in it. In that kind of movie, I don't need it. I just wish maybe there was something thrown in there. Again, it's a situation where I can't sit here and say I could find a way to write it in. So it's really not fair to critique. I always say, if I could sit here and say I would write this, then I'm gonna critique it. So I can't really critique it. It's just more of a wish. I wish that I could have seen some other kills, but the mystery of it and what you see happening when with the, with the pictures and and what's happening here and uh, you know when, what she sees in her her late husband's phone and just going along that road and we're uncovering it with her. I, I I'm glued to it. I was really into what was going on. Her performance is excellent, of course, and you feel for her. And when she goes out to dinner that one time and some of the reactions she has throughout the movies is really heart wrenching stuff. You really feel for the lead character. And we talked about it before with the, you know, the, the silhouette shots and everything else, but it's a unique story and it's, um, it's a really good film. Eight out of 10. That's the night house. I just, you know what it is? The ending, Jason Smith sent me a message and he knows my taste. And he sent me a message early on when it first came out and it, it just happened to be he loved it. So he said, he goes, check out The Night House. And me, I start thinking that when someone recommends a movie to me, it's because they know my taste. And I go, okay, this is the movie he'd like. So when it got to the end of the movie and something was going on in the boat, in the climax, I was expecting it to end a different way that would be a, a quote-unquote Dave Z ending. And when that didn't happen, initially I was let down. But then upon second watch, I was like, okay, th- this is what it is. It's not that kind of movie. Go along for the ride. And I enjoyed it a little more. So, But 8 out of 10, The Night House, it's a great flick. Very good. Nice. So, all right, at uh, number 16, I'm coming in with uh, – this is a surprise uh, that is even on the list, but uh, Seder. Um, I liked this movie a little bit wow. uh, when I first saw it early in the year. But it was the Dave Z second watch that got this movie on the list in the – first place because before that it was you know somewhere in the upper 40s you know kind of mid in my list but i i just love it when a second viewing is this rewarding where you feel like the movie just opens itself up to you in a way that wasn't true on that first viewing and what's just so impressive here is that sador is basically a one-man show i mean this filmmaker jordan graham did practically everything in this movie himself he wrote it directed it produced it scored it did the cinematography and editing and the movie just looks so good this guy is brilliant at what he does and yeah from that technical perspective it, this movie is is masterful it, it did take me the two watches to appreciate what was happening in the narrative though but once i fell into the groove of what the story was doing and what it wanted to say i was hooked i i somehow i, I don't know what it was that first viewing i just i wasn't picking up on it i wasn't feeling it and then it ranked so highly in my co-host uh projectile varmints uh Susie's, uh, over on Horror Movie Weekly, it ranked high on her list. And I was like, okay, I need to watch this again. And I was like, okay, you know what? This was a, uh, I'm really glad I did. You know, I, I don't have a lot of movies like this on my list. You know, my list is just, this year's just fun for me. I don't, I don't know. But as art house horror goes, this is definitely one of my favorites in that sort of subgenre. So, and, and I appreciate that this exists. Uh, Sator at number 
16. And by the way, up to this point, everything's been an eight. So I know I missed last time with Benny Loves You, but everything's an same eight here. so far. Yeah. Right on. We're, we're in the same ballpark for the most. Or yep. not C, but he's getting there. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not there yet. You're either. getting there. I'm, my 16. I'm a 7.5 again. And it's been spoken about as well in seance. Um, again, oh, I, nice. I love I love the fact that they set it up one way and you think you're going one route and it ends up being a, a slasher. And I thought it was a lot of fun and I thought they did a great play on that and they kept interest through the whole film and some great kills. So again, there's no, I don't think there's a significantly deeper meaning as Watson kind of alluded to. Like there, there are some films that we'll probably talk about that, that have multiple elements to them. I mean, you brought up... You, even censor, you can you you can you know bring that up, but this one I think is a little bit more on the nose, but it's mm. fun. It's a yeah. fun film. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? Hey, also, Simon Barrett did this. I, I completely I didn't realize yeah. that when I watched it, and you know because it's streaming on Shutter. I just watched it. And it was afterwards when I was like, oh, this is Simon Barrett who always works with Adam Wingard, and he's you know Barrett oh, himself okay. is coming into his own. So and he has been for for years. So it's cool to see him directing rather than just being Wingard's writer. So it's pretty neat. And I thought they did a good job with the the some of the female relationships. Uh, when you think they're going to be kind of cl- like cliche or or tropey, right? I think they play around with that a little bit. Again, seven point five. Sorry, I'm hiccuping here because I knew that was going to happen with me wolfing down popcorn and drinks <laughs> and everything. Sorry, but anyway, that's crazy. It made his list. I give it an eight out of ten, and it just missed my list. But I, I agree with that. Yeah. I think there are there are definitely films on my list that are just on the nose really don't have to deep dive in them i just feel like when i'm looking at my list i'm like fuck there's so much deep diving in so many of them that i appreciate a film like seance it is just pretty straightforward fun entertaining eight out of ten yeah. film. i don't need to deep dive every fucking movie <laughs> i'm loving it dude you sound great uh, that's for sure wait awesome wait no no i didn't mean wait that wasn't your pick you said you left it off the list right yeah no i was just okay i got confused my mind Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, my number 16 <laughs> pick is, is actually one that I almost left off the list because I honestly don't even know how to talk about this film because I only saw it once. I wasn't even sure if I liked it the first time I saw it, but the more I thought about it, the more it lingered with me. I'm like, I must like it because it stayed with me, and it's Titan. I knew that's what it was going to be. Damn it, I had that as one of my number ones for you. You know what? I, this is one of those films where I literally only saw it once, and I, I knew... I knew it had an effect on me. I just didn't know if it was positive or negative. But I mean, if I just, I really don't know. But like, because it's not usually my style of film where a character is so cold and so murderous and evil, and there's no explanation, and there shouldn't be, and that's fine. Maybe it has to do with Alexia's character being born into this cold world. I mean, she has no relationship with her family. She's sort of her only connection is with this automobile that nearly kills her and basically fuses with her and creates her identity. And then, you know, her, her, really her first co- connection in life comes almost too late. And it's tragic when she you know, is escaping from one life and meets up, uh, I believe it's Vincent, Vincent's character who's lost his son. And she's, you know, yeah. I, I won't, I'll, I'll stop. I, I'll stop there. I won't go deep diving into it. But, man, it's it's definitely one of those films where this director, who, um, Julia Ducournau, Ducournay, <laughs> however you say her name she, she's terrific she did raw she's exploring a lot of themes i actually read an article on it and even reading the article i still couldn't comprehend it i was like this is 
this is maybe above and beyond my uh no, no, my I intellect. Think, I don't think it is. I think I think there's a lot that's on the note. It's kind of like a combination of body horror with element of uh, of yeah. these thematic overtones to it. I I think if you put too much on the nose about you know it has the best car fucking scene in, in movie history. Yeah. It, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have some things to say at some point. If it's oh, goodness. And now I'll lay low. <laughs> Love you, Steve. I'll say this, though. This is um, the actress who played Alexia's first acting role. And wow. again, another yeah. strong performance. Absolutely brutal kills. Oh, yeah. yeah. With that, with the stool, the stool in the mouth. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Good. And you don't even see it, and it's brutal. But uh, some yeah. brutal kills and just some uh, really heartfelt connections in the second half of this film. Yep. The, the actor who played Vincent did a fantastic job, and it was sort of heartbreaking, you know, again, in its climax. And a lot of themes of grief and gender themes and identity, body horror, all this. A lot, a lot of deep diving you could do on this one. But on the surface, a visually stunning film, entertaining, good kills. Um, just one you're sort of on board with from the beginning either you are or you aren't because it's just i really of, need to see what it, the rest of your list looks like because holy shit the way you're talking about this film it almost feels like it's your number one well <laughs> listen i, yeah. I, I, I thought that would be it. crazy we, we talked about it uh, earlier like, he probably doesn't understand it it's uh, not easy to understand and some not. people like don't care that they don't understand movies and sometimes people do care if they can't understand uh, it. i do like care. i can't understand it so but I, what, what, I, what part I, are you I having trouble? Know. Okay, well, maybe we'll talk about. Again, I don't know what like. There, if you're talking about the fusion of, uh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, I'll say this right now. One yeah. quick. Yeah. One quick thing is this: you talked about the killing. How come in the beginning the first person gets killed that tries to do something to somebody the, with a pencil or something, whatever the hell? I forgot what it was. It was a yeah. thing. They were somebody was in a car, somebody was outside of a car, and then the yellow stuff came out of their body. Is this like another world? But they're just not telling us this. No, it, no. Was, it was like he was, it, it, he was foaming at the mouth. There's no yellow stuff that comes out of it. It wasn't yellow. Didn't they like, pull no. something out and there was they were like a bunch of yellow shit came out of my. I felt like I was watching uh, Halloween three when they, when they killed the robots and yellow shit came out. That's what I was. No, I, I don't no. think so. No, <laughs> no. It was just a regular good old fashioned knitting needle to the ear. Maybe or, it was. Maybe he was waxy in that ear. <laughs> I gotta see it again. I saw a bunch of yellow come out instead of red. I was like, "What the hell is this? Are these is this a different?" Maybe world? it was the gas that didn't go into the boy's mouth in Silent Night that came out of his ear. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. You know, so, you know something, you fucking skunk. I read an article with Camille Griffin who directed that, and, and she said that they actually shot a different scene. Her visions of the clouds were different. So when they when they show that and listen, Dave sent me the article, the the um the video she, interview where right. she says that he and Chester smoke. So I was wrong. I admit that. Like that's fine. That actually helped me because I had to make peace with it and and come up with my own t- interpretation of that. But uh, it happens, man. That's the journey of film. That's yeah, what's cool. and, but, uh, and you know I'm, I'm busting your balls. Obviously. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and, and fuck you anyway. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but Titan, l- l- listen, I I had an experience with it. I enjoyed it. It's an 8 out of 10, but this is one that I, I just, I'm looking forward to owning. This is like like The Night House, like a film like Broadcast Signal Intrusion, like Censor. These are the types of films that I want to own because I want those commentaries with the directors, with the writers, with mm. the stars. I want I want deeper, deeper dives from the people involved in the film. 
Same thing with Silent Night. Reading all his articles, seeing that interview Dave sent me, like th- I want that. So it helps me sort of justify what I'm what I'm viewing and make make my interpretation either make sense or tell me I'm wrong and tell me what's. I really don't think there up. is an explanation. I don't think the director could explain. I think the director is trying to be like David Lynch, just doing weird shit to do weird shit. And mm-hmm. if you try to ask them what's going on, you could okay, ask what going to say and it's okay if you happen to like david lynch movies and that stuff like that and it doesn't bother you that it doesn't make sense then then so be it that's your jam but yeah i don't think but i think that's what's going on here that could be it really don't like when well, i don't i don't know I, I don't know if it's you know? david lynch and i'm sorry guys i'm having the worst delay we've had in the last recent uh i don't know really what's happening you like seem I, fine. okay you maybe i'm glad on your time, end man. but um yeah the David Lynchy thing, I, I I get what you're saying. I don't know if it doesn't make sense. I think you just have to go with it. It's in the world that she's created in this film. This has happened, and this is the journey that they're going on. It's one element of the film, but everything Brandon brought up about the relationship, about how cold she is, and how like yeah, like at the killer, and she hasn't like had oh, any, any anybody in her life, and then the switch that happens when she takes on this persona and identity um falsely and, and what it means to the person that um had lost his son and, and yeah. how they bond and whatever i think that's obviously the 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 main focus of the film and everything else but it, the ending uh, again that's i yeah. don't want to spoil stuff i don't want to spoil stuff he because, almost said it though because yeah. right, that relationship that switch in the relationship is what builds it up for me because that's my type of film that relationship and vincent's character is just it's is weird. one of the best he almost he almost won best actor for me because i just thought it was such a strong performance and heartbreaking but again <laughs> like like she was about to touch on that ending what, yeah. what does it mean? What does it mean? I can't make. It's just sense. weird for weird sake. That's no, what I'm, I'm trying to. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, know I don't think it is weird for weird sake. I think it, it, it's like a full, like, a, a full thing. I think it, it actually, like her journey ends up completing, like his lo- loss in in a sense. And I, and I'm not even really articulating this uh, the way that I really want to. But ultimately, like it brings him peace at the oh, end. I can it's respect like, that part. Just. Okay, the very yeah. last shot. No, I could respect that and why. I'm I'm talking about the journey of the other shit being just weird for weird. Just the fact that that happened is weird for weird sake. It's let's just do this. Okay, this happens and as a result, this is what's gonna happen. But too many things are like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, contrived in in the plot. It's like, well, no one's gonna question this and no one's gonna question this and this is and like, did she just become a killer? Right now, out of nowhere, decide to start killing people. I, and we don't I think know people why, question it or... the whole time. It's, it's on the news. That's what I'm saying. She leaves. The no, nope. she, it's on the news. She leaves. The news, they're yeah. still looking. They're still looking for the killer. They said they, they right. don't understand why they abruptly stopped. All the guys are questioning it. Every guy that's questioning it. I he, know that. Vincent constantly says, "This is my son. I don't want to hear anything else about it." I think they. But then he acts shit. like it's a girl. But that's what's weird. No guy treats no, his it, son it, that. Dances with them like it's a female. It's so fucking. Contrived. They all are dancing. All the guys are dancing. I didn't get tr- like, contrived yeah. at all. I, I, I didn't get that at all. Either. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I'll get this at all. Often. And I didn't think he was treating her like a girl a- until he the way found he was out. Dancing, remember? It, it was just him and it was just. They were all dancing. The all the guys. All the no, no, guys. No, 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 in, no. Okay. I'm only talking about in the house. There was a scene. The, yeah, it okay. was just a guy and. The way he kept acting towards what he thought was his son, and then when he when he grabbed him and did a thing and spun him up close, dancing with him like he was a girl, 
it, none of that makes sense. Nobody would do that to their fucking long, long lost son. It's, and it just so happens to fit into the narrative that, oh, yeah, this really is it, the disguise somebody. It's just that's what I'm saying about it being contrived. Well, this would never happen. People are trying to push way. boundaries in that way about what a relationship is. And to I, I know exactly what you're talking about, because she, she does this all the time, even in Raw. She's got these, you know, vet school Raw. people, uh, you know, doing, you know, partying like, you know, and then you get these firemen dancing and she has an explanation for everything. Julia yeah. DeCorno is, is she knows she's one of those directors who, unlike the guy who did like. Uh, it comes at night, like who doesn't know a damn thing about his own movie. It's why I, I don't like that movie. But this woman knows every scene and what she thinks it means at least. And so it's hard to sometimes jump on board when you were trying to visually present a theme on screen, like what something that happens at the very end. It's like, what is that? Well, she's trying to say something. And so the metaphor comes to life on screen in literal fashion and it's kind of like it's easier when you're reading a book and you can you read like literature that's trying to present something like in Kafka you know oh it's a bug person who's going to work it's like oh how why is a bug going to work no you got to be yeah. on for the <laughs> ride and you gotta like you gotta just go with it and, and okay why are you showing this gets eaten at the end of a of neon demon it's like can you really eat a person whole like that no what are they trying to say by the cannibalism well, that's supernatural shit well, that, that makes uh, sense i mean there. yeah okay, okay i, I, I didn't okay, need to jump on, on that no but okay how about this that's crazy. um how can i put it to you how about oh the biggest thing but, is there's no way you're going to cover that belly with all the fucking no i mean tape in the world no but that, that I, I don't okay again, I, now, I don't think that that's the honestly i think the way they set this movie up you know what that like what you're in for like from from pretty yeah, much let weird. me let me it's rephrase this shit. from the car fuck scene on you you know you you should be kind of knowing what you're in for because that's the first weird scene yeah it's weird first weird, it's weird shit it's you can't explain but, it I get it I just but like later on yeah, this is the I thing think that she, I think me. the director can explain it I think I think that yeah, I, I think, think so too I know yeah so, I, I okay yeah. I bet if I asked her this okay how come that fucking scene towards the end where the guy's ex wife shows up and she goes in that room and she sees her stomach and and she sees something come out of it, and I'm like, okay, are you impregnated by an alien or something? She didn't even acknowledge it. If any human being walked into a room and saw that coming she out of someone's know. stomach... No, she didn't see no, no, the no. stomach she was just She saw the she pregnancy. Saw, no, it she wasn't just the pre pregnancy. There was a what do you call There was like metal there. There was something going on there, and she... Like, she was she, she was she was black. She verbally says, what have you gotten yourself into, girl? Or whatever. And then she says, I don't care what you're doing. I just want you to be there for him, or, or you take care of him, right. or whatever. I, she wouldn't say that if because if 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 it, if it just would have been a regular old pregnant girl, and he walked in there, and the discovery was, oh, this is a female, and oh, they're pregnant. That would be the appropriate reaction. But to walk into a room and see that and what's going on, and completely not even acknowledge it, doesn't make no. a fucking Dave, sense. So is this Dave, not Dave's Dave, number one? Right. No, and, and you know what, Dave? I, my pro, my thing is this: you, for a movie, and again, I I don't Eight mean to just, 10. I don't mean to go back <laughs> and, and that, that's what you. Sorry, Brandon, I apologize. No, no, I don't mean to go back to this, but from the time that she has fucking sex with the car, you the reaction to that. a woman walking in, seeing a girl bleeding black oil out of her body and whatever, it, 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 it's up. it's gonna change. Yeah. Everything changes. The the reaction. The rea I had no problem with this. 
I if watched you walked it twice. in a room and you saw that, you wouldn't react. But it's not. You're talking about if she walked in a room in a Friday the 13th movie or in a standard movie. This is done differently. The whole yeah, setup, is... the whole the whole way the, the movie's presented, the relationships, the dialogue between people is different. That's what I'm saying. It's just weird for a weird sake. There's no explanation why. It just is. Like, if, if I just don't. That's what I'm saying. That's why I say it's just contrived to fit the fucking weirdness of the film. Like, let's do this and have them walk in because they didn't even have to do that. You know what I mean? Why, when she saw her pregnant and didn't acknowledge it, like the way you you would acknowledge it or any person would, because again, this is supposed to be a normal world outside of that. The way this movie's portrayed, it's like everything. There's there's an abnormal thing happening with a car, and ultimately, what happens at the end? I but get it, that. That's fine. But like. It doesn't mean that everyone else in this fucking world is going to act all weird that way, and the father's going to dance with him that way, and 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 when the the ex wife sees what she sees in that room, she doesn't even fucking pay it any mind. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe like, she doesn't react- see what she sees. Maybe we're seeing all this because we're in the mind of of the main character there, and maybe she's coming in and seeing a pregnant woman. Maybe I can't so. believe we're, we're talking about like this so to- much. Right I would now. like to ask her that. I bet there'd be no answer. Oh, I bet there would. No. I bet there would be an answer. But yeah. I'm with you in terms of the fact that I couldn't make sense of it, and that's why it's not higher on my list. But that's fair. That's why I, do, I wanted it to be higher too. I, that's what I, I'm saying. These are I my do problems. Feel, I do feel like this director, just from reading, just from obviously seeing Raw and just reading the few articles I read and interviews with her, she has a firm grasp on every single detail she has in each of her films. She does. Whether I, and I'm, well, I'm, I'm with that's you. okay. I, I you guys can think it. that prior to, to anyone asking her. We don't know. No yeah, one else. Look, if, if it came out, it's just like, oh, I don't know. I just did that because it looked cool. Yeah, but David Lynch does that. Nobody seems to care. Well, but I, do. Oh, tons I, of people I, care. I, I, like, people care. <laughs> I like some yeah. Lynch, but to be honest, yeah. I'm not a diehard Lynch fan because I ask people, like, oh, what does it mean? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it means. It doesn't mean anything. Like, how's it enjoyable then if it doesn't mean anything? Whereas here. See, that's my I, issue here. Uh, well, here right. I was able to at least you're able to pick out some of the themes and and dissect them, you know, on the surface. But in terms of the bleeding motor oil and fusing with the cars, that type of stuff, that, that sort of well, the the deal is with films like this, you have to make peace with the idea what that what the film is doing is trying to visually repre- uh, visually present the metaphor in a literal state. Now you can't do that in reality. But you can do that in film where you can play with your own reality and it can be whatever you want, even if it is 99% in cold, stark reality. But if you're like, okay, here's what I want to say, and in just weird, bizarro-esque fashion, I want to bring the metaphor to life on screen. If you can just go with that, that some movies do that. They have weird scenes that that, are, are trying to exemplify the... You know the, the the behind the scenes, the the the, under, the underpinnings and the and the the themes going on, and then instead of just leaving it to well, I'll just leave that to everybody and just kind of suggest it. It's like no, I want to visually show my theme, and even though it might not make sense, you gotta understand that that's the that, that's a convention of art to try to visually present things that way. And if you can do that, uh, you you can be at peace with a movie like this. And and I so, think she she does it she does it so that I I want to keep revisiting in the sense of pulling more things out of it. Whereas David Lynch just has me scratching my head and not yeah not necessarily I, being on board. But this I'm on board with, and that's the difference. Well, the father I'm not a huge fan of David Lynch either. Way, the father and the son dancing that way doesn't seem odd to you. It does. It, it, I, I have some it, thoughts it, about it, it, but it, it does. But yeah, I'm not. Happen. I'm not. I'm not like yeah. I'm not losing sleep over it. It's not like uh, Come on, it's just yeah. Those crazy French. Fucking... 
Yeah, this is I almost, sense. I almost, can just say, ah, oh, it's a different culture. They just, it, it's more of a, he's just happy. And he's just in his moment. Hey, and he tries to fight him too. And she's hitting. So I can fight back like a man. It's like they're, they're building on this thing where he might have his doubts about stuff, but he's not willing to accept it yet. Cause he's all wanting to have his son Maybe. back. And then of course, even, even when it's presented directly to him, he yeah. just says, I don't even care. Yeah. You're, my you're, you're my son. You're my yep. son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But more to come. Okay. No, no. See, there you go. You guys know me. You guys know me. If you can provide me with something, sometimes, like what you just said about that with the fight like a man and all, I remember that. Maybe that was part of the plan there. So maybe that's not too bad. So th- there you go. Already, I- I've, I've listened to your, your side of it, and I said, okay, I'll give you that. Maybe it's not so bad. I'm not, I'm not the type of person that can't bend. You guys know that. Yeah. Just, no, just help exactly. me. Tell me and, and a heavier dose end, of what Watson said, because he... he Again, exemplifies exactly, uh, you know, when it's ro- it's rolling around in here, but it just doesn't come out. And and Watson always seems to have it right on the head. And that's it. It's film. And I think she's, she's like an artist, true artist. She knows what she wants to say, and she's painting that. I'm not saying I understand everything through and through, but I love that aspect of it because it makes oh, yeah. me want to go back and experience it again instead of being put off and saying, oh, no. Not for me. I, I'm done. I, it was I, enterta- yeah, it was entertaining enough, and you can pull enough there to keep yourself engaged and keep yourself, you know, sort of uh, informed as to what's going on. Versus, you know, not. To, I don't want to shit on Lynch because I don't hate David Lynch, but in terms of like just being completely lost in what the fuck from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> so, yeah. That wow. Wasn't there. Wow. That was a long uh, discussion well, we got for out your of number sixteen. Yeah. And we'll be back next. And we'll be back next week with the top fifteen of two thousand twenty-one. <laughs> that's great that was great that was an awesome discussion at least i won't have to come up again in that respect i'm not going to be questioned if it comes up on someone's list now because you guys have said what you said and i said what i've said so it's okay it's out the way okay here we go my number 16 this will not probably for any time right now i understand everything (laughs) i will tell you right now full transparency a titan i gave it a seven it's a 7 out of 10. I didn't fucking hate it by any means. I wanted to like it more than I did. To me, Raw, I love Raw. It's a 9 out of 10. I fucking love it. It's a different nice. type of shit. Um, Titan, to me, was like this year's Agazusa, except better. Agazusa, I got a 5. Whoa, it's one Agazusa. I got. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That same type of movie where I can't yeah. explain what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And it frustrates me because I like other aspects of it. But again, it's a 7 out of 10. I don't hate it. I just don't get the... The love that I I keep seeing from some people. That's all. So yeah. anyway, number sixteen. Here we go, people. Found footage, and this is a found footage. Uh, oh, I'm excited. Yeah, this is what a year for. I blame for society. Found no, oh, this. No. Is, <laughs> oh no. Not it's not. I blame society. It's horror in the high desert. Nice. I tell. I really enjoyed this movie particularly what happens in the climax of this movie this is why I love found footage when when shit gets real and we get the video that we're that you know we, we finally are trying to uncover what happened to this guy who went out in the desert and has has uh, you know these vlogs and all the stuff in YouTube's and he goes out there and he does his shit and he's like a survivalist type and when he goes missing and what's going on here and when we finally recover everything, when we get to that last video, there's this creepy music. 
there's this one particular moment that got me real good, and it's it's why I love found footage. I I feel as if I'm in the freaking protagonist place, the and millennium. I'm like, what situation? <laughs> what would I do in this situation? I'm holding the camera. I'm going here. It's dark. It's scary. What the hell is going on here? And the shit that goes down, it's it's it scares me so much because it just feels so believable the way it's played. I don't know ultimately what the hell is going on there, but there's this creepy music that's being played out there, and there's shit that goes down. It's all the build-up to that, and I'm okay with that, because the build-up is just fine. What's good about it is that it's it's believable. It looks like, you know, a documentary you'd see on fucking Netflix or something like that, and that's, to me, what good found footage mockumentary-type movies are. That stuff is believable. But where it goes, and when we get to that freaking climax, it's... An unforgettable, you know, a few minutes of the year for me that that are going to stick with me, yeah. and I'm not going to say too much else about it. I just, you know, I had to check to make well, sure it was. I didn't really have to check to make sure it wasn't real because I know it's not. But I mean, it's like one of those things as you're watching. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. But that climax and what we see in that video and everything else is is one of those things, a visual this year that's haunting. Yes. And I'm so glad because I have a feeling we're going to get a sequel on it, and I hope it's anywhere near as good. I'll be happy. And this Are is you... the movie. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I just want to ask a question. Uh, if it's a spoiler or not, what was the dessert? Huh? Uh, oh, it was uh, black forest cake. Perfect. Thank you. Brandon. Horror, horror in the high dessert. Yes. Oh, 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 oh absolutely oh. awful joke. That's why I got it. Instantly. <laughs> <laughs> you were right there, man. I was like, I was scratching my head on this. No, I knew it instantly because yeah. it's a joke that I probably would have yeah. made. It was a total oh, Brandon shit. joke. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. He, he left me hanging with creepy pasta. What the hell? I'm sorry. I wasn't yeah. as quick on it. <laughs> did I fuck Dude. up or no? No, 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 no. No one did. It was I mean, just it a Brandon joke. It is hard in the high desert. He just changed it to dessert. But I, you know what? That's another thing. Tubi. I mean, this yep. isn't a Tubi original, but Tubi had a couple of films, probably three or four films this year that I watched. Some of them did make it to Prime eventually, but a couple of them, including a couple of found footage, strictly Tubi or nowhere else. I don't think yep, Horror in the High Desert that was ever it. on Prime or anywhere else, and that that's fine with me, no. but... Absolutely. I mean, you can find some some really good stuff on Tubi. And you yes, know what so about Tubi's? To... Oh, sorry, sorry about that. I interrupted you, Dave. No, no, no. I say go this go go to Tubi and watch Horror in the High Desert. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and, and about Tubi, uh, my son built a PC for our living room that's hooked up to our TV. That's how we will game or watch movies on that through the TV and all that stuff. And when you play Tubi on the computer, uh, rather than say you know your your television app, uh, your smart TV app. At least with what we have, with like the the ad blocker stuff, my son has all on there. There are no commercials with Tubi, oh, so we nice. just watch it straight through and just yeah, oh, it's great. Wow. So yeah, That's I gotta awesome. learn how to do this. Oh, yeah, shit. I I'll, I'll ask my son about about what he has on there and pass along the info. Man, cool. man. But uh, one more thing I wanted to say. I, I mentioned a few weeks ago that, uh, or a few shows ago, that there was a movie this year where somebody said that somebody hightailed it out of there. This is the one. <laughs> Someone said that that the dude, uh, Gary, his name is the main guy uh, who goes missing. That he hightailed it out of somewhere. So, <laughs> but how about that one? Then when they discover the where the, where the vehicle is parked someplace else, <laughs> and then he wasn't the one driving it, and and someone had bare feet and all that shit. Spooky mm. shit. I, I'd mm-hmm. probably give it up. Very, one, but very far, unsettling. Guy. Yes, go watch Horror in the High Desert. If you are an enthusiast like I am and haven't seen it, you're gonna love it. And and I loved yeah. it. Eight out of ten. 
Awesome. Dave, you know what? One of the biggest criticisms I found with some of these found footage films when I read the reviews, people are saying, oh, this wasn't a documentary. They shouldn't I know. it like it's real. And so many people are giving it one out of tens on every found footage film, and it's dropping the averages. I, I Honestly, if it's a found footage film, I'm probably going to check it out even if it has a low rating because I'm seeing so many one out of tens people can think it's I get it. Even on Tubi, they're listing these films as documentary slash horror. It should just be called like either it should be called mockumentary or found yeah. footage horror, you know. But it's it's not. They put documentary oh. slash horror. B, you were really seeing oh, criticism stupid, from though. people who were disappointed that it wasn't a real. Do- wow, okay, so, like, all the time. Real, that, I thought this was real. This is really messed up of the filmmakers. One out of ten. What? Like, nope. Yeah, yeah, a dude. lot. A, a lot. lot. He's right. I noticed it too because you know I look at that shit in the B and I look at yeah, you do, footage. yeah. And it affects like, the found footage films tremendously. Is that what happened with fucking Blair Witch? When Blair Witch came out, people got mad. Oh, what the fuck? This wasn't real. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. This is a fucking. It's become a subgenre. They, they did, a... but there the internet was. Well, I guess the internet was a buzzing at that point, but it didn't not feel like, like it yeah. sunk the movie. <laughs> no, not no, definitely not. No, there's some low information people out there, and God bless them. Uh, Alabama. <laughs> We're looking Alabama. at you. <laughs> Oshawa. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, so at number 15, uh, I've got, uh, you know, we, we just got off the heels of a bunch of discussion. And sadly, I, we're, we're not going to do that with this. I've got Vicious Fun at number 15 uh, <laughs> streaming on Shudder. It's this dweeby dude who just gets trashed one night and accidentally finds himself in a sort of self-help group for renowned serial killers, <laughs> and he's just trying to pass himself off as one of them or die trying. It was the presentation of this movie that really caught me, the way the movie highlights each of these mass murders, what they do, how they do it. The kills were great. It was just so much fun. Again, I just I keep reiterating this, that this list was just mostly a few deep dives, a couple deep dives, but just me having just a great time watching the horror cinema of the year. Uh, and then there's this, in the story, there's this female lead, and she's another killer who has a very different approach to what the others in the group are doing. I don't want to spoil that, but it causes major conflict that drives the plot from there. And I'll tell you what, I also really appreciated the way the movie tackles this unrequited love situation. Uh, the, the, our main dude is kind of being a simp for his female <laughs> roommate who, who doesn't feel shit for him. That's and like, I love how they address how he should just cut that shit out. Like, it's just like, it doesn't, right. dude, it, bro, bros, the dudes out there, don't be a simp. You, you will, you will always <laughs> fucking be the, the, the biggest loser in the room. If that's what you're doing. No, be, be, be a, a fucking Chad and be like, okay, well, she doesn't feel shit for me. Okay. I'm doing other shit then. Like that, that's, that's that, anyways, <laughs> I love that they included that in this movie and he even gets a little bit of a, like a talking to about, Hey, like, you know, stop that. But anyways, this movie as a, as just a fun stop kind of that. slash comedy. Stop that. Is, yeah, it was just fun. The movie's on shutter. And if you're in the mood to just kick it, uh, have to have some uh, like a slasher esque type movie, kick it. You'd say this is a slasher. Like, it, yes, it's, it's a slasher. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you can't go wrong with this one if you're just wanting to just have some vicious fun with vicious fun. I, I had a great yeah. time with it. Perfect title for it. That's exactly what yeah. it was. And you don't, you don't talk fun. about a man's mustache. That was that was my that was my that was my lucky bat for Christian. <laughs> oh, my, yeah. my lucky bat. Oh boy. Christian had his lucky bat. Why do the year? Don't talk about him. A man's mustache. Like he's like it's a fake mustache. You can see. He's like you don't talk about a man's mustache. I was like, this is great. How can you not love this one? Yeah, it was good. Uh, my number. It was great. And my number fifteen is a darker film. 
In fact, it's coming home in the dark. Ooh. My only quibble about the filmmaking of this is some of the exterior driving scenes. I don't know if they ramped up the speed or what they did, but they're horrible. They're horribly shot, hmm. which is bizarre because the rest of the movie looks great. The acting is great. And some of the most shocking deaths <laughs> to to sort of oh. kickstart yeah. Yeah. The, the horror and, and where it goes. And yeah, I guess the biggest, wait a second here, could be the big coincidence that they're all at the same place. Cause I don't think they've ever yeah. really, really explained that. But if you let no, that they go, they do bring it up go, though. They do address yeah. it, but he sort of like, yeah. throws it off. Like that's a small country, but is it though? <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> JP, but, is it though? <laughs> but, but damn, it, it's dark and it, the acting's great. It's grim. Yeah. I, I, Thoroughly enjoyed this, and uh, again, I don't know why my ratings do seem a little low at this level here, but I gave it a I gave it a three and a half out of five on on uh, Letterbox, so it was a seven what and a half. What show are you on? Seven and a half out of five. What, what seven is and a half. Was this He's a Letterbox podcast? It's a letter, <laughs> it was on Letterbox, you fucking skunk. Seven and a half out of ten. You want? This is very unapologetic. This is not a fun, a fun film. This is not a lighthearted film. You're Nasty. literally. You're literally coming home in the dark with this one. Yeah. <laughs> coming home in the dark. Remember that song? Is that from uh, Friday the anyway. 13th? <laughs> <laughs> you oh, it's actually a... They're it's a play. That on his bike. <laughs> it's a play on the, on the uh, what do you call it? Stone Temple Pilots. Remember that song? Tripping out my paper heart. Yeah. So anyway, once uh, back when we were young and it was in the 90s and uh, one kid was telling someone else a story about something that had happened with him the night before at a party and he was telling the story about the, he was hooking up with this chick. So anyway, he was telling the story and I forgot what the why he was telling it and what he was saying. He goes, well, he goes, you know what? He goes, yeah, he goes, we were hook, hooking up in the dark, he said. And ever since I overheard him saying hooking up in the dark and then that became a thing at the pizzeria and we would always sing hooking up in the dark. So now, every time I see coming home in the dark, I fucking sing that to myself. Coming home in the dark. <laughs> I that's how now I everybody knows it. They sang that in the movie. Hoagie sang yeah. that in the backseat. Hoagie. Yeah. That's how my mind works. Fuck. It's how, how fucked dark. Up. Oh, man, how bleak this fucking movie. It's a and very then, bleak film. Yeah. And then how it ends. Oh, man. But it. But then there's that's what you want sometimes, too. Dude, so, that I final mean, image. Another yeah. another iconic image of the year. That... that um. I can't even remember the cat tubs just standing yeah. there on the hillside just crying after he tells them I hate this place and just yeah, oh, I, fucking yeah, eight, eight out of ten. Yep. Eight out of ten. All up good. Who set up? Yeah. It should oh, be. Yeah. It, 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 it was Yeah, you you like this one too? I prefer mm-hmm. the scene with Crockett, honestly. Yeah, Crockett Crockett was better than Tubbs. <laughs> and, and I prefer Grinder versus Hoagie, but uh of course you prefer Grinder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck it. I think Grinder. I couldn't awesome. 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 Guys near me. Right. Cock. Wait, is it All my right. turn now? It is your turn. Okay, my number 15 is... I just looked it up. It's from Uruguay, but it's... uh. So, yeah. It's no, a Uruguay. You're a what? You're... Yeah. Uruguay. Yeah. I believe it's pronounced Uruguay. Comes right after Grinder. And it is a Spanish slasher called The Last Matinee. Nice. And what? Oh, God, what a fun film this was. Just a an love homage note. to, uh, yeah, a love note to classic slashers, paying homage to giallos, very stylish. Uh, 
really just a, a simple setup. A killer arrives at a movie theater, takes his what you think is his tub of olives, goes in and just starts slaying people in the movie theater. And there are just some brutal kills, really likable characters, and just a, a blast from start to finish. Just a lot yep. of fun. I, I really, there's no deep dive on this one. It's just a fun, stylish love note to slasher slash giallos. You see posters from um, Fulci and pol- uh, posters from Argento and... Uh, or Temple of Doom. Yeah, Temple. Yeah, I love to the yeah. 80s. And, uh, you know, the glove killer, you know, the knife, some of the kills. Oh, my God, this one kill where there's a couple making out. Woo! Brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 8 out of 10. Nice, man. Just just a blast. My fav- my personal favorite slasher of the year. Wow, nice, nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. There's some Beautiful. decent slashers this year, man. It was, there were. Yep, there were. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. I love that number too. 15. <laughs> number 15. Found footage. Found footage, people. This is another one that can be found, I believe, on Tubi. And it's called Howard's Mill. Wow. And, uh, nice. You Brandon, you Brandon, you're sucking Brandon's balls here. These last Why? No, I, no, no, no. I had these on my list before Brandon mentioned them on the show. Remember, I, I used to be in that group and I had a bunch on the list. And I said, I don't even I, know what year they're from yet. And then he said, those two are from 21. I said, well, I'm definitely getting to them, you know. But yeah, but but it's a great movie. Balls. I, yep. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I think, even looks more legit compared to uh, Horror in the High Desert. I think it, it looks more like something that you can consider, you could fool people for a, a bit and say you're watching a Netflix uh, documentary or something like that until, you know, you get towards the end and then you see what's really at hand. Is it just a mystery uh, that can be explained? Or I could have done, something... done with that last without that last image. Oh, really? With the, the, the appearance thing? Yeah, with the appearance. I could have I done with I don't hate it. It didn't affect my enjoyment of the film, but I could have done without it. Just to, just to the mystery, because that's like, what's, what? The I answers, do. I just think it, it re- reaffirms that there's comings and there's goings, and there's no explanation yeah. for it. Yeah, no, but at the beginning, it you know, it, it sort of builds into like, is it one person? Is it sort of just a, you know, a whodunit, a murder mystery, you know, it touches on right. that, and, and then it goes into, you know, crazy territory, which is awesome. But then at the end, it sort of tells you like, where we're at, which is fine. It's really it. cool. The second view, I was really able to follow along because it gets a little, there's basically, it's almost like a Bermuda Triangle type thing Mm. uh, where this mill is located and where people, there's been, it starts off because one person's wife disappears and he's under suspicion and somebody's trying to make a documentary and they can't prove anything. Let's tell the, have this guy tell a story. And then he starts doing some research because this has happened in this spot before. Then they start doing some, you know, uncovering some other things and they find out more and more and more. It's just your typical mockumentary type stuff and they get to the bottom of some things, but they don't really get to the bottom of it. I mean, there's no way to explain it, but there's, time jumps and everything else and, and comings and goings and different it's it's just a creepy thought it's very unsettling it's you know yeah. what somebody early on before i watched it compared it to lake mungo in terms of the feel it left them with and i totally no agree i totally agree especially and i'll just say it to you dave i don't know if, if uh, a christian or uh, watson saw it but the bow, the bow in the lake. The bow in the, the lake. The bow in the lake yes. is just yeah. is haunting. Is oh. oh my well, god! Could you imagine the, the, the scene where a little happen. girl jumps into some grass? Okay, yep. yeah. So you, like, you did see and it. disappears. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I watched that. and I was like, holy shit, that is scary. Yeah. I don't know what about that. I just got chills oh. 
thinking about that image. Like, yeah. and they, they keep visiting it, revisiting it. And yes, the bow in the in the water, and yeah, what eventually? Yeah, this this was a good one. Yeah, it really wow. was, and it just took a second view because they go in different directions, and they start talking about the is this supernatural or is it not? And they go, oh, no, this guy once tried to kidnap somebody, and let's go here, and then there's there ends up being, I don't want to say anything, I don't, I, I I'd rather say nothing else. I, I would just rather tell people if you like found okay, footage, well, even if your you turn. don't. <laughs> yeah. Eight out of ten, I will move it along. Go see Howard's Mill. No, why not? I don't want to give too much away. It, it's, a, it's a great found footage movie. It's mysterious. It's creepy. And it, you know who Christian's acting stick like? With you a bit. He's acting like a real Wayne Ritchie, isn't he? <laughs> there you go. Wayne Ritchie, thank you. That's yeah, like... It's a real Wayne Ritchie over here. Awesome, awesome. So Howard's yeah. Mill, I believe it's also on awesome. Tubi. Yeah. Check it out. There you go. Eight out of ten. Sweet. Okay. Awesome. At number 14 for me, I've got uh, one you can check out on Shudder, and it is called Fried Barry. Uh, this is the story of just a low-life dude named Barry who, who his body gets hijacked by aliens, and they take him on a wild fucking ride through the seedy underbelly of Cape Town, South Africa. It's got sex, drugs, murder, unnatural pregnancy, child trafficking, dick hole probing, uh... Yeah, that part made me, I was like, oh, you're, you can't probe that. She and, wears yep, underwear with dick holes in them. Oh, man, yeah, this movie's balls to the wall crazy. Um, it, it would serve as a great double feature uh, with uh, Joe Begas's Bliss. I think these two would blend really well together because they're both these frenetic, pulse-pounding, blood-drenched stories. Only this one leans a little more into the Comical? dark comedy. Uh, but it's, I wouldn't say it's a comedy, but it is comedic in like some dark ways, like where you're, you're just seeing some, just re- some, I don't want to say surrealist, because I think the surrealism, you know, we'd have to go back to our talk of uh, Titane, uh, but this just has some weirdness to it that's offbeat. I wouldn't say it's a horror comedy, but there is comedy in it, that's kind of, you know, just dark stuff. So anyways, yeah, you can find it on Shudder. It's Fried Berry, and I just had a good time following... <laughs> How these aliens would uh, take over a human and just do crazy shit. I mean, that's there you go. There's intellect, uh, intellectual. I enjoyed. Talk there. I enjoyed that one a lot more than I thought I would. I thought it was going to be ridiculous, and I, I think I gave it like a seven out of ten. But I'm again, eight, yeah, eight. yeah. But again, for me, this just fell victim to. I, I it, was, it was so long ago that it came out, and I didn't have it on a rewatch. It just too many films I watched this year, but I did enjoy no. it more. I, I like Barry's. <laughs> Hey, this this coming year, 125. That's the goal. Oh, nice. Right now I'm at zero. I'm happy. I'm eight days into the new year. I'm at zero. Yeah, I'm at zero as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's for sure. Oh, it's me. Cool. Shit. Yep. I skipped Christian. it. I skipped it. I asked around and I because I, I heard it was trippy. So I'm like, okay, trippy. You're speaking my language. But then I basically the feedback I got from anyone that knows is like an too comical for you. Yeah, so, I felt like Barry's yeah. face. We just turned Dave off. He'd be like, look at this goofy motherfucker. I just feel like that would be Dave's response to this. You know, because Dave, you always ask the the pertinent questions about a movie. One of your things would be like, how in the world would she fuck him? How? (laughs) Wouldn't he say that? He'd be like, how? I I just don't see it happening. (laughs) (laughs) Now I got to see it. (laughs) You might have to see it. Shit. Okay, C, sorry to hold you up. No, no, no. no, All good. All good. Uh... (laughs) And I liked I I didn't mind Fried Berry. You need your I readers. I checked it out too. Yeah. You, you no, this time I'm okay. Holy shit! Though last time, I'm just gonna <laughs> eat healthier. That's gonna make my eyes. I'm not even gonna get a night test. I'm just gonna eat a lot of eat a lot of healthier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, number 14. <laughs> we reviewed this. I feel like we reviewed this early in the year. I'm just ignoring you guys, as per usual. Uh, the Vigil. This is a, uh, you know what? This is a haunting film. This is probably one of the better ghost haunting movies I've seen in a long time because it's actually fucking scary. There's some fucking, there's two sequences in this that we spoke about at, uh, when we reviewed it. I think we all agreed that were terrifying and they've stuck with me. And so for that, I, I give it very high praise. Uh, eight out of 10. Uh, again, Brandon maybe can speak more to the, to the traditional aspects of it, but ultimately not you're not orthodox. And I think we talked about this on the show, but, <laughs> but from my understanding and everything I've read about it, it's, it's very true that like there's a, a person that oversees the dead body of the person and, and, and what are you doing? Do you what see you a funny to? hat on this head? I ain't orthodox. Who could tell with that <laughs> fucking haircut? <laughs> funny hat? I thought I was going to say the anti-Semitic stuff this episode. <laughs> okay, good, good on you. Yeah, I thought He's this was going to be top three for funny. three, so. I got really? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But, uh... I thoroughly enjoyed it when we, when yeah. we watched it. Uh, again, I, an eight out of ten. Good scare scenes here, but uh, ultimately... Yeah, it's, uh, number ah, 14, it's, good, it's still good. Good score. Nice. Cool. Uh, my number right 14, uh, I, I honestly don't know what happened. I feel like people enjoyed this film, but I feel like they enjoyed part one a lot more because I feel like nobody really praised it. Maybe they did when it came out, but Quiet Place 2. Nice. I nice. thought I thought it was just a really solid, entertaining sequel. I thought the setup of the alien invasion was awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought it, ju- it jumped right into it. It was fantastic. And just continuing following the Abbott family and uh, Millicent Simmons as the daughter is Reagan basically stepping up and being our lead here. She did a terrific job because I really love that in this world where you can't make a sound, this POV from from a deaf girl, it just adds to the terror, you know, because she's walking, you know, barefoot on this ground. And you, she doesn't know she's making any noise at all. And there's just so much tension throughout. I just thought it was a great bridge film for hopefully, you know, a, a trilogy and a third film to wrap up the storyline. I know they're supposed to do some spin-offs or maybe a prequel at some point or I, oh, wow. I don't I, okay. I don't know. I I just I heard they're doing some other projects with the Loud House. Hopefully... <laughs> tie in. <laughs> I did used to have this deaf friend who uh he went deaf kind of like in his 20s and he whenever we'd be out oh. he he could read lips and he would just yell and scream like he'd just be like, you know, he'd just be like so what did you, you know, and I'd be like, oh, man, he would die. I actually thought of him when I was in the theater years ago, 2018. Like, oh, yeah, my, my buddy would be dead in a quiet place. <laughs> His deafness <laughs> would not be helping him. He'd just be like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that yeah, crazy that you girl, had When a... I go down on a girl, that's how I read lips. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey. I think my joke will be much better. Jeez, Isn't I, it funny I'm that like, you had a deaf friend and now you have a dumb friend? Hey, <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I was I stumbled over it because you kept going you're like there's no way I'm gonna let Christian get that joke out so you kept telling your joke underneath I'm like oh I'm see. losing my rhythm yeah, yeah. Did, any, did you guys like quiet place too I feel like I don't know yeah. I feel like it came and yeah. went like like nobody yeah. really Dude, yeah. it was what one of those like? for me. I, I didn't even know it came out in theaters until it was passed. And I was like, what? So, yeah, I didn't yeah. really, really I, I, this movie. Yeah, same. <laughs> okay, I just, I just felt like it didn't get like the praise. I felt like when the first one came out, everyone was like, top 10, well, top 10, top 10. And... You're right. See, that's just it. For me, 
The first one blew me the fuck away. Nine and a half out of ten. Loved it. The theater experience was, was uh-huh. an original thing. It was amazing. I I only watched it one time since fucking buying the 4K or blue, whatever it is, at my house because I, I didn't want to disturb that experience. But I did it again, and it felt the same way. But, like, I want to show it to my, uh, my friends, but I'm like, I don't think we could sit there quietly the whole movie. That's not the vibe we have here on Friday nights. So I'm like, but I hold the movie in such high regard, and I... I think it's like i said it was a master class intention very few movies ever had me fucking feel that way and then i went and i saw part two and it was more of the same but i didn't get the feel i can't explain what it was it's like a seven and a half out of ten well the first was a nine and a half i enjoyed it it's it's a it's a good movie i just never at any point felt like the way i felt the first time for the first movie that's fair maybe i'm not sure what i gave i'm not sure what i gave you know what they did they they branched off into different characters. Maybe I just missed the dynamic of the first film with the family and everything else. It isn't that I didn't like it. It's just that it didn't. It was like a lesser then. But no. I'm not knocking it. No. Matter of fact, yeah. I've seen it showing up on people's lists. Oh, uh, I'm I'm glad because it was. I found you know, it just highly entertaining and just sort of a good popcorn flick. Good. And I saw it once with popcorn. So maybe <laughs> next time I'll watch it again. And maybe I'll have a different experience, but I never felt, even though I gave it a seven and a half, I never put that asterisk next to it where I said, I want to rewatch this before mm. I do. Cause at the beginning, basically I, I rewatched 30 movies to make 21. You know what I mean? It, it just, even though some seven and a halves did make the jump, for example, slacks was a seven and a half. It yeah. made it up to an eight and got it here. And the next movie I'm going to talk about was a seven and a half. And I put an asterisk next to it. Sure enough, I watched it and it went up to an eight, but nice. that movie, I, I can't explain why I just didn't, Hey, didn't I didn't. I didn't rewatch it. I gave it an eight from the first time. I rewatched all twenty-one of my films, with the exception of maybe three of them. Titan was one, and Last Matinee, which I just covered, was another one I didn't rewatch. But mm-hmm. I just knew it was a solid eight out of ten for me. I really enjoyed it, and I don't want to be like a snob who has all like art house films. I truly enjoyed this. It was worthy of a spot. Right on. So. No, I hear you. Oh, uh, and oh, by yeah. the way, listeners, uh, episode one thirty-six is where we just, where we reviewed The Vigil, if anybody wants to go back and listen to that. I wrote down certain ones for certain movies in case it came 136. up. 136. 136, and C brought it up when it was on his list. So, Okay, now let's see. My number... Oops, hold on. i got to go back to this other page. 14. Can't be losing things. Hold on. It is me, right? That was just you, B? Yeah, it's you for yeah, 14. Okay. okay, 14. Okay, we have... This movie has been mentioned before, and it is The Stylist. I really enjoyed the Sweet. stylist. I, you know, my feelings on, on female killers in general. And like I said, there are a lot of them this year and it's been great. And it's so funny that, I mean, it's kind of an obvious thing, I guess, but when C said something about maniac, that's like my opening note. It says dig opening kill comma maniac. Like, so right off the bat, I, I thought the same thing, but the thing is, this is one of those movies where I love spending the time with the, the main character, and I know that she's doing bad things, yet I'm still rooting for her to turn it around. And this doesn't happen a lot in movies where you know that they're doing things, and you're like, like I just feel like she's, in the beginning, she's like a little socially awkward, but she has all these other things where she's not. She can easily present herself. She cuts hair and has conversation. She can completely function in society. Yet there are other times where she goes... She's crazy. <laughs> yes, she has. She goes back to this, and then she goes on this rampage. But I mean, 
She meets Olivia, who I also like, who feels like a real person. And she goes and she befriends her more and gets involved in her wedding plans. And then when she goes over her house and then we find out that she recorded the conversation and then she has to rehearse lines. I think a lot of people go through this stuff internally. I don't think they sit and rehearse what they're going to say or look in a mirror before they go out to go meet a friend or something like that. But I think that these are the kind of thoughts that go into a lot of people's heads where they maybe the type of people that have, you know, social anxieties and things like that. And it's a common thing and I'm not immune to it either. There you think Brandon does this life. before he goes out on a date? I think he does it in his head. I do it's this before out. I go downstairs and talk to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> can't even talk Hi, to Pop. Man. <laughs> What's for dinner? Hi, Pop. Do you remember... What's for dinner? <laughs> Do you remember that Peter guy who used to stalk the Twenty Two Shots dudes? Yeah, yeah. He he, he, he joined us for a bit. <laughs> he had the video. Uh, he had this video where he was like, "And right now, I am going to practice smiling." And yeah, I know. He's, and, and it was so laughing. creepy. <laughs> he was practicing laughing and smiling, and honestly, that was where I actually had a wave of sympathy come over me i never interacted with the guy I never said a single thing but dave what you're talking about about with the stylist here and these people in this this strange headspace where social interaction and that human contact which is in in take you know integral to life on this planet uh, and how they can't get there they can't cross that bridge and there's potentially something violent underneath that for her you know but this peter guy mm -hmm. i even hit carly up the other day and i was like hey do you happen to remember that guy's uh youtube page and she she's it doesn't exist anymore but yeah i thought of that guy as you were talking and just how she, she's thank god she can present better than that guy because you know i i hope that guy's okay i sincerely do i mean that it, but, he's uh, a patron uh, right. yeah but same for her you are rooting for this this <laughs> stylist uh in a weird way i, I just don't understand how she hid the bodies i'm sort of iffy um, on that but that was it. Oh, you I, know I like what? Let me think about that. I, uh, I would have to go back and, and see that what happened with the bodies. And uh, I don't know. Good question, though. That did not that did never occurred to me. But yeah. damn it. Still great movie. Um, yeah. I didn't really have any complaints. Now that you said that, that's going to be something I'm going to look for. But <laughs> I um, something about the end it was, it was an issue with me. And that's initially why I had it a little bit lower is obviously there's no way that that could have happened in the time that it happened in, in that small time frame in, in the back waiting for a bride to come out and she wouldn't come out looking so clean and not have blood all over. So that was kind of mm. shitty to me. I was like, ah, oh, man, it's too bad. Literally, that's my note. Too bad about the ending. That that was my experience the first time I saw it. But the more after I had you know time away from it, I still kept thinking about it and loving the presentation and loving the performance. And that is why I give it to her. For, for a performance for an actress, oh, Najara nice. Townsend. Nice. I thought she was great. I think she runs the gamut of all different emotions. You see her happy. You see her sad. You see her angry. <laughs> you see her struggling with stuff. You just, when she goes out to that bar to meet the, uh, you know, for the, the party the night before, the what's that thing called? Bachelor the bachelor party. party. And, you know, you feel for when she first gets there even, and then the bathroom when she hears things. I don't know. It's just one of those things. But... Clearly, there's issues here, but I still wanted her to succeed even after she was doing bad things. Uh, the stealing the identities and stuff. There's the suspense when she sneaks into the house and has to get out on time. I just love movies that are intimate this way, where you spend time with the character a lot, and they're doing bad things, yet you still want them to turn it around. And it's a believable story. So um, I definitely recommend this for anyone to see. Check it story, out. Story of my life. <laughs> but it's on Shutter, I think, right? The stylist, or no, maybe not. Maybe I am. Arrows. Arrow. 
thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's on arrows. There you have, have a little a popcorn. Have a little popcorn. Okay. You have a big be a big belly. <laughs> Look at this fucking. <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> nice. Popcorn. <laughs> All right. Uh, at number thirteen, I am go. coming in with uh, the last matinee. Oh, uh, nice. B, you said hey. it well. I, I, you know, it, it's a '90s throwback slasher, as B said, out of you know Uruguay, and it, it's it's as good as it is because it goes back to the basics of what slashers are at their core. You know, we've got this like you said, brutal killer loose in a theater, murdering the patrons. It's that's it. There's it's all there is to it. And it's all there really needs to be to it. Exactly. Like th this isn't the sort of slasher that's trying to deconstruct its own formula, like Scream. Uh, it's not trying to be meta, like to the max, like behind the mask. It's not high art, meta you know, with a dissertation's worth of subtext, like Halloween '78. It's just a, a slasher that does what slashers do best. And what elevated the film for me, and I think, you know, B, I'm, I'm sure you'll agree with me here, uh, it, to the to the point that it made the list here, is the fact that there are no anachronisms that break the spell of what this movie's d trying to do as a throwback. Like you could legitimately fool someone into believing like, hey, this is a slasher that came out in the late 80s or early 90s. Just like say, hey, uh, one of the boutique labels finally released this movie that never hit DVD. Let's watch it together. Uh, you know, mention like ah, the director liked Argento and Bava. You say that and this movie will trick you into going, wait, wait was this really a movie from the early 90s yeah. or like 1989 yeah. or something? Right. Did, did you feel yeah. that? The authenticity Absolutely. of that? Yeah. yeah. So, Ask Dave because yeah, Dave's been fans. trying to chase this feeling. And he says none of the movies do it. But I agree. I, I I would say that you, if you didn't know, and they released this and said, this is a lost slasher that came out in like 89, I'd believe it. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah, you slasher fans out there, if you haven't seen The Last <laughs> Matinee, you're, 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 yeah, you're going to want to check it out. So, yeah, that's uh, Last Matinee at 13 for me. Guess right. what? Twinsies! Last Matinee. What? Finally? Number 13. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Eight out of 10. Nice. My only quibble. Is I oh, wish he yeah, wore eight a out mask. Of 10 for me. I wish he had a mask. Oh, at least at the beginning for a mask. Bit. I wish you wore a mask when we podcast. I wish you're gonna wear the popcorn bag after you finish it. That's gonna be your mask. <laughs> like, like what was that bowling movie? Uh, like, oh, oh my god, god. Gutter, oh, balls. Uh, gutter balls. Gutter balls. Yeah, yeah gutter balls. Oh, he's gonna wear the popcorn up. bag and he's gonna be uh. Chief, what what was the chief name we came up with earlier? White totally. tongue. What was it? White tongue. Chief chief tongue White shame. Tongue. tongue shame. Chief tongue, tongue shame. shame, and then he wears a popcorn. Bag. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. guy, I mean, there, there's nothing much to say about the last matinee that hasn't been said already. A ton of fun, gory, but again, if I had, and it's even it's just a quibble. I I don't care, but if you wore a mask, it would have been. Mwah! Even more but so. his face is enough in the shadows throughout the whole film that you don't really yeah. see his identity. So it, and it's not really a whodunit, so it doesn't matter. If they turned it into a whodunit, then I'd be like, all right, put a mask on him. But the fact that it, his motivation for for killing is awesome. <laughs> the reveal at the end, I'm like, oh fuck, that's disgusting. What about what awesome. about that beautiful parallel to the gum? Was it gumballs that oh, drop on the stairs? Yes. To the eyeballs great, that no. drop down on the stairs? Yeah. <laughs> great, great, no. great. Yeah. fantastic, and. Uh, the two kills, not only the one with the couple making out, the guy making out the girl he likes, you know, the skewer through the mouths, but uh, also the, one of the lead girls, not the, proje the projector's uh, daughter, but the other one, who you're really rooting for, she's really nice, she gets like her head smashed in the projector and just brutally crushed, and I'm just like, wow, they didn't hold back. Mm -hmm. No. So, yeah, yeah fun, 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 ass, movie so. fun movie. Yeah. Twinsies. Fun movie. Yeah. Twinsies. 
Twinsies. <laughs> nice. All right. My number 13 belongs to a duo of directors who seem to always make my list when they put out a film, and it's Benson and Moorhead with Synchronic. Ah. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, I didn't I see didn't this see one. It. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it. It's on nope. Netflix. It's yeah. very much sci-fi horror. It's about two paramedics who are basically investigating strange links to people dying of a drug overdose of this drug called Synchronic, and it's it's having otherworldly effects on him. Like one guy is killed with a sword that is from the past. This girl is killed by a snake bite that the snakes haven't been in the area in hundreds of years. And they realize that this designer drug uh, for younger people with underdeveloped pineal glands can cause them to time travel. And it's basically a time travel <laughs> horror film. It's, it's really cool. What are you laughing at? You that, that synopsis was crazy. It's like from beyond. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Totally that's, honestly, that's in my notes. Well, it's not in my notes. I'm lying. It's actually not. My, but that's what I was thinking about because they talk a lot about the pineal gland. And the whole setup of the story is one of the paramedics played by Anthony Mackie. He turns out to have brain cancer in the film. And they discover that he has an underdeveloped pineal gland. So because his pineal gland is very much like the young people's, he's able to investigate and to travel back in time and to use the drug to help find his partner's daughter who is a victim of the drug who's I want to check this out. It's like, a, yeah, lo this, it's, it's yeah, a lot of fun. Cool. And, and the one thing that these guys always do, no matter what, even if you don't like a film of theirs, they have their own unique style and their own unique stamp on a film. And and this is, you know, you know more of the same in terms of creating something totally did this unique. Benson and Hedges? Who was it? Yeah, Benson and Hedges. You know, I, I love everything they've done so far. The only reason I didn't see this is that most people told me it, it, they didn't consider it a horror movie. So Same, Dave. That's the is, only reason. Listen, I said it. I have two films on my list that I that I know people are going to consider horror. We haven't covered them yet. This would this would have been the third choice where people are going to be close. But I think it's a blend of science fiction and horror. And I think that was also a theme I saw this year, a lot of blending of science fiction and horror. A lot of blending yeah. of other genres and horror. I mean, I think that's just a new norm now. People are sure. are definitely not sticking strictly to horror anymore. Well, not always, anyway. But yeah, right. But, no, I'm with you. Yeah, this synchronic. One? Yeah, synchronic's fun. It's fun. It, it messes with the timelines, the way they structure the story, which is really cool. The way it plays with the whole idea that you know, time isn't really like linear, and and you're it's 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 sort of trippy the way it's told that way. And the performance is really good. I'm sold, yeah. B. Yeah, you sold that, dude. Hell yeah. Nice. No, it's yeah. good. Check it, check it out. It's on Netflix. I didn't see that one. I didn't see another movie that I believe is on Netflix, and it's from another great director, uh, Alexander Aja. Uh, Same. Oxygen, I, didn't yeah. sk I skipped that one. Cause yep. I'm oh, wow. telling you, 5% of the people considered it horror. I'll tell you this. With Oxygen, Oxygen, I gave Synchronic an 8 out of 10. By the way, Oxygen was an 8 out of 10. It was going to be on my list. I bumped hmm. it off. Because I was trying to limit the amount of films that were controversial on my list in terms of them not being horror. And that one's really more sci-fi. But again, if you have time, check out Oxygen as well. Because I really yeah. enjoyed that as well. 8 out of 10 for, for, for both these films. Well, I like Aja. Yeah. yeah. No, he's very good. That's and a I really like good Oxygen. Film. It's a perfect and, Yeah, Oxygen's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll you're not off. sucking down popcorn, you sicko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get some oxygen. Yeah, for somebody, who likes, for somebody who likes oxygen, you haven't come up for a breath in a while. <laughs> yeah, piglet, remind me it's to just pinch like your last boyfriend. Remind me to pinch your tits. 
Piglet. There was a third movie too. What the hell was it? Um, the Beta Into Jeff? the Earth. I didn't bother with that. Into the Earth. Almost everybody said it wasn't horror again, so really? I didn't bother. Really, I felt like that was horror. I just felt it was boring as fuck because I'm not really into the ecological horror. Yeah, I'm gonna have to talk about that with Duncan, and I need to rewatch it again because the first half I was like, "All right, I'm in," and then the second half I was like, "Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is happening." Yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, "I don't know what any of this means." Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, maybe I'll eventually check them all out. I don't know. Like, I don't I know will, like yeah. into the earth. I think but... someone had a plate in their head, and that it was like titan meets a fucking Paper in plate? the earth. Silent Deadly Night Three. Paper plate. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. 13. Lucky 13. Okay. This one I think is going to be pretty controversial. Um, But I have an inkling that it's going to be on someone else's list. So call me crazy, but it took the second view for it to really take me in. But I was like, (laughs) wow, I really really undervalued this movie. This is a really good movie. And that movie is M. Night Shyamalan's Old. Oh, nice. I didn't see it. Dude, I really dug the hell out of it. It took the second time, like I said. Uh-huh. There are things going on here. It just goes to a different place, literally and figuratively. I mean, they, <laughs> these people get taken away to this the vacation. They're invited to special thing. <laughs> and they get taken to th- this remote beach. And they get to the beach, and all of a sudden, everybody starts aging rapidly. And you notice it more with the children right away because of the way we age. And it's basically like every half hour is like two years or every hour is two years. I forgot exactly what it is. <laughs> But it's uh, it's uh, it's really cool. It's always nice to see Abby Lee. Yeah, so she's I, great. Oh, she, yeah. oh, she's in that, and so is yes. Thomas and Mackenzie. So right on. Yeah, it, had a, right it had a really good cast. But my actor of the year, sorry, not the was mid-sized sedan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a stupid fun. Like a real. I like this movie a lot. It it just missed my list. I think I gave it a seven point seven five. But why have a character called mid-sized sedan? Like, what is that? Because that's that's fucking a dumb rapper name. Like there are a lot of dumb rapper names these days. I, I totally get what they're saying. Come on, look at the dumb rapper. They're all over the place. Come on, yeah. everywhere you look. I think they dumb... should put T Pain in T Tain. He is part machine. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Christian, just. Eight out of ten. Let's move on. No, good film. I'm glad you had that on the list. You know me. I love M Night, and I I really enjoyed this one. I didn't give it. I didn't get to give it a second watch, but oh, you you guys, I did. I I avoided this one because my horror movie weekly co-host did not like it, and you know I I'm always you know I can be odd man out over there sometimes with well at least with Jay because he I'm I'm wacky. But but, you uh, a caveat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he he sure did. Um, Hey, you leave caveat alone. I like caveat too. Uh, But like. Yeah, uh, what was it? But yeah, you've sold me on old. I, I will check that out here uh, probably in the next week. Sound, sounds cool. There's some stuff going on, I'm telling you. They're getting there's like some the deep conversations days. in the second half, and they're facing what's happening. And there's just some moments there. It's really it's really an emotional film. It, it, it really hit me hard the second time. And I'm like, man, what a thing to have to go through. And then just to oh, look God. back on your life and like what's what, what what's happened in it. And um, anyway, 8 out of 10. Just go. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I can't stop. He can't stop eating. This guy's been eating popcorn for four hours. The bank fill it up. We're at 12 now. Okay. 12, yes. All right. At number 12, I'm coming in with uh, – was this on somebody's list already? I believe it was uh, Antlers. Um, yeah. So did, 
See, okay, yeah. I had it. So, yeah, man, it's a dark and depressing creature feature set in the Pacific Northwest. And we follow this middle school teacher played by Carrie Russell. And, and then, you know, her brother's the sheriff who's played by Kirsten Dunst's uh, husband. And uh, Jesse you know, she, she's got it. Yeah, Jesse Plemons. Yeah. She, she, you know, this middle school teacher with a dark past and uh, who has honed in on a troubled student of hers who's got some massive family secrets going on that tie into a series of murders plaguing this little town. And, uh, you know, I've heard people say that the hype for this movie is what did it in for them. But I guess I'm lucky because I tend to keep away from all the preliminary talk about a lot of the movies. So, you know, especially when people get tired of the damn thing before they even see it. I, I avoid all that. I'm, I'm lucky in that regard. And so this movie just kind of came out of nowhere for me. And I was like, yo, this is a, a, a cool creature feature. You know, it's slow and deliberate in the first two acts, but it gets there in the end. And I got exactly what I wanted. Uh, and I think it delivered on the beastly freak goodness. So, yeah, there's antlers. At number 12, and so far everything has still been an 8 out of 10 for Mr. Watson. So, When did you go? <laughs> <laughs> it was a dumb Brandon joke. Red Dot. Fucking two hours Wait, ago. What? Wait, what? Yep. I, he I, said, I, when I, did you go? Oh, when did you go? <laughs> yeah, that was a bad joke when I told it. I didn't think it uh, any better good. when you told it. <laughs> Damn. Hold on, I'm chewing. Okay. He's what like, I've got popcorn at number 1. Number 12. <laughs> hey, I'm a professional. I don't want to talk with my mouthful. Uh, <laughs> this um, is fun. Okay, it's number 12. 8 out of 10. A hey. uh, shit ton of fun. I love that opening kill. I mean, you kind of know. Like, I just love how he plays with conventions in this. This guy, uh, Cody. Cody. Is it that Cody Callahan? Or Callahan? Is the director? Robinson? Yeah, Cody Robinson. Um, yep. Yeah, our, our listener. <laughs> He directed this, uh, but he he puts out a lot of content. Canadian filmmaker. I think he did that other one, The Oak Tree or The Oak House or something that came out this year as well. The um, Oak Room. The Oak, the Oak Room. Room. And I didn't see that one, though. But Not really see... hard. That's why I left it off my list, but also worth checking out. Yeah. Guy's got a good track record. I think, Brand, uh, Dave, you mentioned it. Wasn't he one of the filmmakers that you had on your list, or am I forgetting? Like for What's director? the name? Is it a Cody Callahan? Am I not, am I wrong with that? No, no. That's a Colin Linehan, Linehan, something different. His brother. Yeah, okay. Cody Callahan's brother, Colin Linehan. Who gives they a fuck? A, they have the a movie first and list. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, the movie is shit tons of fun, <laughs> as the name suggests. Looks great, good kills, and the great thing about it, it's got heart, and you got a character that you like. The main guy is just likable. He's instantly likable. Even if he has the trait that, um, what, what, what would you call him? Uh, a uh, smurf? A simp. Simp. <laughs> smurf. Yep. <laughs> smurf. But, but you like him because he just, for whatever reason, I love when he meets, <laughs> he meets the guy at the bar who tends up, who ends up being like a, one of the serial killers at the end. And just their interactions are just fantastic. And great. There's a lot of great dialogue in, in this, yeah. in this film. And I think, uh, um, again, it's on Shutter. Yes, this one. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun, um, as long as you don't mind your horror mixed with comedy. Yeah. See, nice. you're you're down to I'm down to one movie left for you. I had Vicious Fun and The Vigil for you for top three. Wow. Shit, oh. I'm down to one movie left for you, B. Ah, uh, yeah. I, maybe I'll change it to try and. Get I had a four win. though. <laughs> I had a fourth because you were so tough. Dave, I feel confident. I have. I have. I'm looking at my film that I have at your number two spot. I really feel like this could be your number one. 
Ah, I really hope it is. Watson, I have no idea. I put three good movies down, but and they haven't been mentioned yet, so maybe. But you, mm. I feel confident for some reason. Hmm. Nice. All right. I don't know what any of you were. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel well, confident Like I said, at all. I haven't even made up my mind yet. But uh, what are we one? Uh, where am I? Twelve. Oh, what the fuck yeah, am I doing here? Yeah. Twelve. Yep. <laughs> Where's my list? Number twelve what the is. What am I doing here? Um. Also on Shutter, and it's the medium. Hey, sweet. Yeah, this is a. Not the this long. Is a, not the no, this is not the long. I'll skip the long and the short of it and go right to the medium. <laughs> Where's an oven that I could stick my head into? <laughs> good one. Good one. <laughs> Where's the oven? Uh, yeah. You know, we follow a documentary crew in uh in thailand following around nim who's a shaman possessed by the spirit of the goddess by by yan and, and it's you know it follows her around and it's supposed to showcase her but her older sister's husband passed away and her niece starts to act strange and seems like she's possessed and they think it's um a transfer of the goddess from from uh nim to the the niece mink and all hell breaks loose and it's so so well done, well crafted, really in depth, and uh, just great imagery and great heart throughout. And honestly, the actress who played Mink almost won my best actress. In fact, she'd be my runner-up because she does Me such too. a she does Same. such yeah. a fantastic Same. job of like I, I genuinely three. felt like I was watching a documentary about this girl who's possessed. She did great. Yeah. yeah, she was she was one hundred percent committed to this role. And, but uh, and the, yeah. the Thai language is just so part. relaxing to listen to too. It just sort of like <laughs> puts you into like a, a nice little somber. I mean, the movie keeps you awake because it makes, it's makes like, me oh, wish oh, there was oh, a red oh, dot right on my head, right? <laughs> yeah, <the red> <laughs> <dot>. <laughs> this is fucking horrible. This is our last show. We're gonna get canceled. Our patrons are gonna be like, these guys are fucking horrible. Drop, drop, drop. Uh, anyway, no, but. No, I agree. A, a she's great. Language. She's nice very, a very aggressive language. She's very, she's, you relate to her though. Something about her that casted her perfectly because her yeah. demeanor, her face, everything. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, the main, no, no. I'm talking about the Nim. Nim's she's Island. Got, oh, Nim? about, yeah, uh, Nim's yeah, great. She did a yeah. great job too. Yeah. Like, listen, there's so much stuff. There's, you know, everything that happens with all these characters with Nim. It's interesting that that end credits scene. You know, the whole crisis of faith. The idea that yes, that the transference of Bayan might not have been real in the first place. And you know, oh, the, that hits. The, yeah, it does hit. And the misunderstanding. You know, when uh, the mother, when Noi, Nim's older sister, takes her niece to the other shaman. To have the acceptance spell to accept the spirit and it opens her up for, you know, what ultimately is, uh, you know, to come. You know, it's can, sort can I of ask like, Brandon? Did, oh yeah. Did you feel like you got a good sense of the third act, uh, what was happening there in that final act? I got confused. Now listen, uh, we we did an episode of this on Horror Movie Weekly that's not out yet, but I quite like this movie. I, I'm big on it, in fact. But I, I had problems understanding what was behind everything in that last act. There's some weird stuff happens and I'm, I'm not saying it as a negative. I just, I think I need another, like another watch to go. Okay. Now what was this? But other than that confusion, did, did well for me, did you feel clear? Yeah. Be, because okay, cool. It, yeah. Yeah. It all Sweet. ties into one specific character who's not in the film and to basically a, a, a cursed family heritage. Okay. Oh, I think I think I see. Okay, I might yeah. have to talk. I might write you uh, in a couple okay. weeks about this when I watch it again. But okay, okay. Nice. My confusion came from the father. The, there was like a father figure 
that seemed to have a daughter that lived in the but and they were, were no they... that was that was Nim and Noy's brother yeah. and her and his wife and they had the okay. baby okay yes thank so it was you the three it was the three siblings oh that makes way it more was, sense now. it was Nim Noy and <laughs> Nana. I don't know what his name was. <laughs> Nimnoy and Mink. and it, the, the amount of times they say Mink in this movie, like, I think they beat how many times they yell the daughter's name in that... Uh, Poltergeist 2? No. <laughs> I was going to say... Hellraiser, uh, Hellraiser 2? I was going to say Under the Shadow. How the mom and the dad, you know, everybody's yelling Dorsa, the daughter's name all the time. And, yeah, in this movie, they yell Mink. So many, they're just like, Mink, yeah. Mink, Mink. And I was like, oh, if it I was, were to take shots like of water. Mink, Mink and Gordon. Come here, Mink. Come here, Gordon. Gordon, yeah. Good girl, Mink. In fact, I think that Mink would have turned Gordon into a Mink. <laughs> hey, what type of shoes did uh, he wear when he jumped out the window? Air Gordons. Okay, Air move on. <laughs> Air wow. Gordons, Christian. Stick your head in the oven now. That was good. That was fucking good. No, yeah, man. Air he Gordon. might have the joke of the show. He does. <laughs> and that delivery. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> That's just oh, such wow. a Christian thing. I don't know, but I think, yeah, anyway. It sure yeah. is. Yeah, the medium, still an 8 out of 10. Mm. You know what? Yeah, 8 out of 10. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you were going to do it. I was going to do it. It's, it's, I don't think it makes it. 8.5 out of 10. Fuck. 8.5. <laughs> yes. Jump fuck it up. Yeah. Jump it up. Okay. Number 12. Okay. We haven't heard... Any of these movies mentioned yet? I don't know good. if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. They're not going to be there at all, or they're going to be there plentiful. I don't know. Uh, but this movie is part of a trilogy, Fear Street 1666. Now, I really enjoy this movie, and I must say that probably the first half of this is probably my favorite act of the entire fucking trilogy is when they are in 1666. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to go on the whole, try to explain the whole fucking franchise right now. Uh, I'm just not, because we'll be here all night. But when we see what actually happens with the witch and everything else and, 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 and why the curse has come you and, and everything witches. else. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a witch, but it's a slasher too. You know Must be I mean? the but season anyway, of the witch. This is season of the witch. This <laughs> is 1666. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And I really, I, I'm telling you, it's so well done uh, in the, the period piece, the, the 1666 part of it. And then it flashes back to 1994, which is where the part one was. And then they go to that and they have to wrap it up because this is the third one in the trilogy. But I, I enjoy the first half so much that I had to put this here. The only thing is... What I love about it is that they show the cursed beginning and they have incidents happening on the land. The food it goes bad and everything else and what's going on. There's a curse here. And I just love seeing this type of shit. There's a, it's a solid story. There's a cool twist on the mythology because we're told in the other two movies that it's this. We watch this and we find out, well, actually, no, that's just the mythology. This is the way it really took place, that. you know. Now, my only issue was this. The, the reason why I, I like to score it a little higher, but – Something happens, and I always complain about this in a movie, but there comes a part where two women are accused of witchcraft, and someone says something about check them. If you check them, you're going to see the marks. Well, they don't have the marks, right? So the one woman gets put up, even though she doesn't have the mark, and it's not explained, and I understand mob mentality and everything else, but then don't say check them for the mark and then still proceed. But that's not even the biggest sin. The biggest sin is when the girl does get found that 
ends up being, you know, executed for being a witch. And the guy that the guy brings her to to the group and says, "Here she is, I found her." But a minute before, we she the girl herself got the reveal that the other person was the one that was doing it. And all she would have had to say is, "Hey, check Solomon's house right now below it. You'll see what's really going on." Doesn't say a fucking word. And not mm. even just not even just that. <laughs> Ten minutes prior, they were at the Solomon guy's house questioning him, and he got into it with another guy and threw him out and said, get the hell out of here. So, number one, there's already suspicion raised for him. Number two, all the girl would have had to say was, it's not me. Check Solomon's house. And she, it, it, she's fighting for her life, and she neglects to fucking say, hey, mm. you know what I mean? I, I cannot help when something like that happens in a movie. It bothers me. It just, just put, Why not just have him knock her out? And then bring her and say, I found her. You know what I mean? They didn't have to go to that. And then she could wake up right when she's about to be hung and whisper something to him. And then fucking she gets hung. You know well what I mean? Hung. But well hung. Well hung indeed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dave, I'm with you. I'm with you. See? Yeah. Thank you. Well said. Well um, said. And I'm not, I wasn't 100% following what went down in the last act. And something else happened in the last act where, Anna, correct me if I'm wrong. I would think that if there's a curse and there's a family and someone's in power, who do you think is going to be more powerful, the sheriff or the mayor? I'm asking you guys. For, who do you think is a more powerful person? I do too. So oh, they yeah. automatically all go to the sheriff, right? That There's two people with the same last name. It could be any. They have no reason to choose the sheriff, and they do, and it just so happens to be the sheriff, and they lead them there, and they do their stuff. That, to me, was a drop of the ball in, in an mm. otherwise well-written fucking movie. I just don't – they could have simply not done that and, and made it not so contrived that they were going to say that and it was going to be him. But I'm not here to knock the movie. It's my number 12. <laughs> I think it's I think it's great. I really do. Uh, but those are the only two – I like to rate it higher. Those are the only two reasons I didn't. I like the characters. I, I like the way it's filmed. It, it wrapped up nice overall. Um, I like I like the line, I don't fear the devil. I fear the neighbors that would accuse me. I think that's fucking, especially fucking relevant in today's society. I, mm-hmm. I think it's great. But it's a 10, First Street, 1666. Great. It was my favorite one of the three. Also gave it an eight. Gave the other two seven and a halves. Had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it was my yeah. favorite of the three, too. Yeah. Nice. I liked okay. them all equally. I didn't really have Did any, you? Yeah, I thought they're all kind of on equal plane level. I think they're all sevens. Like, boom, boom, boom. All good. I think poop, I was poop, on, poop, on 94. I had a, I rated it a 4 out of 10. The second one, 78, I was like at a 7. And then this one was like a 7, 5, 16. Oh, so wow. I, I kind of ramped up as I, as a I went. Four. Yeah. Really? A 4? Really? 4? Yeah. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I thought yep. you were joking. No, 4. But a 4 for me means it just falls on the low, the negative side of average. Like it's not a, it's a, it's not a failing grade. It's just like you know you have you have average movies that you feel the net positivity about an average movie is higher. Well, this means just the net negativity <laughs> was higher. That's all. Like, I, like I failed fucking like math. A, the net positivity. This feels like Tatane Part Two. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> anyways, all right. At, at number a 11 over for B. Me, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you need to have a Venn diagram. You need to pinpoint where the no. Um, I, I've got Skull the Mask. Um, when I watched this wow. early on in 2021, I just kind of saw it, didn't really pay it any mind, just went by and I forgot about it. And then we we start getting into rewatch season to prep for these year end shows, and I can't believe how rewarding my second viewing of this was. You know, this is a supernatural slasher set in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and listen, 
uh, it's damn near everything I want to see in like a modern slasher like this. Uh, I'm it. sick of teenagers having the corner market on these types of movies. Teenagers bore the shit out of me. They always have, even when I was one of them. <laughs> I dig the idea of an adult-oriented, mature slasher. And that's what we get here. This movie's final girl of sorts is a badass and overly angry police officer who takes no shit. The killer is intimidating and really cool looking. There's pre-Columbian mythology that gives the story some weight to it and kind of makes certain parts of it artful and cerebral. And the kills are brutal and bloody as hell. There's one where a couple, uh, a man and a woman, are getting it on in a car, and this slasher's just like, I'm not having that. I mean, you, you got you're dead, and it's <laughs> this thing kills indiscriminately. And but but there's a reason for it. There's something bigger going on in the background, and I was just digging it. Like I'm not the biggest slasher guy on this podcast, but you know, here we are yet again with a sla another slasher on my list that does pretty much everything I want to see in these types of movies, and I gotta celebrate it when that happens. So yeah, go on Shutter, folks, and you will find Skull the Mask. And I'll just say it bored me to tears the first time I watched it. Then I watched it again. I was like, yo, I am feeling this. So, yep, here we go. Well, I, was, I didn't even see wow. it. So now I got yeah, how, how did it get by? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Early in the year. I just don't remember what I gave it. You know, eight out of 10. I'm still in the eights. Nice. Well, here I go. Uh, my number 11. I got to speed this up because I've realized we're three fucking hours in. We haven't gotten to the <laughs> top 10 yet. We listed off all before. I wish I stuck to my guns and just listed off my fucking 21 to 11. Well, anyway. Why don't you just list off the rest of yours? And get I will. Here. I think I might, actually. <laughs> no. I'm going to go right now. Uh, number 11, The Medium. Uh, the only found footage movie that I, I cared about uh, this year other than Howard's Mill was decent. Uh, this was uh, great. Way too long for its own good. I know you need the character set up because it definitely makes the second half that much more uh, have that much more of an impact. However, it could have used a little trimming. It just could have used a little trimming. Maybe a little less minx. Mink, mink. Minx. <laughs> Nibble little mink, mink, ain't she? What movie? I'm just kidding. What'd you say? Live a little what? Well, I uh, I, I changed it to, to fit the uh, the name of in it, this though. movie. Nimble little mink, ain't she? Oh, wait a minute. I don't know. It might come to me later, though. It's Ghostbusters. It's nimble nimble little oh, minks, ain't Little she? minks, yep. Yeah. Oh, Watson, you should have had that right away. I, I did. I did. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's... The acting, uh, like Nim, Nim's acting, is great. Everybody's great, great in this. And, and there's some heavy what hitting. What was her secret? What was her secret? <laughs> <laughs> that movie's this great, by the way. This is Frisbee. This is Frisbee. Eight out of ten. I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> All right. I said it. I had two films that you might not consider hard. Twenty of them, I can. I'll argue with you to my, you know. The cows come home, but this one, I don't know. I need it on the list because it's just so fucking entertaining and so fun. And it's all my friends are dead. It's on Netflix. It's a Polish, it's a Polish comedy horror for me, and uh, it's about a group of friends who gather for a year's party and just poor decision after another spirals out of control and just chaos and carnage ensues. And it, it plays on the idea of the zodiac and. The stars are aligned. There's one character who's really into the zodiac signs and all that, and she she keeps saying the stars are aligned, but bad things keep happening. And the whole film is sort of playing on this idea: is like all this, even though it's so ridiculous how everything unfolds, is all this sort of predetermined. And there's sort of a hmm. cool end scene that sort of uh, solidifies that whole idea. But it's just so entertaining. Great music, 
awesome cast of characters, beautiful women, and just really good carnage and hilarity. And I, I give this an eight out of ten. I've watched this like two or three times already, and I'll I'll revisit it again. It's just a really fun film. Man. All my friends are dead. Loved it, loved it. But I I, I put it at the bottom of my list. Right. I took it off. But it only right. beca- but oh, who else is going to watch this movie? Horror fans, really horror. I, I think it's yeah. horror horror related. I'm, but I get it. It's Dave I'm so summed glad it up. You liked it though. That's awesome. That's so awesome though, yeah. that you loved oh, it because I did. Just, it wasn't it a blast. So like, much fun. Just... So much fun. It just it, it just goes off the rails. And, and I think Dave summed it up. It kind of it, not the same movie, but the same vibe as Kill Me Your Friends. Is that Kill the ones the one yeah. that came out a couple of years yeah, ago that we kill that we friends. liked yeah. that we all liked, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't really turn into horror until like the last twenty five minutes. But man, you, you guys, yeah. it's so crazy. I mean, it's a fucking golden shower, and it. it's yeah. awesome. Okay, I'm sold. I gotta finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta finish. Oh, it's it's gory as hell, and there's a golden shower, and I love that. And how that comes hey, about is fucking it's hilarious. Golden gory. Yeah, yeah. I, really. Nice. Yeah. I had been led to believe this wasn't a horror movie, so I just I I actually right. I don't even think I heard anybody talk about it. I just saw it on Netflix and was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll get to it. Never did. So well, cool to cool to see that on your list, man. It's it, right. and when you yeah. watch it, you'll you'll understand what we're we're saying because the maybe the tone uh. is not so horror. But who's again? You have to think of the audience, and I can't imagine just some mainstream people checking this movie out. I think this is it's like a bloody yeah. it's like a yeah. bloody American pie. Yeah, <laughs> just... uh, like really, yeah. <laughs> okay, it, that's, really that, what that's it actually is. a great great way to describe it. I'm off the fucking rails wow. here. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh? Polish Loomis. Did you notice him now? Yeah. Polish Loomis. Polish Loomis yeah, now? Definitely. In the opening scene, there's a fucking guy. He's a, he's a detective, and he looks just like fucking Loomis. But Polish. I just yeah. thought about it now. I just, dude, the hippies, like, I I'll, I want to move it along. I know we got to move it. But the, the two hippies, when the kid sneaks out on the roof wearing the bear, and they're hearing the sounds of the bear because they're so high, like, that, that to me just... Like I'm picturing Dave Z sitting out there and they're freaking out. They see the everything. They're oh, just wondering what the fuck's going on. They're just watching. <laughs> like these people are fucking crazy. I want to be with oh, those guys because they live. <laughs> it's 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 one awesome. of the most fun films I saw all year, and that's why it had to be on the list. Yeah. But uh, it, it really just what a blast. So check it out. Eight and a half. One more. Okay, Dave. Nice. Come on. We're almost there. Okay. Number eleven. Yeah. 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 Number 11, sorry, uh, Watson, but <laughs> Fear Street 1994. <laughs> um, Four out of ten. Great start to the fucking, to this trilogy. <laughs> I came into the movie, and I think I texted these guys right after and saying that the first 10 minutes of fucking Fear Street 94 are some of the best 10 minutes I've seen all year. It totally was a fucking, like a 90 slasher, but one a, a good one. It's Just, awesome. That, yeah. The way it played out, yes, I felt like a slasher again. I was like in the mall and what's going on. And the music, one track after the other, felt so 94. It took me right in. I know some people might think that it, it was too much, but I liked that it established um, the time period without doing it too hard. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked the characters. I it just I love this whole world of, of Sunny Shot. Shady side and Sunnyvale and whichever way it is and and what's going on between these two towns and it just the scream nods in the beginning the nods to fucking Halloween little things like that I was picking up on but it isn't just all about nods it's just this is good as an individual story I like that the kids actually came up with logical answers for once usually 
there's all this other screwy things they do in movies and it's like no 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 you're not gonna do it and they said no we're gonna do this and the blood here and this and this and they had ideas whether or not they worked the way they wanted to isn't the important part the important part is they they put their heads together and they thought about things and it was logical um the one girl I, I, I really loved her. I hated to see her go because of how much I loved her, but what a great kill. One of the kills of the yes, year. Definitely, in, yeah. In the climax of the film. Oh, my gosh, with the freaking blades. Oh, so good. I just had so much, so much fun with it. I just really can't believe how much I enjoyed it. Um, uh, You know, now at the end, I liked that there was a struggle, but it was way too obvious that there was, it was, there was going to be a comeback, and... The ultimate thing at the very end, it, it was almost an epic ending. I thought something was going to happen, but you have to put into consideration, I didn't know. It was my first time watching it. Yes, I knew there were three parts, but I didn't necessarily know that they had to be sequel connected the way this these three movies are connected. So I was like, oh, man, it would have been epic if they did this. But then if they did do that, it, it couldn't have been the same thing But as a whole. But I really enjoyed it. I can't believe how much I enjoyed it. I um, It was just a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, it's not perfect. Uh, there's a couple things, but it's it, it, it's good slasher stuff with, with good mythology of a witch and what's going on here. I just like everything going on between these two, you know, rival cities, and I like you know the story, the curse, and everything else. I just I don't know. I I really enjoyed the hell out, out, out of the franchise, and 1994 was great. Uh, it, it's another. It's just an eight out of ten. You know, it's not a perfect film by any means, but I, I really had fun with it. Nice. So there you go. Yeah. Time for top fun. ten. They were fun. Well, I think oh. I was. A li- I think I was a little uh, sort of put off because everybody who was watching at the time was giving. I'm not even joking. A lot of people I knew were just like nine and a half, ten, nine and a half. Every single one of them. I'm like, stop. You're actually making me hate the movie just because of the fact that you love it so much. Like they're fun I, and enjoyable see, films, but they're not perfect films. I didn't see them at all until I six saw, weeks ago. I saw. Yeah, but they are you fun. Know what I mean? I didn't know anything about the buzz and if people liked it or didn't. I just, because I'm, you know, haven't been on the socials since they came out. So I don't know. I just took them in, sat down. I knew that they were, you know, something that we should see. And I didn't have any buzz. So I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. And right, so now we're going to do it differently from each year. We're just going to read our 10 through ones really quick. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, there's our next show and just make this next week's show. Say so, good night, everybody. We'll hit our top 10 next to, uh, next time. <laughs> We're good. Well, if we want to go for a little now. while longer, I mean, I, I know, I know. We're fine. At my list, we're gonna, we're gonna breeze through it. We're gonna have a lot of repeats now. Yeah. Of course, we are. We always do. I'm gonna speed it up on my end. There you okay. go. Hopefully, Watson does too. <laughs> I, I will. Yes. <laughs> at number ten, you know, we're in you top ten. It. Top tensville, my friends. Uh, you know, this has come up before. We are in repeats town, and uh, I'm coming in with James Wan's *Malignant*. Uh. I'm not, it's not a giallo, as you guys have said, but it's uh, Juan's ode to them. At least that's what he says, and I see that. So, look, I, I won't, uh, I, I think I know definitely where C stands, and, you know, but, look, watching this in 4K was a real treat. The movie looks re- amazing, and I'll say this. I have nothing but respect for the risky move that is this film. Very few horror directors have the clout to get something like this financed, yet Juan did it, and this movie is just fucking bonkers. In all the best and worst ways. I mean, there are some <laughs> egregious parts, some I freaking loved, and overall, the, the just the positivity. I just watched this going twice. Uh, this was, you know, and I was just like, "What the hell was this?" And but it, I had a smile on my face the whole time. That's *Malignant* at number ten. We're still at it with an eight out of ten. Nice. Nice. Yep. 
I don't agree, but no, stop. <laughs> I don't have to. Agree. I don't have to agree. Uh, and because my number 10 is going to be definitely divisive, uh, annoying to these two guys here, uh, because my lucky bet, it's Psycho Gorman for number 10. Here we go. And shit tons of fun. I rewatched everything in my top 10, except for two that I literally just watched within the last couple of weeks. Uh, and I was comfortable with that. But ultimately, uh, everything else I had to just be sure. And I never do rewatches, as you guys know. Maybe one, maybe two. I rewatched everything. And man, I enjoyed this more this time. I think because I had no expectations. I just went in. The girl, she, the girl that you guys loved in her performance, I, and who irked me the first time, I actually had no problem with her. I thought she was fine this time. The comedy yeah, the all hit. Time, same, same. Yeah. The me. comedy yeah. all hit. The gore is still great. It looks like they just said, listen, we have this great idea. We know how to do some of these, pra- we know how to do the practical gore effects. We know how to do some of these magnificent special effects that I will say rival some bigger budgeted films. But they also knew that they needed to film it cheaply so that they used, you know, local lo- locations or whatever. All in all, a, sh- a lot of fun. I don't care about the hunky boys shit. I don't care about anything else. There's just, all, it, it's just a fun movie. Like the, this year's answer to the Toxic Avenger. Eight out of ten. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you right, go. My, my number ten has been talked about a couple of times, so this will be nice and short, but it's vicious fun. Nice. Nice. Wow. And yeah, I mean, it's just a, a great homage for, you know, and throwback for horror fans. Just great feel. And I love the fact that they, they have so many different set pieces. You know, you got the bar, you got the police station, you got the hospital. It just It's just going to just be eye candy for horror fans. And like C said, the character of Joel, just super likable. I know he's a simp at the beginning, but you just, you can't help, kind of smart, but you just can't help but love him and share him. And, and he's great. The lead female character, the storyline with her and, and her twist with the, the midnight man. I'll just say that I wouldn't mind if they revisit this universe and, and did another film at some point, but mm-hmm. eight and a half out of 10 for me for vicious fun. Number 10. Nice. Wow. I was trying to find out what episode we reviewed Psycho Gorman, but I couldn't, but oh, maybe by the end of the show, I'll be able to, Pass people on to that. What was your? What was that one? B. Vicious fun. Vicious Number, fun. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Three people have had that one. Okay. I thought that was the one that I changed you on. Remember, you said there was a movie that you were really into, and then I said some things about it, and then you pointed, at, "Oh yeah," and then you said I changed your mind on it or something. Maybe you forgot. Maybe, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Vaguely, it doesn't maybe. matter. You said it like the last episode of the one before. There was something you really liked, and then I pointed some things out for you, and you said you went back and watched it. And you're like, oh yeah, he was, he was right. Oh, I thought that was the it one. was uh, it was caveat. Oh, mm. okay. Even right. though I still gave it an eight out of ten, I bumped it off the list because yeah, I kind of even though I even though I liked that the whole idea of putting that vest on kind of irked me. I was like, yeah, you really wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. But I still okay. enjoy that film. Number 10, we talked about this on episode 133, so I don't have to say a whole hell of a lot. But, man, the rewatch, it, it held true, man. The Queen of Black Magic. I really enjoyed the hell out of this one. This one is, uh, oh, boy, it's uh, it's on Shutter. Where is it from? Thailand? Queen of Black Magic? Indonesia? I believe. Indonesia? Okay. Well, I think I like it better than the other Indonesian movies that we've seen the last two, three years, because there have been, um, like, three or four of them. I think this is probably my favorite, even though others have landed on my year-end list. But I really enjoy this. It just gets so freaking crazy in the third act in, in all the best ways. I mean, there is some freaking unforgiving scenes. There is some stuff with the girl in the mirror and everything else and, and caterpillars, and it just it just goes bonkers almost like – 
Evil Dead type style in a way. It's just the type of stuff that I like to see in a movie that's without without comedy being in it. It's just done the right way. This is my kind of horror movie, uh, start to finish. Queen of Black Magic, eight out of ten. Oh, Dave, this this pisses me off so much because I meant to get back to this one before we did this show, and I just couldn't make the time. And I know oh, it would have made the list. I, I probably. Just, but it's so it's so vague in my memory that I couldn't put it on in good conscience so damn i man <laughs> oh, watch okay. it again I, ho- I hope you love it maybe we oh talk yeah about i loved it, it the first time. time i yeah um okay uh here at number nine uh we've we've a couple of us have talked about this and from thailand we are talking the medium so uh look, possession films are my are my bag and i've got no problem with films in this subgenre that do what we do here in the west with regards to narratives having a judeo-christian center to them but it's also really nice to step outside of all that to see how other cultures look at demonic possession. And, and here in the medium, we are introduced to, you know, how rural Thailand would go about, or this shamanistic faith would go about dealing with the spiritual capture of an innocent girl. And so, um, yeah, the, the central mystery of what's going on is fascinating. I, you know, I think there, there's there's a little bit of incest in there. So JP's instantly going like, huh? Say, say, say what now? Um <laughs> yeah, we get to see the rituals that are unique to this faith and how they go about, you know, battling demons. And yeah, great characterization. There were some awesome shocks. I did feel like there were some tropey, there was some tropey bullshit in the third act. But man, again, like they that didn't outweigh the good for me when just the kitchen sink gets uh, thrown at the third act. I was like, yo, I am feeling this movie. So that's the medium at number nine with an 8.5. All right. Nice. 8.5 land. All right. Well, my number nine has been spoken about only once. So I'm not sure if it's going to show up again, but a shit ton of fun with the cutest slasher of the year. And that's Benny loves you. Oh, yes. wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. It is just from start to finish. Tons of fun. The rewatch only solidified what we already, like we glowed about it when we to- spoke about it on the show. Um, so, Excessive gore, some excessive Dude, gore. Very violent. What, what very I want to know, yeah. Just let me, uh, you know what? I watched it again, and I was gonna go back. I said, "Screw it, I'm not gonna go back and figure it out myself. I'm gonna just ask it on the show." What is with that opening scene, which is fucking fantastic? But uh, oh, it's great. How does it's that link? Awesome is it just patient. linking it, saying that, like, it this, this, yeah, this shit happens. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah, because yep. they say it again at the end. Remember yeah. at the end of the movie. They show the thing. Yeah. Remember, there's the girl with the talking Tina doll. Don't forget, and they show yeah. That, and, then they go, and at the end of the movie, don't throw out your old toys. Yeah, okay. This might happen. I didn't know yeah, if there I was something that. else that I'm missing <laughs> because I'm like, well, no, that can't be her growing up because she's, no, no. She, she has no eyes. Motherfucker took her eyes. Uh, she got a case <laughs> of them bad eyes. <laughs> she got a case of those no eyes. Uh, <laughs> it is lots of fun. Like I said, great jokes, but yet so fucking gory. And and really well, just really well done. Like good acting for the main guy. He also wrote and directed it. So he wrote, directed, oh. produced, yeah. edited, cinematography, music. I'm not Fuck joking. Man. He yeah. did every single thing. Yeah. Wait, like the guy from Seder. Directed. Oh, and, and, yes. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. When you, in fact, when you brought up Seder, it made me think about this guy because he did, that, also did literally oh, everything. That, that just ups my appreciation for this even more. That is yeah. that is freaking cool. Play yeah, with man. Benny. Yeah, man, it's awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Indeed. awesome. Okay. What's so your that... rating? Oh, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Eight out of nice. ten. Okay. 
I, okay. I, I'm out on that. That was one of my three for for him for C. Mm. One of my top three. I think I know it was one now. It was it was my number one when we first saw it. Uh, out of everything we'd seen at that point, I had I actually had it right. at my number one spot. But eventually, you know, shit happens. Oh, I'm out. For, I'm out for. <laughs> the well, I got medium. two left for you, one left for B, and two left for Watson. But I think I know yours now, see, because of something that happened earlier. That's not on the list. But whatever. I got I got one left. For, two left for Watson. I just lost the medium. I got one left for C oh. and three three left for Dave. But I don't think I'm gonna get oh. any right, to be honest. Yeah, I mean. My number nine has also been talked about coming home in the dark. Wow. Mm. I mean, what a just an absolute whew, brutal tough ride, for lack of a better word. Gut and punch. uh yeah, a real a real gut punch, very, very deep film, really makes you think about the the main theme and the main question at at, uh, at task here is, you know, is it just as bad to turn a blind eye to evil acts happening as it is to be the one performing those evil acts. And, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the end, I don't know, like, I feel bad for everyone in this film, even though yeah. it, these two, yeah. two drifters who, you know, cause all this chaos are just so evil, but you kind of, you still feel bad for everyone. Cause everyone's just a victim here. And everyone's also a perpetrator. So there's, there's no, there's no win at the end of this. There's no sort of happy ending here. Yeah, I hope I go my whole life without meeting somebody like Mandrake. Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, Yeah. or anyone named Mandrake. (laughs) 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 But, uh, yeah, eight and a half out of ten, coming home in the dark, man. Wow. I watched this one twice, and I think I can skip it now for a little while. Watch some happier stuff. (laughs) But eight and a half. Eight and a half. I wonder if the rest of your list is going to be happy. Because there was a movie I was strongly considering for you that I think you'll love it, but because of it being, ah, it's not happy. Anyway, we'll get there. Okay, my number nine, we talked about in episode 143. It's come up tonight, and me and C have done it again. Twinsies, Benny loves you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <wow>. Yes. Gotta <laughs> love good old Benny. Gotta <laughs> love Benny. I gotta say one thing. Funniest fucking sequence of the entire year is the thing that dog and the, the girl you bitch get off her you bitch and then i cannot fucking yeah. every time i see it oh it is so so good what a great movie how much fun and on top of it it fucking hits you in the field it hit me in the it field it really does yeah, yeah dude in the end, for even, this so, even little, some of the even some of the unintentional know? comedy, like the fact that Benny ordered the Amy doll and had it shipped to Dawn, or the the ex girlfriend who was who just died of hunger and starvation from just yes. in the attic, yes. like it's just like it's hilarious, <laughs> like it's so stupid but so hilarious and on point. <laughs> and the choice to make Benny move the way he does, yes, yes, like, so it, great. It, it look, like looks like he's like if you just see his legs, like someone's just going this like this with his yeah. head. <laughs> Every time. I remember you said that in your review, see, yeah. and I was—I remember thinking, "What are these guys talking about?" And then when I watched it, it just—it made sense. I was like, "Yes, but, much love." But then they put like, and I realized jumps... watching it this sorry. time. Sorry, sorry, Pete. Oh, I—I—I froze. I could see it on the video. I froze and I started. I interrupted you, so I apologize. Go ahead, dude. It's no, cool. no. I was no, just co- continuing with the movement factor of some of the sort of superhero dive things and flips and and, <laughs> and, 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 w- and whatnot that they get out of it or when he does the matrixy thing with the fire and, <laughs> and it's just so funny. <laughs> Sorry. It's Nick. so great. And 
no, no, I I didn't realize it until this last time that I didn't give it. it it's better on a technical level than I initially gave it credit for. <laughs> and it took me the second or third watch to. I was like, wow, this actually is pretty well made. The things they're doing here and shot and everything else, and and on top of it, like like B said earlier, one guy doing all this stuff, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the way he walks and everything. I'm every time he fucking walks, I'm, just, I'm laughing. I love it. it but, but the horror is still horror. When yeah. shit goes on, when people get killed, shit gets real. That's what I want to see. Anyway, we've talked probably more than any other podcast this year about this movie. Yeah. Every so, time, every time he throws a knife, I like he goes. Yeah. Everything in this movie is just like it's perfect. It really is. There's even a cat kill, and it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's great. It's, it's just done the right way. Anyway, eight and a half out of ten. Benny nice. loves you. Awesome. Oh, nice. Eight and a half, man. Yep. Sweet. All right, I'm coming in with my number eight, and I know Dave didn't care for this one. He didn't even finish it. Uh, but it is a politically charged supernatural film from Taiwan called Detention, and this is sure to be you know one of the lesser seen horror movies of the year. Uh, but I, I've said it when I did my top 10 on Horror Movie Weekly, but this movie has won and has been nominated for a, a shit ton of prestigious Asian film awards, notably the Golden Horse Awards, which is basically the <laughs> Oscars. <laughs> oh, Why is, so um... long in the face? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let, let, me, let me get back. Okay. I, I had this friend whose mother was a fucking weirdo, and she would come to me, and I told her the horse joke about why the long face. She laughed at the joke and asked me to tell it to her again. So I did, and she lost it up. So weeks later, I come back, and she's like, she she goes, hey, I want to tell you the joke uh, that you told me about the horse. And I'm just like, you want to read? Okay. Tell me the joke I told you? Okay, go ahead. And here's how she told it. So a horse goes into a tavern, and then... He uh, he sits down and then no oh god I don't remember it and then she stormed. <laughs> so anyway, whoa, that's, funny. that's funnier than the joke. <laughs> it was. I was dying. My friend was embarrassed that his mom would think it's good. Anyway, you should have so, yelled, "Hey, what's the punchline?" That was so good. So anyways, yeah. Anyways, the detention here has won you know the Golden Horse Awards and been nominated for and it's the Oscars of Chinese language cinema, which is funny because this movie's banned in China for its political views. But anyways. This is a story that uses just a, a beautiful supernatural horror imagery to have a conversation about political oppression. And the whole reason that's pertinent here is because this movie takes place during a, in the 60s, but during a four-year decade span, or a four-year four decade, a four-decade span in Taiwan from the late 40s to the early, the late 80s, where Taiwan's authoritarian government was ruling the people with an iron fist that in real life led to the deaths of 100, like over 140,000 people. And that's what the story is highlighting by having us follow characters who are in a secret book club that could get them killed for learning things and taking in ideas that the government doesn't want you to have access to. And I'm a pretty anti-establishment per type myself. So these sorts of, I'm not, I'm not the govern me harder daddy type. So these sorts of stories always resonate with me. And historically speaking, govern the biggest harder, societal daddy. horrors in our human history have come from a government that can't help but overreach, and I, I always feel that. And so, um, you know, I know this doesn't sound very horror, but if, if it, but it is our two our two leads. It's very Silent Hill esque. You know, our two leads are stuck in an otherworldly version of their school after hours. They can't escape, and the ghosts of the past, as well as a number of beastly freaks, 
wander the property of this academy and they've got to interpret what's going on to make sense of their political situation. So anyways, it's it, part love story, part political allegory. Sur- it's all survival horror. And I, 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 I want to sell this movie and I've talked about it on two shows already, but there was a chase scene where a giant monster is running after our two main protagonists through an open field and down the school halls. Man, I had the volume up my stereo, and I gotta say, even though the guy was a little wonky, it wasn't that bad. And I, I thought it was a terrifying scene. So, anyways, yeah, that, that's uh, that's what I got. So that's at number eight, uh, detention, uh, number eight, eight point five. Sorry, nice. where did you see? Or do you remember where you saw it on? Or did you I say? rented it on YouTube, I oh. believe. It's streaming everywhere now. There was a period of time where it was technically out, and or you could pull some tricks, trickery with a VPN. Took it was a while. Yeah. yeah, it took a while. I think you could only get it on physical for a bit. And there was even a time where I tried to rent it, and it took me to 2011's detention, which I also love. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, and so, yeah, there, you, it's streaming everywhere now. I think I paid, like, $3 on YouTube to watch it. So Nice. Yeah. I waited for, like, two years to see it. And 45 minutes into it, I was so fucking bored and couldn't understand that I, I actually turned it off. And I don't do I that, but yet. it just happened. I was It, I, it yeah, did not, not like grip it. me at all. Yeah. I, I wish it did. I wanted it to. Because, again, I waited for it. So I was like... I skipped it because Dave said he didn't like it. Oh, see, like, this I, was a surprise to me. But Dave, both you and, uh, you know, my uh, Jay, my you know, my co-host over on Horror Movie Weekly, Jay the Dead, both uh, knew about hype for this movie. Man, I just stumbled upon it on accident. So wow, right <laughs> went in blind, man. Yeah. Dude, the same thing happened with me and Seder, too. I gave Seder about 45 minutes. And was I this a Passover Seder? What was going on? And <laughs> I, I wasn't a fan of Seder, either. Seder just bored me. Uh, yeah, same but, thing happened. Well, yeah. Same for my first time. I liked it. And then the second view was just uh, re- super rewarding for me, you know. Damn. So, yep. Seder, for me, cool. was like taking propofol. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I I slipped into a coma watching Seder. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll give it a second watch because you you mentioned it. But man, I'm with you. I, it bored the hell out of me. Unfortunately, but yeah, because it was on your list, it's almost like oh, maybe I'll give it a. And it's accessible know, because right? it's on Shutter. And right? it's a big yeah. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> My number See? eight is on Netflix, so it's easily accessible for all you out there. It's a classic horror story. Uh, another film that I think is from Poland. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, but they're they're, ch- they're they're just cranking them out. Looks fucking amazing. It's got the girl that's in Revenge. Uh, the cast is really yeah. good. I kind of like the setup. It kind of starts traditional, kind of slashery, but then takes a little bit of a detour. And, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And, well, because it shifts like go. It shifts gears like three times. I think yeah. in, in in the way it's presented it, but. I had a lot of fun with it, and it, once again, you, there's some gory surprises, and I think the movie does have something to say, um, whether it be about just um, the state of, of cinema or or the consumption of entertainment and influencers and, and, and everything else. I think there is something there to kind mm-hmm. of take it to another level uh, rather than just being like just pure entertainment, but it works on the pure entertainment level as well. So I thoroughly recommend it. It was a big surprise to me. Shout out to Jason Smith for recommending it. This and another one that's going to show up on my list because I love them both. And they ended up uh, making my top 10. See, did you ever say the name of it? Oh, a classic horror story. 
Yeah, I knew what you were talking about. It was for the for for the stupid ass listeners. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I love you guys. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please I, weigh yeah. in if you want them back next year. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they already don't want me back anyway. I'm so I love you. I love I you. I, really I don't think do. they want you to do your top seven anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're, no, they're they're fed up. It's fine. Well, the polls coming in. He's gonna in, get actually. booted anyway, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Psycho Gorman's gonna be his number one. He's gonna get booted anyway, so yeah. it's okay. You are. Sorry. You're gonna get booted. He's gonna be the no, main host. No, I changed host. it. I said, oh. No, I changed it. I said, I go, no, fuck that. If if anybody here does it, I'm booting them off. I said, okay. I'm, I'm the booting. I said, I'm not quitting. <laughs> I didn't hear that part. <laughs> yeah, I switched it. All right, now oh, we're no. now we're really into. Man, this is this was tough. These eight films, honestly, even though there are going to be some changes in in ratings, I could honestly, I, I could honestly give all these films the same score and interchange them. But at number eight is also the winner for best score slash soundtrack, and it's Come True. Wow! Mm. Wow! Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Come True. Uh, about Sarah, a runaway girl who's played brilliantly by Julia Sarah Stone, also gives a great performance. Didn't win Best Actress, but also did a great job, who basically joins a sleep study, and they dive deep into the images of her dreams and the other people in her dreams, and they discover these shadow figures, and it's really, really creepy and, and really well-crafted, well and there's a lot It's told part based on Carl Jung's four archetypes, the persona, which is the outer face, the anima animus, which is the opposing image of the biological sex, the shadow, which is our animal side, and the self, which is the true inner self. And it's basically an exploration of, you know, Sarah's deepest fears and, and you know, and and discovering her, her true self and what's going on. And it's really just well done and well crafted. And uh, I had a lot of fun with this. This is one you could really deep dive in, deep dive on. But uh, another great example of uh, horror sci-fi from this year. I give it an eight and a half out of ten. Nice, wow, I rewatched nice, it last nice. night. It was my number nice. twenty-one, and then I switched it with Candyman. And again, like it was, it was between Censor, this, and Candyman for twenty-one. It's, mm. I, it's a great movie. I'm not. I know what they're trying to go for. I just don't know if they gave you enough to kind of piece it together with yeah, that last no, revelation I, into the phone. Yeah, and, I, I get, I get uh, that. But the the whole idea that things within within this world she's in sort of fall apart once her phone is stolen, and sort of the images and how she's connected to the Riff character with the scene where they're they're dressed up wearing glasses and they're wearing fangs, which looks yeah. like they're at like a Halloween party, really ties into like there's yeah. a, a a connection, like, like a happy a, time or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like that, everybody, I, like everybody in here is a reflection of somebody. Yeah. That, that she knows so it's like really it it had a more powerful effect i mean the second time first time think, director i believe don't quote me on that but uh you right definitely Anthony interested in checking out uh there, there's yeah, there's first, definite interest there like it, there's good stuff in that for sure it, i enjoyed it i just it, it, it was direct, like yeah, second thing second thing okay yeah, you did number, our house in 2018 but this in, is in my number eight Mm-hmm. Our house. It it was a it, it was not a very <laughs> yes. fine house, but he did it. <laughs> I thought people were gonna fucking hate this movie because of the ending reveal. You, I warned, you warned me about it that that, that yep. you might not like it because of the ending. But Same. I feel like it's sort me. of my type of ending. Yep. It's very similar to one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It, it's okay. it's honestly very similar. 
I'm oh, used to God. hearing people complain when I when I talk to people or, or see them. Well, not online anymore, but when I was online or when I listen to podcasts or talk to people, I always hear people with gripes, and that's the type of gripe I always hear from people. And it's usually in movies that I like, and everyone else doesn't like it. I always hear, "Oh yeah, fuck that! That's a cop out ending." So I was expecting everybody to hate because I've heard it so many times on similar endings. Same thing with well, we'll get to that movie later. Well, okay, no, so I'll say you now. Same thing with. No, I won't. Forget it. <laughs> um, I'll wait. Because I have a feeling it's going to come up. What a score, I, I, right? What music? That The whole soundtrack. It's I got to watch it again. I only saw it one time. Same. I, yeah, very. I put a seven, and I haven't revisited it since. I did enjoy it. I didn't, you know, seven uh -oh. wrong. Seven, uh-oh. I guess I got to cross that off. It's one of the years I thought maybe you were really high on it. Ah, interesting. I have no okay. idea what you guys like anymore. Well, here's something I'm really high on. Number eight. Um. This is my favorite of the trilogy, and yeah, all three appeared because I fucking loved this fucking trilogy. Fear Street, 1978. Um, I, this one, to me, I had, had the least to complain about. Uh, it comes in the highest. Again, none of them are perfect, but mm. I really enjoyed the dynamic in this one of the, the two sisters, and I think we... There's a lot more heartfelt stuff in this one than the other ones. Uh, you get more into the the history of the 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 shady side and the sunny vale and and what's going on and and then you get the relationship between the girl and the guy who goes to the other school and what's going on there and how it ends up is actually kind of tragic and everything. but and the other the other relationship with the two girls, the other sister with the girl that she used to be friends with and why she left that group and she was trying to improve her life and do everything. Per there's a, I think there's a lot more going on in this one, um, maybe because it's in the middle, but it just seems like it's the most important uh, of this franchise here. And, of course, it also takes it back to summer camp, and it's a slasher, so, I mean, <laughs> that, that's going to speak to me. You know, you have Friday the 13th references in there, and, you know, he got a sackhead mask. I didn't like the sackhead mask going into it because they, they hinted at it in the in the first one. I was like, ah, that looks a little bit too rubbery or something. And I didn't like the look of it exactly. And I'm glad that he didn't have it on until, like, sacks. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like a rubbery sack. <laughs> <laughs> Until the third act when it comes on him and the way it sticks to him is okay. But I mean, I was a that too. I was a little disappointed that uh, every kill was used. Not every kill, but a lot of the kills were used with the same instrument. I wish he would have done an array of tools. But it's it's a minuscule complaint. We had kills. It, it was slasher stuff. We got a lot of information. Two big awards, and I'll get the fuck out of here. Oh, there's a great switch at the end. I thought. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it went a different way. There's good beheadings, um, you know, good kills. A broken bone looked really good. Probably the best gore was in this. A broken show. bone looked very I like that. That's in your notes. A broken bone looked very good. That it did. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, was it was a wishbone or a, uh, a Pope's rose? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sorry, I got a little delirious. <laughs> I was I about to, to take a drink of water. That would have would have been disastrous <laughs> for my computer. I'm not used to recording at night anymore. <laughs> yeah. I've already okay. Had three micro naps. Well, if you guys didn't keep interfucking me every time <laughs> I do, I we'd be out of here an hour sooner. Anyway, 
No one does it when anyone else is talking about me. Anyway, director of the year, I'm giving it to fucking Lee Janet because it's three great movies. I loved them all. I think there may have been two movies that were made better. One of them I said was Malignant, and there's another one I'm going to talk about later, which may, but she did three movies, and they were fucking all great to me and good dynamic, even with the music and the decisions they made. They had the Sweet Jane in this one. Then they had the other version in the other one. There was all kinds of good Bowie stuff happening in this one. Obviously, somebody's a big Bowie fan because the song, in the beginning was was the Bowie song. The dog was named fucking, um, oh, what the hell was the dog's name? It was a Bowie song. The girl's name was Ziggy. It was all kinds of Bowie fucking shit going on. It was pretty cool. So I give the nice. little week. Sorry? What? What? Don't interrupt Dave. Come on, man. Oh, I just said, oh, nice. I didn't catch the Bowie stuff. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, tons of it, man. It was nuts. And, you want to no, get yelled at again? Shut your mouth, man. Everything <laughs> died. And, um... I'll give it the biggest surprise because uh, when I saw this first come out, I didn't think it was going to be something I was going to be into, and I love them. So, okay, eight and a half. I'm surprised too, Dave. My God, I you liked them. I I'm surprised. Like all like, that's great. I liked them too. I liked all three. I I mean, I didn't even know how to differentiate them. Like I said, they're all the same scores, and I bunched them together in my list. But fuck, a lot of people put them as one movie. Yeah, what? I was seeing that too. Yeah. What movie? I, I they can't. Just like, they were like number eight on my list, the Fear Street trilogy. Like, yeah, oh, Dave okay. did it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to break. I mean, I can I can understand that, but you did it right, Dave. No question. I'm not Thanks. just saying that because I got yelled at. The uh... <laughs> Jeez, my rib hurts. Hey, I'm not in a hurry. I'll stay until fucking three a.m. You guys are the ones that fucking cry and bitch when you fucking. It was Christian <laughs> crying. I'm happy to. Dude, I can go all night. Poor popcorn. And I won't care because I won't complain about having to get off at fucking 3 a.m. But you guys, that's the difference. <laughs> Play around what you want, but don't cry later like you're tired. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Christian, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Christian, fuck you. Yeah, Christian, fuck you. I just thought I'd jump on the Christian fuck you train. Oh, I'd, all right. Uh, no, no, I'll, I'll, let me just uh, I'll go to number seven here. Uh, number seven, I've got... Once again, we're keeping it fun, man. Uh, I've got the Nicolas Cage vehicle, Willy's Wonderland. Um, love, him, love him or hate him, man. We're in the middle of a Nick Cage renaissance, and there's nothing that can be done about it. Uh, Mandy is by far my favorite of these movies of this current Cage era, but this one comes in second place for me. Uh, he, Nick Cage is just this strong, silent hero type who just it beats the ever-living hell out of possessed animatronics in a broken-down Chuck E. Cheese-type establishment where he finds himself trapped, and that's it. That's that's the movie, and nothing... Again, I've said this at, you know, we're ad nauseum here. There's nothing lofty, I can say here. No high art present. It's just a movie where Nick Cage is badass for 90 minutes. He cleans, he fights, he drinks soda, he plays pinball. I, I don't know what else to say. It's just, <laughs> it's a quirky, violent ride, and some of the most fun I've had sitting down watching a movie all year. And so, yeah, Willy's Wonderland at number seven. Rating? I have a few. Oh, yeah, 8.5. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. It was a fun film. It was fun. Mine, mine is, uh, my number seven is The Columnist. Another nice. female serial killer one. Uh, and you know what? I I really dug this one. Now, maybe the message is shoved down the throat a little bit, but I'm okay with it because it's a message I love, which is fuck you critics. <laughs> Pretty much. Everybody's got a voice nowadays and you know, you got to be careful what you say because the person at the other end has fucking feelings. And I mean, we should heed our own probably 
I should be I should be speaking because I've done this myself. But I try to be better. At least I know it about myself. But I'm also not hiding behind a computer writing reviews, you know, about someone. I love the fact that that's what this is about. And she goes and exacts revenge, and I love that. And it's gory and it's fun. Yeah. I mean, are we supposed to side with her though? Absolutely. I think so. Really? I did. I did too. I absolutely I, I, love her. I don't know what this movie is actually trying to say. I feel like this movie doesn't know what it wants to say. I interesting. I, I have an interpretation of it that wouldn't probably actually of all the things we've said tonight would probably get me canceled the the fastest. But uh, I I I don't know. I did enjoy it uh, on a on a the level of it being a, a horror movie. I had a lot of fun with it. But when it came to the messaging, which this movie wants to jam down your throat, there were a couple times where I'm like, wait. It is saying this, and then we're having a visual of this. So what is it really trying to say about free speech? And what is it really trying to say about our protagonist? And okay, how she I, is and what I she's can doing. see what you're saying. Like, you mean, you're, you're saying the message is, is mixed or, or I guess, uh, works against, contradicts itself because yeah. of the fact of what she's actually doing in said yes. film. I, I so you, you're right. You want to do what she's doing. Like yeah. Sometimes we do. I've got, you know, but then... Yeah. And then you, but then if you do that, you no longer get to say shit about anything about free speech. You don't. Then you become the monsters you hate. And it's like, wait a second. So is that what the movie is trying to say? If so, brilliant. Uh, but yeah. and you know, yeah. but I don't know if the movie's saying that. I this movie confused me thematically. Uh, I enjoyed it, uh, but I uh, just I think I just took it differently. I didn't know how to. Yeah. I, no, I'm glad to see this on the list. I had fun with it. I'm not trying to hate here. No, it's no, sound, no, I'm framing no, this no, negatively, hey, but we, yeah, I just. Yeah. I, I, that's what we do. This is what this is what it should be about, mm -hmm. and we, this is why the lists are going to be so vast. And you've got Willie's Wonderland. Totally disagree with you, but we're glad you brought it up. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with cool. it. Well, hey, right on. I do like I, I do like the fact that when she walks in at the end, uh, the the looks, the reactions of people, because some people look horrified as if they realize something something weird has happened and other people are like oh this is just part of the show and yeah, i, it's I a just publicity yeah a publicity stunt she walks up and yeah, so that, that i like cool. it i'm not saying it doesn't mix the messaging uh because i i i, I could totally see uh that aspect as well but uh i i do think there's enough there and it, and it, it and it's a lot of fun on top of it uh with a lot of gory surprises is this the one now i'm getting so confused because i've watched so many fucking movies is this the one with the fingers stuffed yes. in, in? Okay, in the, fro yeah, in the frozen. Yeah. The Dutch, the Dutch yeah. film with the girl from Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I'm, like, oh, I, I love her. I, I okay. Katja Ebers or however you say her name, but she's she's so beautiful. But her, but I do think like they, they do try to make, put that other aspect in with the daughter, thinking it's the boyfriend. Yeah, and, and whatever as well. Again, there's there's enough there's enough here, but yes, the messaging could be could be uh, problematic for some. But I think it's also a breaking point for her because she's sort of, you know, saying, like, it's okay to disagree, but can't we be nice about it? And she almost just breaks at the point when these sort of comments just are like, you know, somebody needs to rape her or, you know, kill her family, you know? And it's just like, yeah. you get it. But, yeah, I, I, I see what Watson's saying, but, yeah. Cool. That's so, what I took from it. That that one line in the beginning that you just said, B, when she yeah, was on right? the show, she says, why can't we have different opinions and be nice about it? Yeah. That's what I got out of it. I loved that she said that because that's really that's that's how it should be. But like, she I, didn't follow her own advice. Of course not. They because they weren't being nice it. about it. Because yeah. because nobody can be nice about it. Because it's yeah. never so. So you grow thick skin so, and you don't murder people. 
<laughs> and well, then you follow your people. doctrine uh, consistently. That's what you do. Somebody says some terrible thing. I've had death threats. And what you do is you go, huh? And you is that get why over you it. You canceled Hard Corridor? <laughs> yes. I, well, no, I, yeah. <laughs> the death threats are for that lady that couldn't get out of that goddamn group. She's still yeah, there. Like, yeah, you Mickey Bob is going to kill Dave and me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that in this case of this movie, it's if you can't beat them, join them is basically okay. what happens. She decides well, this is the this is an uphill battle, and I just don't have it in me. Fuck it. I'm going to stoop you know, to their level. D- Dave, That's I it. like that, and I'll tell you where, where the, the, the movie's reinforced by this is where uh, we she's committing a murder, and at the same time we get an – of us, she's talking about the value of free speech, uh, despite there are the, the fact that there are places in the world where going against there, like the the detention movie, will get you killed. There are places like that, and yeah. yet she is being that authoritarian force that is going against free speech and being everything she's hating. And I was like, is this movie brilliant? And Maybe. I don't know. I think yeah, I need to watch it again to see what was happening and then are we monsters for liking her because she's super likable and i'm like whoa i don't know what to think here uh so yeah i don't know i'm yeah cool well, movie i'm so glad that it was on this list yeah i rated it like i think a seven or something so yeah and I, i'm an eight just in case i didn't say cool and yeah, i gave it an eight too just missed my list but nice good call all right my number seven has been brought up by dave uh True crime documentary with awesome horror elements, Howard's Mill. Man, I knew it. Nice. Yeah, wow. yeah. This is. <laughs> I mean, I, I, everything Dave said is enough. You don't really want to deep dive into this. Just if you're a found footage fan, watch this. Watch Horror in the High Desert. Just so well done. The performances are great. Uh, you can't really find much on the internet about this film. I, I tried love to, it. I tried to do some deep diving. I wanted to. I wanted to know more. I wanted to hear people's thoughts. And the only thing I found is is Howard's Mill real. I'm like, I love that. It adds to the mystique. It's all. It does. It does. But I like. I still want more. I want a physical copy of this. It's such a good film. Uh, but yeah, the you know where it starts out, you know, with a basic, you know, true crime, you know, who's responsible for his disappearance and where it ultimately ends up is such a crazy supernatural ride. But it's awesome and so well developed and well explained and just highly recommended. I give this one an eight eight and a half. Oh, yeah. Nice, man. Nice. That's number seven. Okay. Number seven. Yes. Uh, We discussed this thoroughly, thoroughly on episode 159. And it's called Halloween Kills. (laughs) Uh, Basically, what else can I say? I'll I'll, I'll say a quick sentence, I guess. I uh, honestly, I think. The problems that most people have with it are the exact reasons I like it. Usually the things they're saying that that are negatives for them just for whatever reason happen to be positives for me. This is more like a Friday the 13th movie than a Halloween with the kills. The way, And that's fine with me because I love Friday the 13th. I like the way it happens. I think that the mob is actually... Instead of being, I thought it was going to be easy, where the mob was going to hunt him down and kill him, it actually ended up working to his benefit. And he he was able to go out and do his stuff. And I really enjoyed it. I thought everything, all the wrongs they got in Halloween 2018, I think they righted with this one. And this, to me, is the kind of slasher I want to see. Um, it's I think it's going to stand the, the test of time. I, I really fucking enjoy the hell out of Halloween Kills, one of the best slashers I've seen. In a very long time, um, I'm gonna give best score to uh, 
John and Cody Carpenter and company, whoever they are now. Um, I think, honestly, I think Halloween 2018 is a little bit better of a soundtrack, but I think this one's experimental. Sometimes it fails. Most of the time, it it succeeds. But uh, I think it's pretty cool. It's eight and a half for me. Halloween kills. Nice. Oh, yeah. Dave, I'm right there with you with everything you said. This was a movie that, you know, I have some things wrong with it narratively. But it's, you know, we, we had the conversation in the last episode of Watsy about, you know, how come, you know, what is it about when you complain, you know, you have a complaint about a movie that you love and so you kind of overlook it versus a movie you don't you know, like and you have that same complaint yet you'll hone in on it. And yeah. I, I don't, I can't remember all that we said. I, I have edited, Dave, that episode's coming out very soon. But <laughs> I, I, I uh, just realized, I hope I said this on the show, I don't think I did, is that when the the experience, the net positivity of the experience is bigger. Uh, the higher that is, the less the negative has any hold. And so for me, that you know, that's it was that simple. It's just like, but if I'm having, if the positivity is lower, then that very same level of negativity gets in the mix and dilutes things more. And so that's just, I wish I'd said that on the damn show. And then, you know, we, right? we could have had the shortest uh, <laughs> segment, uh, deep dive segment ever. Like, there it is. So that's, anyways, uh, let's go on to act three. But yeah, I'm with you, bud. Heck yeah. Right on. So cool. Um, Evil irons tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Honestly, I think that was put in there as an Easter egg joke (laughs) that now people are honing in on and saying, who brings an iron? But I think that was the whole fucking point. Yeah. They they, they panned by it. That doesn't bother. No, no, I know. But it's just some woman coming outside her house. I think exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Talking about the important thing, the kid with the hockey stick, which is a throwback to fucking H2O, which nobody brought up but me. Nice. That was yeah. a cool fucking thing. It's that kid in the beginning of H2O that gets killed. It's a fucking a, a nod to that. Jordan Levitt, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Well, uh, at number six for me, I've got another one of the bigger films of the year. Uh, Edgar writes uh, Last Night in Soho. Nice. I texted Dave about a week or so asking him, I was like, Dave, do you consider this horror? I was hoping you did, and you, you, you said what I'd hoped you'd say, that you did. Um, and look, I mean, as much as some people do debate it, this movie gets there in the end and it it does so quite well. Like the, the gorgeous 1960s nostalgia set pieces were oh so good looking and impressive. The visuals here, Edgar Wright, you know, knocks it out of the park again. The movie is part drama, part fantasy, part supernatural murder mystery. And there's some scenes of gore. There are some scenes of gore in the third act that can only happen in a horror movie. So lots lots of gore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, right. Once exactly. Hits, Tons yeah. of it. <laughs> the body count is like, yo. They should, um, they should call him Ed Gore, right? <laughs> Ed Gore, right? I like, I like that. I like that. Uh, but yeah, it's the performances, though, that shine here. Like Anya Taylor Joy, we, we all love her, um, you know, but, and with good reason. She, she's amazing. But I'll tell you what, it was Thomas and McKenzie who stole the show for me. I was uh, on the phone and <laughs> Brandon's going to be like, oh, why are you talking to this guy? I was on the phone with Eric Webster last week and uh, we were talking about pickles. No, we were t- <laughs> it's just one pickle. Uh, no, but we were talking on the phone for a little while and just we were, I t- told him that I haven't seen this level of pure and unadulterated adorableness since Sarah Paxton in The Innkeepers 2011. And that's a high ass bar. Um, she, Thomas and McKenzie was, was so just I, I charismatic and captivating. Loved her. Um, you know, I didn't even want to see this movie. I sort of just forced it. Uh, and I was glad I did because this movie has made it this high. Nine out of ten uh, last night in Soho. Wow. Awesome. Nice. Man. Awesome. So you're, Very pra- cool. you're praising her. She doesn't get an award, though. She almost did. She She's almost. second. She's uh, second. 
Second yeah, eight. Yeah, I think I agree. Uh, my number six <laughs> is Halloween Kills. Uh, second, ah. I I liked this movie when I saw it in the theater. I liked it a lot. Dave and I liked it. Brandon didn't. It's no big secret on this show. Second watch, I liked it even more. Every, you yeah. know why? <laughs> Anticipation was gone. Uh, the 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 worry yep. of am I going to like what I'm going to see? Gone. I just mm. enjoyed it for what it was. I didn't have there there is so the level of cringe inducing dialogue was let's say a little higher the first time, but I was forgiving of it. The second time I'm like, it was much lower. I'm not saying it was gone. It's still there, but it didn't yeah. bother me nearly as much. The chase in the hospital, everybody goes, Oh, it goes on for so long. It does not go on that long at all. And it's a very small portion of the film. I love that this movie has a beautiful color palette that I can't wait till I get my 4k that my wife ordered me that I thought was coming for Christmas but it actually doesn't get released till next week. So it, right. it will be the extended, with, extended. with and everything. Yep. And I, it's oh. coming. I've got it. It's, I just can't wait to, to watch that version. Cut. Evil dies later on tonight. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> uh, honestly, everything that is arguable, Dave has already mentioned when we spoke about on the show where he gets the idea evil dies tonight from the, the coin thing. Uh, there's lots of little in jokes, uh, Easter eggs. Like again, we were just talked about the hockey stick one. Uh, the hospital, when people talk about that's not Michael Myers, it's said right from the get-go, that's not him. That's not him. Right out of the gate while they're chasing that little guy as he's running up the stairs. But people are just so frantic that they go after right. him. But it's said right out, uh, right away. I'm not yep. saying it's perfect by any means, but no. man, did I enjoy it even more so the second time. Uh, and I, I'm eight and a half out of ten. And I only went on long there because I just wanted to reiterate that uh, – I think Dave really backed it up when we spoke about it on the show because I never really had much of a problem with it. But I agree, Dave, with everything you said. I just the first time it was in the theater and I was you're just trying to absorb everything at first. And I, and I was right. hyped up. And I think just the second time I was able to enjoy it. Just sit back. And, and just I say, saw it. Right. I saw it twice before we did the show. too. Yeah. So and you know that in, in, in the uh, extended cut, um, they show the names on the screen of the escaped people. Anyway, it, it it gives more credence to why people could think that that was Michael because of the okay. picture on the screen. And this is the part that I love the most because I, I didn't like the way Lonnie had that situation that night while Michael's walking down the street yes. and he cowers and all of a sudden. Yeah. And so because of that, they say he had an encounter with Michael as well and survived. Well, check it out. There is another scene that happened earlier in the night with him, with Lonnie and Michael. It should extend so now it makes more sense well, okay is it, is it a reenactment is it a reenactment of the hey, Lonnie, get your ass away i'm not kidding is that i don't think so oh because i don't you... know exactly what it is jason yeah. lloyd saw and he, that's what he told me he goes there's another scene oh, nice. that with lonnie and michael i said oh now it makes sense now it makes cool. it even more sense i'm fine with that and okay. i like the actor they got for lonnie uh, as an adult like i i liked him me too i'm fine i'm fine yeah. with everybody lonnie dies tonight <laughs> <laughs> I like the. I actually like the guy who played Lonnie too. So I agree. All right, what are we at? Six. 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 I'm, my number six is another Netflix film. Netflix killed this year. It's a Norwegian-Swedish mashup, and it's called The Trip. Oh, I didn't oh, yeah. see this one either. What the fuck? You didn't see. Yeah, with Numi Rapaz and uh, I forgot the act. I forgot the actor's name. He looks like a like a Norwegian Bill Burr to me. But it, <laughs> it, he does. He, I, I don't know why. That's what he looks like to me. But it's about totally. a story. Lars and Lisa, they're, they're a struggling director and actor in a struggling marriage that decides to head to his father's cabin for the weekend. 
and they both have separate plans of killing each other. And those plans get foiled not only by each other, but by also three escaped convicts who are hiding out in that cabin, who just recently escaped. One's a murderer, one's a rapist, and one's a Nazi. And you get the story from each of their point of views, how it ultimately leads to all five of them being in the cabin. You get Lars's POV and the story set up. You get uh, Lisa's POV story set up, and you get the three convicts, and it's just comedic, action-packed. And man, the second half of this film, once the violence kicks in, is an absolutely brutal, bloody mess. What the fuck? Mm. I, I, not what the fuck. I want to see it, but I'm pissed that I didn't see it. Now, I, I, I feel, I feel bad. I feel felt like I. I don't no, know. you, you guys probably did, but you, what happens is I skim the list. Sometimes mm. it gets sent, and I, I obviously miss this. This and horror. I didn't High see Desert. it either. Another horror comedy action hybrid. Maybe some might might be like this is more action comedy, but it's it's certainly bloody and graphic enough to it gets there. To, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And well. that that the final spin it takes after you know our our movie comes to its conclusion is <laughs> is hilarious and awesome, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just a joy. And I give uh, the trip an eight and a half out of ten. Number six. Awesome, man. Oh, that's no. great. I gotta see it now. Shit. <laughs> I think it was too many categories, so I skipped it because it was like four or five categories. I'm fucking. It, w- it was. When I see that, I tend to skip it. I'm like, well, uh, I don't know. Oh, Maybe like in the description of what, like it drama, action, comedy, action, horror. Action, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Action, yes. crime, comedy, horror. Same thing with Chronic, which was like horror, sci-fi, mystery. They had as long as it had horror in it, I kept it. The it's, only one that actually I never found horror in was All My Friends Are Dead. Found crime, oh. thr- crime, <laughs> drama, comedy, which is weird. Yeah, interesting. Okay, number six. Also, Last Night in Soho. Wow. So me and Watson hey, are twinning. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And I, I've won one gone for both of you. Of my, uh, ah. I didn't know, nice. man. I had oh, no clue. I, actually, yes, this is the first one gone for Dave for me. I think, oh, yeah, I had, yep, last night I was uh, one of my contenders for you. I only had it for Watson, not Dave. Sorry. Mm. I'm still not strong. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I haven't seen an Edgar Wright movie since Shaun of the Dead, so I don't know if this is par for the course for him. But like I said earlier about two directors that I think had the best made films of the year, I I said Malignant for for one, and I got to tell you, this guy in Last Night in Soho, this was fucking brilliant. The stuff they did, the mirror stuff, is just incredible. The way it looked, the soundtrack, the way everything played in, uh, just... There were so many cool tricks used in this movie. It was shot so well. The music blended perfectly. You felt for the characters. The mystery was good. Um, the, the little the reveal at the end is great. The, the little misdirection. The story itself. There really isn't anything to complain about. Maybe it was a little bit too predictable in, in some ways. Maybe there was a few questions I was looking at saying, well, why, just, why not give the cops the actual address <laughs> instead of just... I don't know. Either way, I but the the ghosts were great looking. I thought, um, and I I really fell for the lead character with uh, the whole thing with her mother and stuff. I, yeah. I thought it was it was deep stuff. I, I just and I fell for her when she first got there with the fish out of water. How how excited she was at first, and then the way things played out with other girls and what she go through and get the job and yeah. you know I like the reveal with Jack being who. You know all that stuff with, yeah. with that character. That's right. Just a just a really good movie. Um, 
yeah, there isn't a whole hell of a lot I could see. I, I I could say, but I will say this: you're doing yourself a disservice if you haven't seen it. It's it's one of the best made movies of the year, and it definitely is horror, especially in the third act when there's fucking ghosts chasing all over the place. And you know, maybe the reveal could be a little bit. That's what I'm saying. That's the only negative at all, and it's a very small negative. I mean, they're they're taking something that happened figuratively. And applying it to something that would this should be literally, but hmm. that's okay with you know who actually died and all that stuff. It's a little, you know, but it's cool. Everything else, I think it's a fucking fantastic movie. It's my hooks, first. She hooks you hmm? from that opening scene when she comes dancing and just yes, please lock me away. Yeah, she, yep. like uh, you're either, that's it. Like you're the I'm bored or you're not from that first moment, and I yep. was on board too. I totally yep. agree with you. Oh, it's awesome. It's my first 9 out of 10 for the night. Nice. Hell yeah. Oh, same with mine, I think. Yeah. yeah. We're, yep. we're in the same cool. boat, brother. Cool. Right. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Watson loves you. <laughs> that's that's oh, creepy. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, five. Bottom five. Num- number five. Ooh, All right, let's do it. Uh, at number five, I've got Blood Red Sky, which you can find on Netflix. Uh, we did an episode of this on Horror Movie Weekly, and I, I gosh, I barely even want to say what the movie's about because it was one that my co-host Susie over there on Horror Movie Weekly said, listen, don't even look at the thumbnail. Just hit play and just see how you feel. And I did that and I was, I didn't know what to expect. Okay, airplane and wait, now what? <laughs> like it was, yes, this was a, a great, uh, great surprise, but it was recommended to us by uh, Jay of the Dead's favorite film professor who said he felt this movie delivered the goods. And it, man, it does. The antagonists uh, in this movie are very scary and nuanced. The action is tense. The gore is plentiful. You, we, we get flashbacks here and there, and they're beautiful and insightful. Just, uh, you know, We learn about our characters via these trips back in time and how, why we're in this situation now, I guess we'll say. And I, I just really liked how it bounced around like this. And best of all, the third act was just so dark and mean-spirited. I was not expecting that. So uh, nine out of ten, Blood Red Sky at number five. Check it on Netflix. Fun I movie. Enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think I gave it a seven and a half, but that was, again, one of those films, unfortunately, just fell victim to watching it so early in the year mm-hmm. that when it came down to here, I was like, all right, I'm going to put all the eights on rewatches. And like, even though it was a seven and a half and it was right there, it was just like, I don't have time to rewatch 50 films or whatever. Right. But F- Fun movie, down- worst CGI of the year. And. That fucking plane in the sky. Watch that movie and tell me. (laughs) They might as well have just like, just held like a thing. And it would have been more realistic of a plane on a stick flying through like some fucking like cotton balls. I don't think I, I didn't notice that, but I guess I'm going to take it off of your possible number one here. (laughs) But the gore, the gore is great. The monsters are great. And again, I I, I know you didn't spoil anything. I'm going to spoil shit for you, but no, but I'm going to keep it brief. But the only other thing is it had a very star Wars esque, you know, like (laughs) I love, like I grew up with star Wars as did most of us or whatever. And, I never really thought of how quickly, you know, Luke, Han, Leia, they all meet up. Luke is into the Force. Like, day, minute one, he's he's <laughs> in with the Force and all about the Force. And or I'm going with it, I don't know how I drew this comparison, but that guy and oh. him taking care, wanting to take care of somebody at the end of the movie, I'm like, you've just spent eight hours with them. You're going to make this life choice of taking on somebody you don't know for the rest of your life? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to be cryptic. I'm I'm trying to be cryptic in the way I describe it so I don't fully spoil it, but I'm like, that was, I was like, 
Oh, I, they're they're really trying to put that extra happy moment. I think at the end end, unless I'm forgetting <laughs> yeah. something. I thought it, uh, that it was like one of those. Oh come on, that's a little hard to swallow. What is this film? Well, blood red dot. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under a blood that's red. It. But 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 Scat. again, I'm over I'm over analyzing a movie that is basically a monster mashup full of blood yeah, and fun. <laughs> yeah, so, right. No. Yeah, you are a thief of joy. A thief, I, 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 that's what my <laughs> wife has said for many a year. Uh, <laughs> I've ruined her life. My number five is a, a film that I really enjoyed when we reviewed it. It was really early in the year. We had some guest hosts on. It's Saint Maud. Uh, second watch of this film, it, it shot up even more so for me. I really enjoyed it. Brandon, you mentioned that this pretty almost put you in a coma the second time. I think no. that Oh. Yeah, oh, the second okay. time. Yeah, the second time I like I was think I was thinking to myself, what, what did I like about this the first time? I was so bored by it. Oh my god, I love I love the Really? I went the other way. I was like, I felt that this was faster paced than what I remembered. I thought the acting was even better. The relationship between the two. I I, I, I found I found the performance. I I, I almost gave her the performance of the year, but I I didn't. She's another close second. There's a lot of close seconds this year. (laughs) But man, that ending is, is horrifying from the uh, interaction she has with her patient to the end sequence. But again, it's about the build to get there. And man, oh man, is there some uh, fantastic imagery here. And it really gets under your skin. But it is, it's, it's, it is a little it, more it, leisurely it paced. It burns. Yeah, my, my buddy <laughs> Jay, Jay of the Dead had a very visceral reaction to this movie because he's a man of faith. And what this movie has to say about faith, and he even said, you know, the way it it takes that. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it because we'll just we'll have the jokes. It, it it peels back that chink in your armor, oh. and uh, you say that. Well, <laughs> my mom's Filipino, so I can say it. Uh, yeah, you can. It peels back nice. the chink in your armor, and uh, <laughs> and and uh, no, but it really does. It yeah. gets under there and starts to rot. And when you look at, you know, just yeah, and I was. There's a scene on a bed at the very end that even on my second viewing, my son didn't like this movie at all, and I it's nowhere on my list. Uh, but I was not looking forward to that scene. I was like, that was very chilling. Yeah. So horror movie, just mwah, good good stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, and the godgasms. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I uh, it went up for me. It actually went up nine out of ten. Nice, wow. hell yeah. Nice. That's at your number five? Number five, yeah. Number five, nine and ten. Wow. All right, my number five wins my best director, and I felt like I had to give it to him because, like I just mentioned before, we've talked about this film, he did everything on this film, and that's Benny Loves You. Yay! <laughs> oh, there's uh, another one, one. God. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, just horror comedy gold. You know me. Like, I know people just generally hate horror comedy, and I'm the one person that I, I love it. I can go a whole year watching nothing but horror comedy, and this is just a perfect blend Same. of both. Yeah, perfect blend. Um, I don't quite give it a perfect score; just not there yet. But it's a solid nine out of ten for me. Oh, cool! Awesome. Don't lose that childhood innocence. Yep. Yeah. yeah, man, absolutely. Okay, my number five is another movie that's um, at least half found footage. And I got to tell you, the ride this movie took me on, I almost didn't want to watch it a second time, but but I had to. 
just just to make sure it was on this list. But this is a movie. If you know me, you know why this movie speaks to me, and it's the Deep House. It's the fucking ride it took me on. Wow, man, dude. I know we talked about it briefly at one at one point, and I understand what Christian was saying. But to me, that's one of the things I love about it that that it's kind of a, a it's in a move it's a movie of originality, and and not just that it's it's creeping. It's not only are they fighting against you know they got to get back in time before they fucking drown before they run out of air, much like. 47 meters down which and, and i love the hell out of that movie but the creepy shit that's going on in this mm-hmm. fucking sunken house it's just so crazy i mean the story might not be the best deepest story but that's not what this movie is about this movie is about these influencers that come down and for once they're not annoying usually when you have youtube people and everything else in movies portrayed in horror movies and influencers of any type they're usually annoying these people are fucking fine. I mean, yeah, he wants to get his views and shit, but I, I think they're likable enough characters. They come down, you know, to that secret spot in France, and they're going to go, and the, 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 it's a sunken place. The guy takes him there, check it out. And I think where the story goes uh, and where it ends up is really cool. And, and like I said, there's some creepy shit. I don't even know how they film some of it. Some of the shots uh, of the stuff going underwater, there's such good fucking shots yeah. done in this movie on a technical level, and like 80% of this movie's filmed underwater, you know? And, but I mean, I, the idea of those corpses fucking slowly coming at you in the fucking water that way. Oh, dude, what yeah. creepy visuals. That I never cool. even, right. I just, it, this movie had me like on the edge the whole time. I'm like, well, eventually they're going to run out of air. And that's all. That's a thing with me. If you know me, uh, I'm like, man, what's going to happen with the air? What are they going to do? This and that. And and, and then what, then one discovery after another, then the two bodies that are hanging there and what happens. And then they come around and, oh, man. And then when it really gets crazy in the third act, and all of a sudden one character turns into a whole different way mm. and he it's possessed, mm. so to speak. And he's trying to say, OK, this is what we're going to do. And, and you got to stay here and don't worry about it. Man, it, I enjoyed it so much that towards the end of the movie, something is going on, and I'm watching it, and I'm saying, if it, and this, I don't usually say this, but I enjoyed the movie so much that at the time, I was like, you know what? If this person makes it here, I'm okay with that, that they escape it. Okay, I was actually pulling for someone to escape where I ordinarily don't in a situation like that. And I'm like, do it, do it, do it. And then I'm like, well, let's see what happens and let's see which way this goes. And it got to the point that no matter what, how it ended, I was going to be thrilled. And then it ended a certain way and (laughs) it was a Dave Z ending. And I was like, fucking (laughs) awesome. Bravo. I was sucked in. I cared about the characters and that's why uh, it impacted me the way it did. And again, I'm terrified about fucking drowning and going down there and having to get back on time. That's just a very scary thought to me. So I won't say anything else. I, I went on quite long enough, but I thought I'm, the Deep House was fucking I'm, great. I'm glad this is on a list because to, to take take two ideas that have been done a million times and combine them in what we've never seen before. It was so brilliant. Double threat in terms of being terrified of a haunted house with really good ghosts and being underwater with, you know, a limited supply of oxygen and the opening scene in the bathtub foreshadowing what's going to happen. Yes. She lies about the time. She lies about it. And it's like, and you're still, she lies. She's like, yeah, did you make three minutes? Yeah, I did. Like it was like a minute and 22 seconds, (laughs) (laughs) but man, super effective film. Just missed out on my list as well, but they had two good films this year. Candisha. I enjoyed as well. Yes. I I like it too. Yep. Definitely. 
But it's it's a nine out of ten. I fucking nice. oh. yeah. Sweet, nice. Dave. Awesome. Yeah. I'm happy to hear this one. I wasn't expecting that. Cool. It j- barely missed my list too, at like an eight or something. So nice. Um, yeah, number four for me. I've I'm coming in with a Quiet Place Part Two. Awesome. Wow. I nice. dude, I didn't. I enjoyed the hell uh, out of out of the world of these two movies. Like the the first film gave us you know a picture of the Abbott family's fight to maintain their home in a fallen world, and but here in the second film that you know. We're, we're coming right off the events of the first movie and we just we zoom out to look at you know the things in a larger perspective how other communities are faring and we get uh, Killian Murphy is it it's Killian Murphy right yeah yeah I think it uh, is yeah he yeah. steps in to come alongside our struggling family so that way they can see what lies beyond their normal boundaries and he's an amazing leading man as we already know and like the first movie was filled with some of the best tension I've seen in years and I got to say Krasinski does it again because here in the second film we get some of the best tension laden set pieces of the year. Like my son and I, you know, watched this at home because I blanked out when, you know, but when it was in theaters, but uh, even in our living room, man, we were dead quiet as the story played out and it was a success. I I can't wait to see where this goes. Brandon, I think you'd mentioned that there was talk of other projects related to this. So I can't see where, man, where where that goes. I'm, I'm pumped about it. So yeah, quiet place part two at number four. Awesome. Great pick. Nine out of 10. Uh, my number four is the night house. Hey, nice. Uh, shit. Yeah. I, I mean, Did I have I, this, no the, uh, we've spoken about it already. You guys had it f- way further down on the list than I was expecting to see it. I thought this was going to be a sure, surefire contender for all four of us to have in our top tens, to be honest. Mm. It's interesting that it's not, and that's fine. I just, again, another movie that kind of sets up, I think it's just playing with conventions that, or, or expectations and the fact that I was expecting a traditional, okay, her husband's coming back to haunt her, or she thinks it's her husband, and it's an evil entity, here we go again, and mm. boy, is it going a totally fucking different direction. And yeah. I really appreciate it for what it does. And we've talked about the negative space and, and the use of that and and, and the way that you'll just see the shadowed images in, in certain certain uh, certain sequences or certain shots, excuse me. And sometimes they focus on it or you'll see it shift. And other times I don't think you do, uh, but it's there. And it, it just leaves you with that feeling. Uh, absolutely fantastic film. I mean, this guy is off to a great start based on the fact that um, he did the ritual. Not a great mm-hmm. start because he, he's, he's had the ritual, which I think we all loved. And... Correct? Mm-hmm. Am I, I'm not speaking yeah. out of line there. I think all four of us liked, oh, yeah. liked yeah. that movie. Loved it. Uh, as well as uh, he did the VHS segment, right? And am I, or mm-hmm. am I confusing shit? Yeah. VHS and, and, he and did some Southbound. Southbound? Yeah, yeah, as well. So, oh, that's right. Like, this is like a guy that we don't really talk about a lot. I actually think it was Jamie and Brian that said, you know what? We're not really, you know, now he's, he's starting to get this track record. I mean, Flanagan has a track record. You can't deny it. So that's why a lot of people talk about him. But I think we're going to hear this guy's name uh, based on this track record now. <laughs> Just like that. Nine out of ten. <laughs> must must uh, see. And, and, and it will. Uh, I think it will be much different than your expectations. Why well. do I feel like nobody's giving out awards? Why do I feel like the only person oh, giving out awards? Oh, I'm sorry. Best actress goes to Rebecca Hall <laughs> oh, okay. in this movie. I knew somebody sorry. would give it to her. Uh, Rebecca, Hall right. Rebecca Hall deserves it. Rebecca Hall, you did call it earlier, Dave. I think you said uh, you were going to do something else because you, although you liked her, that was it. But yeah. Again, best yep. director could easily be, like I said, any of my top five. No question. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. 
in my Dude, opinion. See, once again, man, this is this. I wish I'd gotten in a second viewing of this. This and a classic horror story should be in the top twenty-one. I, I can't believe myself. Yeah, you messed up. I did, but didn't get those second watches, you know. So, man, I only have one movie left for each of you, <laughs> and one is a fucking complete guess on Watson. I just have a feeling it'd be something that if he. And it was only because I watched a review today of someone else. I'm like, oh, so this is what was going on in this movie. I go, well, that's something that he would have picked up on. I didn't. Hmm. But I was like, I if he saw that, love it. I'm out, I'm out on Watson. Okay. I, have one, I have one left for seeing Watson, two left for Dave. But honestly, you might have mentioned these films already because I'm getting very tired. I'm, get, I'm, I'm getting confused, too. I, I, I thought I have two for Dave, too, but I might only have one left, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. But Watson is out. We're up to number four. <laughs> Okay, my number four has been mentioned before. It wins Best Actor for Dave Davis as Jakob. It's The Vigil. Ah, oh, damn it. Damn it. That is a number one for you. So for did me. I. I'm out. Brian oh, okay. out, too. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. my my number four film. Uh, Still have one for you. Man, just a, a really, a really great story about, you know, a, a young man who leaves the Orthodox community, you know, is having a crisis of faith. He, you know, you learn more about what happened to him and his family. Um, sitting vigil as a shomer for the Litvak family, for Mr. Litvak, who was basically possessed by a massic, a demon that attaches itself to a broken soul back during the Holocaust. And it basically stayed with him his whole life. And it's, okay. you know, Yaakov's uh, fight to defeat the massic, not only so that he's not possessed by it so that he could free Mr. Litvak's soul and it's really really heart heart wrenching and, and touching especially the scene where Mrs. Litvak talks about how she drove away her children because their their house wasn't a home for them because it, their because her husband was never able to be a father because he was so broken from the things he had to do during the Holocaust Jeez. and uh, <laughs> really really a, a fantastic film 9 out of 10 The Vigil yeah, and you—it's shocking because Yakov Smirnov is—you would not expect that <laughs> level of intensity from him. Yeah, and he was drinking Smirnov ice the whole time. Yakov yeah. Smirnov. It was ice. totally unorthodox, actually, the whole thing. What a country, America! I love it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number four is another uh, foreign movie, and it's called The Maid. The Maid. Oh, wow. I have not even heard of this one. Good. Oh, man. So, so cool. So unconventional where it goes. It starts off one way where you see this maid show up at this house and there's a little bit of turnover uh, because somebody's seeing some scary images in the house and there's a little girl there and the maid is also seeing it and it's involving a toy monkey and she gets spooked out and has to leave. And then next thing you know... Um, another maid comes in and then she comes in and she sees things too, but she's told just to do your job and, you know, stay out of other people's business, do what you got to do. And then it turns into something completely different. Um, <laughs> where the plot goes, it's not very, I don't think it's something that can easily be telegraphed and there's some, some solid reveals and it goes someplace that I don't think is so typical. Then, it goes another place in the third act, and I don't want to say too much about it. All I'm going to say is I, I think anybody listening watch movie and not like it if they haven't seen it. You can see it on Prime. It's um, man, there's some social commentary in there as well, but done the right way. Um, what country is it from? I have a story about the director too. 
Uh, this is actually kind of cool. The made 2020 on this, and the country is, oh, it's it's from Thailand. So now we're watching the movie, and some of the music comes on at one point in the movie, and then one point at the end credits. And my wife tells me she's like, that sounds just like the music from American Horror Story. She even she even cites the season. She's like season four when the twins are riding in the car coming up. And I said no, it's similar, but it's not it. She goes, I'm telling you. Like I said, no, I'm telling you, it's not the same music, <laughs> right? And where's my so popcorn? Now, <laughs> so listen to what she does. She looks up the fucking director on Facebook, and she sends him a message. Hello, Mr. Tongkam. My name is Irene Zendano, and I just watched the film The Maid. I absolutely love this movie. I'm having a debate debate with my husband about the song at the end. It sounds similar to American Horror Story. Am I right? I hope that you read this, and thank you. He got right back to her like six hours later. And this is like, what do you call it? Uh, the, the 20 fucking, right during the holidays. And he says, um, hi, Irene. Thank you so much for watching our film. The sound is actually... Originally scored by our Italian composer here in Thailand, but I see the resemblance. And um, then he says, um, you know, she says, hi, thank you for taking your time out. And he says, enjoy your holidays. And so nice. I just thought it was so nice that oh, he got cool. back. You were, almost, you were almost off the show. I thought she was going to write. It was like, bring her on. <laughs> but you were still right. <laughs> Not going to fucking outdo me on American Horror Story. <laughs> <laughs> Get back you in the kitchen, you wrench. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it's a Pop really good story, and it goes someplace completely different, in the, like I said, in, in the climax of the film, and it, it becomes a, a revenge tale, and when you start piecing it together, they, they give you little little pebbles, little clues as to what's going on here, but the more you learn and then where it goes is just a fucking... It, it turns itself from one type of movie, you think it's going one way, right to another. And I've heard some people complain saying that the monkey thing actually doesn't make sense in the grand scheme of things, but they're wrong. The monkey actually does make sense. And if anybody watches it and wants to know, I can tell them, but the toy monkey and the way it starts supernatural and the way the movie leads, there's ghosts, there's other things going on, but then it turns to almost a slasher in a way. It gets yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, Nine cool. out of ten. It's, it's a great film. Check added it out. To the list to watch. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. We saw it. Where can you find this? It's on Prime. Yeah, it's on Prime. It was on Tubi also. Oh, sweet. Okay. Awesome. I will check that out. Cool. Um, Okay, number three for me, I've got the most hated movie of the year in Halloween Kills. Um, no horror movie this year was as divisive as this as this one. I all the vitriol I saw on Twitter and even on this podcast. Uh, no, but <laughs> but uh, you know there, there was also an outpouring of love for it as well. And I was one of those people who f- fell in that camp. Uh, as much as uh, you know, uh, B, you know, B and I are. I, I would say we're not really franchise guys. I'm with you on that, man. And when it comes to this franchise, I'm I'm not huge on it. Like my favorites are the OG. Rob Zombie's two and David Gordon Green's two so far. So I don't know what that says about, nice. you know, about me, but nice. I, I have my issues with certain parts of the dialogue, like we said earlier, and certain narrative decisions, but I, I got what I wanted and more out of this movie. Like C said, I think my expectations just, I didn't, it, it was Zen. It was just uh, chilling when I walked in there and uh, the, the good, just like I said to Dave, uh, just outweighs the bad, you know, the net positivity, uh, just overshadowed by a ton my any negativity I had about it, and I've so 
yeah, just anyways, I, I have come I, I really appreciate the way the script leans into Michael's supernatural side because there was a flaw in 2018, which I also loved. It's like, oh, well, Michael's legend is a bit unearned, you know, except to us who know who he is. But this te- this second movie's like going, okay, well, <laughs> we are going to make a fucking legend out of this guy. And my goodness. So anyway, uh, I had no problem viewing it for what it was, the second act of a trilogy. You know, there's no resolution to be found here. That's the third film. And I, I knew that. So this is The Empire Strikes Back. I think I said that on Horror Movie Weekly. That's what we're getting. And I was I was fine with that. I, I know some people were bothered by that. And I, God, I, I could I could feel that. I could put myself in that headspace and be like, God, how annoying would that be? But I was cool with it. So anyways, as slashers go, check the boxes for me. Michael's like the scariest and most badass and evil he's maybe ever been. Loved it. Halloween number three. Nine out of ten. Oh, uh, no. Eight out of eight. Eight out of five. Uh, 8.5 and I know now now why is you know there were some nines before it's because I think this movie has potential to like Dave said it'll stand the test of time has potential uh, to maybe go up and I think it's the one I'm probably going to rewatch the most so that's got to count for something so yeah yeah. this is my 2015 all over (laughs) number five a nine out of ten number four a seven out of ten number three a ten out of ten number two a six out of (laughs) ten Drives Dave and I crazy. I I don't know what happened that year. That was nuts, dude. My number three. My God, do I love this movie. My number three is Last Night in Soho. Uh, Fuck. Beautifully, beautifully filmed. I'm out. If there was split screen in this, I'd say it's even a love note to De Palma which it still could be on top of all the other love notes that is, are, are sprinkled through this movie from the, like the references to Jalos And uh, I think the, like the one bar is called Inferno and, and there's a, a lot of other things as well that we don't have time to get into here. The first view I was on board and then I started seeing the ghost guys that Dave said he liked and I wasn't sure. And I'm like, oh, fuck, they're fucking it up. No, please don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> and I thought they <laughs> fucked it up. And But then the ending re- reveal, I was like, well, this is fucking great still. Like, they and, didn't fuck it up. Yeah, they, they didn't. I just, it's just me and my hang up. And then I rewatched it and I didn't have a problem with it the second nice. time. So, uh, again, the horror comes a little later in this film. Third act, near the climax. Uh, but the build, the whole reason... Uh, her interest, I thought they did a great job, as Dave mentioned earlier with the mirrors, the dancing scene ah. when they're swinging one around and the girl keeps changing back. Uh, it's just so well orchestrated. I would love to give this best director. I, and, it, and it could have easily had best director, but I, I give it best score. And, and, and there's so much more I could give it to it, but I'm going to save some of the other awards. So best score goes to Last Night in Soho, nine, uh, uh, 9.5 out of 10. Nice. I'm, officially, I'm officially awesome. eliminated from C's guesses, but even if you gave me five more guesses, I have no idea. Like, I couldn't even guess because I don't even remember every oh, movie. Oh, it's so <laughs> obvious now. It's so obvious. I told you fucking weeks ago is it's it? obvious now. Okay, okay. Of course it is. It's obvious? Really? It's way obvious. Wow. We fucking argued about it for 15 minutes. Of course he's blowing it. Please. <laughs> fucking Frenchie over here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's Frenchie. so obvious. <laughs> oh, see, uh, see, that was my that was my obvious choice for Watson. That's why I'm still alive with him, but not for C, even <laughs> though he was there because Watson was overpowering that talk. But yeah, you're right now thinking about it because I I brought that movie up and these two fucking started 
Well, jumping down Dave's throat hey, over it. Hey. Well, no, I brought it on myself. I had questions. I had issues. I down. have it for C as well, but only because it was going to be a joke, like like the French extremists you guys used to call them that a long time ago. I had no idea how he'd feel about it. Oh, <laughs> guess we'll see. Uh, well, so we're at, we're at number three. Okay, my number three um, is also last night in Soho. Yeah. Yes. So twin nice. twin thing. Uh, yeah. Twinsies. I only. <laughs> I only got this. It, it, it was close. Like I said, any of these top fives, even six films, like it could very easily switch. But um, one time watch, absolutely loved it. it. It felt almost like a horror musical. And you know me and musicals because the musical, the music was such a strong part of the film, the the set pieces and everything. And one of the major complaints that I've read about this film is the idea of the ghost specifically one certain character which isn't really a ghost but i thought they did a good job of exploring the idea that ghosts don't necessarily have to be the souls of people who are dead but maybe the the souls of people we wanted to be that have died and that's what they really went for and hammered home here and it was really well done and watson you made a comment earlier on and it's exactly what i would say i love anya taylor joy but Thomas and Mackenzie stole the show and won Best Actress for me. Nice. Oh, nice. yeah. Stole it. She was, she was just right there, a, too. You're she right. was a delight from, from opening mm-hmm. scene throughout the entire film. I just, I loved her. She was adorable and terrific in it. And Dude. Just, yeah. I love wow. how she I talks. The, yeah. You just, love that? Yes. I, I, listen to this shit. <laughs> I, I heard somebody else talking about it on a podcast so before I watched the movie, so uh, I had to fucking put it out of my mind because they kept saying that I don't know why she talks like a little girl, like a oh, little I love idiot. It. I so love, I, but I love the thing her. is, people were complaining about it. So when I went to watch it, I noticed it right. I said, "Don't, it's gonna." movie so i put it out of my head and i didn't notice it anymore but oh god i even watched an instagram video where she's talking about you know trying to get people to give to like a certain charity and it's, it's just adorable i'm just like this girl i just want to squeeze yeah. her cheeks and punch her i, <laughs> I mean what was that not the not, what what huh <laughs> she was an old as well like dave yeah she's what how old she's in old she was in old <laughs> <laughs> she was the daughter she was the daughter as she got what? Yeah, for, a time. <laughs> for a short time how old to so catch a predator think... to catch a predator yep. old she's like early a... 20s damn it <laughs> so i think <laughs> i believe this is the first movie to show up on all four of our lists did benny oh wait yep, oh wow benny did. so yeah. benny okay. has soho has anything else huh I don't think fucking anything. Vicious that? Fun Crazy, did huh? three. I think Vicious Fun was on yeah. three, but not on, on Dave's. Yeah. What about Nighthouse? Okay. What about Nighthouse? Oh yeah. What about Nighthouse? Has it been on everybody? It missed mine. It was. It, it, it was missed number twenty. Oh, so that's it, dude. Oh. Two fucking movies. What a year! I'm telling you. That's awesome. Crazy. And Soho, nine out of ten. I have a feeling this is going to even go up. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, but but yeah. Um, well, what a fantastic a... film! What a fantastic film! Sorry, I. I but I, I, I'm I, have, not I have a dark horse. It doesn't count because you only allowed three. I'm just gonna say the movie with the longest title of the year. I have a feeling you'd love that movie, but oh, we'll see. Uh huh. Yeah. But but because it's so mean spirited and everything else, not mean spirited, but because of the way it ends, I don't know. We'll get to it. Anyway, my number three. <laughs> title. Wow, I don't even know what that is. You'd know it then. Then it's not. Then I'm wrong again. Okay. Oh. Okay. Then I'm out. So too. number three. 
Uh, we discussed this on episode 134, and it has been mentioned before, and I have a new appreciation for it because I have a different fucking way of looking at it, which doesn't happen a lot, but it happened this last few. And um, it's St. Maud. Ah, damn it. I had that as your damn number it. one. Yeah, <laughs> I had that as your – that was one. I, I still have one for you, Dave. But yeah, yeah, I you, think I do too. You got but... me on that. Oh, how do awesome. I have two for? How do I have two for Dave? That's doesn't make sense. No, it's yeah. good on you. You're uh, gonna glad, get me that. I'm glad though, man. Awesome. Oh, it's great. Great performance. Great direction. Uh, I'm very interested in the story, start to finish. Uh, it just we talked about it on that show. I talked about it on Summer Series. Uh, I'm a big fan of the movie. I think it's great. Now check this. This is what happened to me. And last time I watched this movie, I have a different take on it. And now I think that it is. Only evil and only fucking supernatural. And this is my new take on it. What? Check it. Really? Check it. Um, yeah. So she's praying. And, and let me tell you why. Because there's two scenes in particular. The one scene where she actually levitates and is up in the fucking air in her apartment, just levitating, doing her thing. And then later on when she's actually speaking to this fucking god of hers and is speaking back to her in a fucking different language that nobody could understand and she can communicate with it. I think in the past I was saying what most people are saying and it's mental illness because of the way and it is mental illness. However, I believe that she is dealing with the devil itself. And because when she gets into the situation at the hospital, whatever happened in the past, and she sees that little bug walking on the ceiling, that's saying something. I think that she reached out to find something, anything, like God, but instead of it being God, it was Satan, who, in the ultimate fucking twist of fate, masks a raid as God, so she thinks she's dealing directly with God, yet he's just fucking with her because he wants her soul, and ultimately that's what happens. That's Dude. what I take on the film now. <laughs> That is wild. Yeah. It just Dave, you do this sometimes, man. <laughs> you do this. Yeah. Sometimes I can't I disagree do. with that because it, it works. I mean, I it's, think I, I mean I, I I've gone with the straight the the mental the mental illness Same. and, and, yeah. and, and whatever. But I like the fact that I that this is oh. like a valid course. That I the like movie Dave's that's why better. that thing happened with that girl. That's what I'm saying. That's why. So Satan, because remember, when you watch the movie and all that shit does happen, when she finally goes back to the woman's house and she's in the bed with her and she says, I don't want that shit in this and that, and she tries to make up to her, you think you're the most loneliest girl I ever met. But she does get thrown across the room by whatever this fucking thing is. Then she goes back and sees that fucking she, you know, she already killed her, which I do believe happened. I believe physically that's what happened in their room. But she does, we do see her physically get thrown across the room by something. I don't think, A, she can make herself levitate I don't as she's asleep. I don't think, B, she could throw herself across the room that way. And C, when she's talking to that thing that's talking back in that evil fucking voice, that was enough shit to me to construct that fucking theory. That, you know what? This Satan, he wants her soul. He came with her. Her be God that she's looking for, but that's how the devil works, and I believe that the, the statement could be, sometimes Satan works as fucking, as God, as masquerading, but actually you're going to do these terrible things, you think you're praying to God, it's really me in there fucking with you, making you think that fucking God's answering your prayers, it's really me, I want your soul, and I'm going to get that shit, and he does. I believe that even... was the tagline on the I'm going to get that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave, I gotta say, you delivered Poo-poo. on the subtext there. You delivered Thank on the subtext there, that is... I, dang it! I didn't want to watch this fucking movie again. <laughs> no, I think I, you'll I, like it more. Think you, you, you know what? Please, Dave. Fuck. Yeah, Watson. I feel the same now. I feel like I have to go for a third view. At least it's on Hulu, so I could just throw it on. It's on yeah, uh, I have it on my Plex. It's so. on Netflix okay. too. 
Oh, it is? Okay, oh, cool. Canadian not, Netflix, yeah, anyway. Not, not, yeah, not I yet. got a VPN. Yeah. I can, yeah. <laughs> can do that. And as we mentioned earlier in the year, B. Arthur is great in this, as Maud. Yeah. No, it was Harold and Saint <laughs> Harold and Saint Maud. Harold and Maud, yeah. <laughs> Harold and Saint Maud. Cat Stevens did the soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> man. But I love bug it. Honestly. Out, bug out. I love cool. it. Nine out of ten. Awesome, man. Fucking a. Yeah. Dang it. Okay, so I'm out. I still have one for Dave, one for B, I think I've got one two for, for C still, two for C. I can't so, remember. Uh, so you guys, I I, I don't want to prolong this, but I before I recorded <laughs> I with you guys today. I know, then don't, right? <laughs> so my list is public knowledge, uh, out my top ten, because we did the episode of, of Horror Movie Weekly. Now, I switched my one and two at the last second on that show, and oh. I almost wanted to come on this show to switch it, just first of all, so there would be some different content, but also because it might be the honest thing to do. And I'm kind of at a crossroads. I don't want to invalidate that awesome episode we had on Horror Movie Weekly, but it was... It felt true in the moment then to do what I did, and so now here I am looking at my one and two, and I kind of want to switch them again. Uh, jump. You do you. Do it. You do okay. You. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Okay. So, so you – C says switch them. Yeah, I think switch them. Dave, what do you think? Should I switch them? Do your style, man, just like fucking Mr. Miyagi told Daniel. Didn't you see fucking Cobra Kai? You got to no, do I your haven't. style. Okay. Well, do your style, man. Well, so – bang I, it. <laughs> I don't. I. You know what? For, for the. You know. We're we're gonna switch it, and this actually might work better, uh, given my standing on the show. Um. Yeah. People will think you're Stu Watson. Uh, be like, oh, it's a different list. It must be Stu Watson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stu Watson. Heck yeah, that guy's great. Um. Okay, I'm switching them. So Horror Movie Weekly is gonna have a different one in two, and so here, here's the original number two I had that I'm now making number two on this episode, Psycho Gorman. <laughs> Good. Yes. Thank goodness you changed. Yeah, you know, you God, know what? Man. I look. No, you know what? No. Like, I don't think I had more fun. Two times I've watched this. <laughs> I haven't had more fun watching a single movie all year. This was hands down by far. My son and I were busting up. This is uh, just same. Actually, with Benny Loves You, I had the for everything that I love about that movie is compounded here. Uh, and again, there's nothing lofty I can lofty I can say about it. There's nothing to explore here that's great or fascinating in terms of you know big themes and thematic this is and that's no. It's just I had so much fun laughing with my son on the couch watching this movie. I don't think I had this much joy watching a movie all year. And you know what? I think at the end of the day, when you can have that positive of an experience and just laugh your ass off and just be like, oh my god, with your son and you're you're chilling. I, I that. That was why it was number one uh, when I switched it last minute on Horror Movie Weekly because this was the most net – I've said it a few times already on the show. Net positivity was through the roof on this one. And then we watched it again, same. And I didn't even – I wasn't even annoyed by the girl the second time yeah. around. Like like I she know. said, suddenly Fuck. I warmed up to her. I was like, oh, you were a fucking bitch in the, in the first time I watched it. Now I'm like I, I understand what to expect. And it made sense. Um, I have no complaints with this movie. None. Uh, this is a 9.5 for me. And I, the, I don't even know why I'm not even saying 10. It, it is a perfect horror comedy for my... And listen, I know it's stupid. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to defend it. I know this is some dumbass but fuckery. It's, it's well-written stupid. Yes. I know, Dave, don't, you don't agree with that, but I do think it's well-written stupid. I do. I It's not Greasy do. Strangler. It's, it, no, this no, is well no, no. I think the Greasy Strangler, even though I loved it, was something like a 7 for me or something like that. This is... 
I, I, I'm so tempted to say, I, you know, to pull a B and say this is a 10. Uh, and so I think I will. Uh, but still, it's it's my number two. And I stand by this as just a movie that if you want, want to know how psychotic my humor be, if you write a script, you and your son get together and write a wacky script, it's going to look a lot like this. And then some people might go, dude, that was some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I, and I'll just go, yeah, I know. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there you go. Psycho Gorman at number two was originally my number one uh, on Horror Movie Weekly uh, because I had the most positive experience with it. But I think my the number one I'm going to present here it is the best movie I saw. So, awesome. yeah, there we go. And the Watsi show almost ended. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was they switched over. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. You're welcome. I just, I love when oh. she opens up the... He cooks the fucking chicken in the microwave, and she opens it up, and it's just disgusting. Because what did you do? <laughs> cook it? I cooked my family a healthy, nutritious meal. <laughs> the dad, yeah. the dad was so great. Yeah. You're saying I'm lazy? Yeah. I just like. Yeah. <laughs> he was so good. You're welcome. You're welcome. Dave, I don't know if I'm as low as you are. I was like a seven out of ten, but kind of makes me want to go back and revisit it. I just, I, I don't know. It just reflected. I'm tired my... of hearing about it. So I can... I'm tired. See, and, and again, this is one of those things. I just, we just watched it. Like, I don't hear, I'm not reacting to anybody else's feelings about it. I don't know if anybody else liked this movie. Maybe they did. Dave, maybe you'll tell me, oh, dude, this is like the number one obvious movie. Dude, to me, it was just the comedy I thought most people would hate. I liked it. Didn't really hear much about it, uh, except for you guys. And I don't know. Yeah. Ranked this high for me. So it's. <laughs> It's on lists. Please kill me. Is it? Is it making lists? Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah it's definitely I'm making glad. lists. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anyways, uh, C, take it away. All right. My number two, which I've been pr- uh, pronouncing as Titan all year, uh, it, it, it's Titan, <sighs> and that's my number two of Dang the it. year. And Good. I, I still have one for you. I still love, have one for you. love, love, love this movie. Loved it both times. I give the Best Actor Award to Vincent. Um, Langdon? Vincent Landon, what is, is that his name? Oh, Landon. Linden. Linden. Vincent Linden, the Don't father know. in that great. I almost gave her director. If I almost I had her as the director, but then I said I can't. I got to give it to my number one movie of the year. So uh, that's to be announced. But this is uh, this is possibly my biggest surprise too because I didn't know, realize I was going to enjoy it to this extent. Um, I didn't even know this was the director of Raw at the beginning. I found that out after I research- watched the movie and researched who directed this. I'm like, holy shit! That, that kind of explains maybe my enjoyment of why it was so high. The first time I watched it, I was blown away. I actually was in tears at the end. I don't know why I got in tears at the end with the baby. Wow. I rewatched it again a couple nights ago just to see if it was... I want to rewatch it with, the, with my wife, but uh, she was busy and I just said, I don't want to... I just need to watch it. So I rewatched it again. I was in tears at the end again. This, oh, I don't know what right. happens. It just hits me. The final You're scene where simp. he's holding the... Uh, oh, I, I guess I... <laughs> fuck, I can't spoil anything, shit. And he just said, I'm here. Show. He says, I'm here. And uh, mm-hmm. and whatever. And I was like, fuck. Like, Jesus, this just got me. Again, I I love the movie. It, it, well well directed. I, I love the lighting in it. I love, I love her performance as well. She almost got it as best actress as well. But... It's just difficult for me when it isn't a foreign language, but something about the father and his performance and his eyes, and he's like a strong guy, but he he wears emotion on his face. I just, 
he had me, man. I just thought it was so great. I know we talked about it ad nauseum earlier, but yeah, it's it was mm-hmm. a fantastic film. Nine and a half out of ten. Oh yeah, awesome! Wow. So wait, was he taking steroids? Was that the shots he was taking? I, I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah. Why was it Remember? making him pass out though? That's what I don't get. Something else I forgot to mention oh. earlier. Where she found yeah, him passed that, out. The, that um, was that was a little bit weird because he it, said. It, it, it was Sir. affecting his heart. It was affecting his heart. Oh. Even when he was doing the pull-ups, he was yep. passing out. It was sort of playing with the idea of getting older and, you know, getting old. and yeah. b- body themes. You know, it was affecting his body. Okay. She's trying That's to mask fair. her body. He's trying to mask his body. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Cool. You guys just both made me so happy. I mean, it's not over yet, but I'm glad your number twos are your number twos and not your number <laughs> Yeah, ones. I knew, Dave. I was... <laughs> <laughs> it's not over yet, but I'm pretty happy. <laughs> All right, I'm not switching them. I said I might switch them. I'm not switching them. I hope this doesn't make you guys angry with my number one because my number two was my number one for a long time, but when I made my final list, it fell to number two. It's the only film this year that I rented. I rented it on Prime. I watched it, and the very next night, I watched it again. I mean, I do rewatch watch this three times. I actually bought it off Prime because it was cheap. It was five bucks to buy, so I've watched it three times now, and but watched it twice in two days, which usually you don't do, but it had such an effect on me. And I know it was brought up once and it's broadcast signal intrusion. Wow. wow. Nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was my number. It was my number one for, for a long time. And I thought I might've given it away earlier on because I mentioned to Dave at one point that, man, I rented a film. I rewatched it. And I, man, this might be my number one. I've never done this before. And I, <laughs> I felt like he might've gone on my letterbox and seen what I recently watched and been able oh, to narrow it down. I didn't, no, 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 you didn't. But uh, yeah. And uh, man, what a rabbit hole this film takes you down. And it's it's so interesting that James, our lead character, who's, you know, looking for meanings in these broadcast intrusions, how they relate to missing women, one of them being his wife and the third intrusion happening a day after his wife went missing and not being able to deal with with the grief or the fact that he doesn't know what happened to her. But he really needs to accept the fact that she's gone, but he can't. And he spirals out of control into this rabbit hole of uh just conspiracy theories and the deeper he goes the more lost he gets and you know he's aided by the girl who i know you talked about kind of disappears and there is a lot left to interpretation because her name is alice so i i, I immediately thought of alice in wonderland you know him mm-hmm. going down the rabbit hole like if any of this even existed but uh Interesting. you know there's even a part in the film where they first meet where she talks about like some of her past and her past mistakes being a guy named Brad. And then they meet a guy like a little bit later and his name's Brad. I'm like, is this all a conspiracy against him? I'm like, what is going on here? But ultimately just iconic, creepy imagery, just those, uh, those, those machines with the, with the rubber masks, just horrifying. And the showdown with the guy at the house at the end, the way he changes his tone of voice. I I really kind of don't know what to make of it, but he was like, he was like a simp at one point, and then he was like pure evil at one point. He was like, no, don't hurt me. I don't want to die. What do you want from me? I was like, what the fuck is going oh. on here? It's such a mind trip, but it was yeah. just such a fantastic experience. And three times now I've watched it. I don't think I have a full handle on it, but mm-hmm. I enjoy it just as much each time I watch it. And it's, you know, it's it's a nine out of ten for me. Nice. You know what? It's a nine and a half out of ten for me. Wow, look at cool. you guys. People are going up and up and up. Yeah, I'm going Buddy. up. Fuck it. Nine and a half out of ten. Watch it three wow. times awesome, in the last man. two months, yeah. No, that is awesome. Cool. I have no okay. clue what Dave's two and one are now. 
I, I do you have I, a live action for I, me or not? I have one more left, I think. I I, I, but I, I'm getting confused of whether or not it's been said or not. So Yeah, I have two, and I kind of want to say them because I want to see if I'm right. <laughs> well, we don't. <laughs> let, 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 you announce your number two, and then we'll go from there. I've been transparent, though. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Number two. Number two. Um, nobody has mentioned this movie at all. I thought he was going to say nobody sleeps in the woods tonight. No, nobody's <laughs> mentioned it. Nope. Man, nobody has mentioned this number two at all tonight. I watched it once, had a great experience with it. Uh, uh, this was the other one that I almost was afraid to watch a second time because I thought it might come down because of the experience it gave me. I was like, I don't know if I can have that same experience because I was really on edge. And then where it took you in the third act, I was like, wow, this is, I, I was really loving it. And it's one of those movies that takes place in one location. Oh, I know what it most is. Most part. <laughs> what is it? We need to do something. Yes, we need wow, to do something. Wow, yeah. interesting. Wow. Interesting. I, I would not have thought, buddy. Oh, dude, I loved it. It, it was, to me... I can some. This is a believable family, yeah. a believable family in an unbelievable situation. Yeah, that's that's what I could say to sum up this movie. Just and when the intruder slips in that one time, later <laughs> on, it's Ozzied. And yeah, all that, that was the cool. Drama, dude. The drama <laughs> of that and what's going on is fucking. What was was just like so much to me, and then. We're, we're peeling the fucking layers back slowly as to what's going on here. And you know how I feel about certain antagonists and what I believe they were hinting at and where it went and just these two little things. That's what I love. Evil being present just fucking for some small thing. You don't think it's some big deal. Something that two fucking high school girls do to cast some fucking spell. Let's see what's going to happen. And it leads to all this shit. We don't even know what the fuck is out there. And I, I, I love that. And then where it goes in the third act. In the climax, when things come out and you see shit, and oh man, I was just so on board and engaged the entire time, and I, I cared for the family. They were a believable family. Um, there were some sad moments. Uh, they, it just really took me in. And uh, Pat Healy, that's my fucking actor of the year. Even take that. That is to me a believable person in a real stressed out situation and how he acts the way I wish I could act in a situation like that, but wouldn't because that's the kind of way I feel the, the <laughs> rage that he gets like, <laughs> and he that's, fucking I'm a fucking bitch. that's how I am inside my head. A lot of times when I'm angry, but I, I never let it out 10, 15 years ago, I would have, you know what I mean? But now that's not who I am now, but I mean, it's like, <laughs> um, I just thought he was great. The story was great. What's going on between the husband and wife, the relationship with all them and the kids. Like, Pat Healy, I don't think he's an abusive father or anything like that. But I just think he's the guy that, that's on the edge. And, I mean, he flips out that one time trying to push his son through the thing and what's going on. But the dialogue between these characters. <laughs> the head won't fit through or whatever, or the body yes. or whatever. <laughs> it's great. It's just damn believable dialogue. It's like a couple that has issues happening on it. I love when characters to me seem believable. Where when I see the dialogue, I'm like, this is what human beings are really like. They're not perfect. This type of shit happens. Everybody makes mistakes. And then you see the woman is having the affair and what's going on. But the way they all carry on and the threat that's outside and being trapped in a situation like that, it all works for me. It just it just took me on a ride, and I loved it. And, and of course, the, oh, God, the, the callback with the fucking dog's tongue was great. That whole situation. <laughs> oh, God, dude, that got, that was one of the scares of the year, in my opinion. That was when good, yeah. yeah. Comes to the door oh, and yeah. what, what happens. Oh, oh, my God. I nearly shit myself. 
hair oh, on my neck right? and my neck stood up. Yeah, now that was bone chilling. Man. <laughs> Agreed. But I, I, I really, it just... It, I would just engage start to finish. I thought it was very believable characters and facing a, a crazy experience. And again, where it ultimately goes and they had reason to act the way they were and, and to be afraid. And and it was heart-wrenching at the same time. Anyway, I just love the movie. Apparently, I'm just... It's just a movie that spoke to me and me only, but it's a 9 out of 10. I, I, I love it. Nice. Cool. Awesome. Oh, yeah, Dave. Here it's we funny because, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have thought it... Here we I still have two movies left on Dave's list. He <laughs> only has one left. So either one didn't make his list or I missed So everybody him. saw this movie, right? Yeah. It was on it was on my list okay. for a long, long time. I still give it an eight out of ten, but uh wow. I wanted a little bit more background, especially with the daughter and, and the uh and the friend. I wanted a little See, bit more background. That's what I liked. I like the simplicity of it. They they yeah. did a thing. You just think they're stupid freaking girls yeah. getting something online, doing some fucking spell, but actuality <laughs> Evil can be summoned that easy in this world sometimes, and it doesn't have to be. Sometimes I love the simplicity of shit like that. Yeah. You know? God, so. maybe I was overthinking that because I, God, I didn't didn't get that at all, uh, or didn't didn't arrive at that same conclusion. I was mystified at what the hell was even happening. But yeah, I mean, this has got a four point five out of ten on IMDb. I, I, it's wow. cool to hear you guys praise it like you are. Um, and, and I love Sierra McCormick. I think that she had just like an amazing performance. And Brandon, what, what was the movie? Um, Oh, um, shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. It was Why like one talking? of my favorites. I think it was my favorite of that year. Uh, got a 10 out of 10, the something in the sky. And anyway, whatever that was, she did great. Um, I'm completely drawing a blank. Lucy? Yes, yeah, so oh look. Was it Lucy? What's that? Lucy in the With sky? With diamonds? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no, it was the, how great. This is going to bother me. I know we're trying to get to our number ones here. What, the Vast of Night. <laughs> the, yeah, oh, yeah, The oh, Vast oh, of Night. Was that was, yeah. yeah. That was my favorite that. film from that. From you didn't like that. Yeah, I think it was mine too. I never heard of it. Oh, well, last year it wasn't a horror movie. Brandon was blowing it, but then we left it off her list because I loved it too. But it it was. I left it off my. I left it off my list too. Yeah, same, but it was same. one of the best shot films I've ever seen. Brother, I, I'm yes, I'm right <laughs> there with you, dude. Hell yeah. Um, okay, number one here. So yeah, I did my switch and wonder uh, how many of you have got this right. But from my favorite uh, working female director in horror, I'm coming in with Titane. Um, oh, sweet. You, you got me? I got Watson. Okay. Um, look, DeCono's first movie, Raw, is one of my favorite horror movies of the 2010s. And just as messed up as that movie was, this one's like, hold my beer. Um, <laughs> this was, hold and, my and the, the, the reason I switched it last minute, and wow. well, on Horror Movie Weekly, the reason I switched it was because this was my biggest WTF watch of the year, uh, while Psycho Gorman was my most positive, fun watch of the year by far. This one was the one that I think the reason I switched it to number one tonight is because I think this one left the biggest impact on me. I just, it, it's a hard watch and so much to it, the nature of love, casting aside labels, you know, gender, sexuality, uh, different roles. It, it, it's just trying to get to the core concept of a good relationship in actual love. Um, and I think this movie has splashes of surrealism and cold, stark reality um, DeCorno even says that, you know, you watch the movie, you're like, oh, why are these firemen dancing like this? You know, and she has reasons she's trying to dis she, and, and it's like, oh, it's all there. It's all there. And I think I even picked up on the first one. I didn't pick up on one. I watched a big interview with her about it. Anyway, picked up on some of it, didn't pick up on everything, but it was like, oh, I, I was right there with you. Um, here's my main thing about this movie. It's, it's, I love transgressive movies. That's kind of something I, I just like it when. <laughs> 
when when a movie can fuck with you. And I I said it in a horror movie weekly, but I don't think American filmmakers right now are brave enough to make a movie like this right now. This movie is unapologetically sexual, and that alone is enough to have American filmmakers scared to touch a project like this because Absolutely. it seems like our society is caught between the pearl-clutching religious right who thinks sexuality is evil and then the regressive left who doesn't know if they want to celebrate sexuality or pretend like actresses are victims if they dare to take control of their sexuality. There's a weird thing I'm observing in the social, the kind of the social right and the, the social left, especially in artistry. And it's like America right now is dead scared to have a topless woman who is like, yeah, I'm fine. Take it off my shirt. What? And the right's like, oh, I don't know. The left is like, yeah, it's like, okay, you Puritans. What do I, <laughs> anyways, it's a weird world we're living in and Titane doesn't make it any less weird. Uh, but yeah, like I said, a lot here about love identity in the context of gender, sexuality, the lines are blurred. This, this movie hit me hard. Um, and I'm glad to have it as my number one on, on the show. That's T-Tain. Nice. Uh, my film of the year. We would have been twinsies. <laughs> we, yeah. <laughs> at, uh, yeah, we would have, uh, sorry. I think I had this at 9.5. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. It, I have no, awesome I have no man. Idea what C's number one is. Well, that was and, 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 and Titane was my number one at one point as well. Wait, I, really? I, I, it was, ah. it was, and I had my Look number at one at my number two or three. The my one through three shuffled, and after second rewatches, I, I I said I stood firm with this as I said earlier, and my number one is A Quiet Place Part Two. Gotcha. Whoa. Did it? You yes. got me, Watson. All the way. You got yeah. me. I. Not you know what? This wow. one. This one. When I watched it, we watched it as a family. I'm not saying the experience was bad. It was great, but everybody was excited, and we were talking and whatever. And I think it took away. Like the opening was fantastic, but it took away from some of the other tense moments. I again, watching. You said it earlier. I totally agree. He. Uh, and he gets my best director as well. I, I again. I had it for Julia. Um, but I, I, Jacorda, yeah. But I, so I Krasinski's up, your best director. I gave here? him, I gave I, I, Krasinski my see, best director. See, I am no. so sorry to interrupt. I, I, that's fine. My professionalism is is fucking me up here. Don't no worry. professionalism at all. All my awards go to uh, best director Julia DeCorno, best actress uh, Agathe uh, Agat Roussel, and best uh, actor uh, Vincent Landon. Uh, you know, so awesome. The, wow, it's yeah, all for three there. Actor. I am so sorry. It's all cool, yeah. except the way you said their names. That yeah, I was trying to be extra French. Me. Well, Justine, yeah. who was in Raw, her, na her name, yep. like you can't help but pronounce it in French as Garance Marillier. <laughs> well, so she she anyway, almost did have the best. See, don't, just, don't worry about it. We've I've been doing it I all night. Forgot to give my awards, dude. So, we do. so Krasinski has your award for a Quiet Place Part Two. Yeah, and I and I had Hell both yeah. I had both wow. their names there. I had both the names as director. And I said, you know what? I'm always the one that was, you know, if you're watching an award show, I go, how the fuck could this one best picture? And all these, this one best director, best actor, boom, 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 boom. So I said, I got to stay true to my argument, which is that if I'm, I'm going to give this my number one, I think I'm going to give it best director as well. I do think she's very, like everything you just said, she's at least taken risks. I'm not saying he's not, but he, he directed two movies that I think kept tension high. Yeah. Throughout yeah. both. And the second, the first time I feel like this movie really takes a break is when they get to that island and you realize there's only 15, 20 minutes left of the movie. And then, and it ends. Mm. I can't wait to see how they final, finish it because they have to finish it because yeah. they're not together at the end. But my God, there's enough set pieces and scenes in this to make this well worth the 
rewatch or first time watch if you haven't seen it before right now they they stand side by side i think it's a perfect two two film set i oh. i'm hoping the third one is at that caliber as well awesome and all oh, the performances yeah, no. are great in this too i i, I just emily uh, emily blunt kind of takes a, a, a back seat to the kids who are fantastic and killian is is great yeah. in it too but again i just i i gave the awards to some of the other he's killing it yeah he's killing it, in it. <laughs> oh man so many great Sweet. moments in this movie but that's it. Uh, and speak up earlier when I brought it up. Not, well, because so I quiet. knew I was going to be talking about number one. That's why. <laughs> I don't remember oh, yeah, a lot like, about it. I brought it up, and I'm like, yeah. I, I feel like nobody talked about yeah, this. I know. I'm like, Shut the fuck up. I'm like, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It is yeah. cool because I wouldn't have guessed A Quiet Place, too, if you gave me 50 guesses. Yeah. No. See, and now, if it was some other podcast, they would have said, we might be talking about this later, and then it would have surprised you. <laughs> Right? Well, I did say what Dave Titane because I knew I was going to be talking. We were going to be talking about it. Wow. It's so funny. I knew Watson would have it too, and I didn't put it as one of his options. I can't believe really? it. Really? Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Anyway, that, thought... that's just me being stupid. But nine and a half there, oh, and I'll stop oh, talking. Cool. Hell yeah, dude. I think I messaged you guys after I watched Titane, and I said, I have a feeling because you guys, again, maybe everybody thinks this about themselves. I think that you guys are. I think I'm a patient viewer. I think you guys are more impatient viewers than I am. So I sit here thinking, if I don't know what the fuck's going on, and this is frustrating me, this is what I said. I go, I think you guys are going to feel the same way I feel about this movie. That's what I told you guys right after. I was was very honest about the fact that I didn't understand a lot of it, but it just had such an effect on me regardless that that I knew it had to be on my list and that I was able to pick up enough things. But you're right. I couldn't have come in at number one or two. Go ahead. Yeah, cause, but the thing is, people, a lot of people that liked it loved it. There isn't yeah. like a yeah. lot of people like me or you that give it a 7 or an 8. Everybody's like way high. So I was surprised that so many people loved it because when I watched it, I had the, I felt the way I felt. And I, yeah. I just, like I said, you guys seem to get frustrated a lot about movies. That I, just, I don't fucking get it, like especially oh. C. Uh. So when I see uh. that, that C loved it that much, I'm like, okay. I go because even in my notes as I'm watching the movie, I was looking at them and and hold on, it, it's kind of funny what my notes say. I, I'm Got watching right the there. movie. This is funny. Hold on, because hold on, where the fuck is it? You, you'll find it funny probably. I'm okay. These are my my notes. Titan. Okay, surgery, nipple in shower, then ear. <laughs> it's like raw. Lol. No clue what's happening here. Too many times, hard to watch. I know where this is going with Big Secret and Bigger Secret. Nope. No clue what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. Is that it, LOL. Dave? Or no, there's more. Okay. <laughs> LOL, I say. No reaction to what they're seeing is my major issue. Too many things contrived. And that's where it ended. Seven out of ten. Let me ask you guys this. When, when she was dancing in the fire thing around that room, do you guys... Did you guys think it was obvious that she was a female because of what was going on? I think her sexuality there? was coming out again. It's almost yeah. like she was remembering what she did at the beginning of the movie, and it was coming back, and it was be very awkward. But they—I don't think they a hundred percent knew she was a woman, so they just were yeah. like, "What the fuck is happening here?" It's one of the bros right, dancing right, like that, yeah. right? You know, one of the bros. This is dancing, what's... Sorry, sorry, Watson. No, nothing. I was just saying, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just like, you know, they're staring and and Julia DeCono has a great breakdown of that scene and and what it means. And 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 I I you know, you 
but like she said though, yeah, her, the sexuality is coming out and it's 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 right. on display and it's like yeah, one of the bros like yeah, when one of the bros starts dancing like that, drops it like it's hot like that, you're like, homie, what's what's up? Like word. Like well, I'm this not is even. What's funny? The, the reason I ask is because of this. I'm watching the movie and my wife just happens to walk in the room on that scene, and as soon as she sees this person dancing, she goes, she goes, that's a female. But she doesn't know what she thinks that it's supposed to, you know what I mean? That it's a guy because the way yeah. she goes, that's a woman. I go, yeah, that's the story. It actually is a woman. This guy, she goes, you could tell by the hips and the way they were, all, whatever the fuck she said. But like, hips it's don't lie. three <laughs> seconds. She looked in, she goes, that's a female. I said, yeah, that, that's the story here. You, you know, Dave, and I, I, I supposed to know she said, I go, I, I, I don't know. I told and, her. And, I, and Dave, I, I kind of wondered if we were meant to. Maybe not. Maybe this isn't anywhere in the movie. Maybe believe that, uh, you know, the son who who she takes, uh, she becomes, might have been gay. Mm. Um, and that might explain some interactions between the father and son about how he's kind of dancing with him and sort of being, you know, like, hey, you know, all right, right, right on. We got my, my boy back. And hey, you know, just when you know. did he when did he go missing? What age was he? Uh, oh, that's a good point. He was 12. Yeah, was he thought. like a little boy or something? Good, okay. 10 or you know 12, what? I thought. Strike, to be, strike oh, wait, it from the record. Was it five years later or 10 years later? I can't remember, but he's supposed to be it's 17 be. now. That's all I know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. But... You, it, it didn't bother you. The things that bothered me didn't bother you. That's no, okay. Yeah, I'm happy you know, for you yeah. guys. Cool. You know what I mean? I just, it's just, I don't know if it's anger. It's, just, it's more, maybe it's jealousy. It's like everybody's fucking seeing this shit and blowing it. And I watch it and it doesn't make sense to me. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's oh, all dude, it is. I do that all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Number. Okay. Come on. Wow. B. What, uh, what does B got here? I got right, yeah. Oh, let me, let me interrupt. Hold on. One question. Watson, did yep. you see the movie, The Feast? No, my, my co-host uh, on Horvin Weekly, Susie, had it in her top 10, and I, okay. I just didn't get around to it. I didn't. Okay. That was my guess. That was my left field guess for you. Oh. And I'll tell you, for one reason only, I watched a video today, a video, and somebody in this video that does their top 10s explains huh? the fucking plot front to end. So I they said all these things in the movie that I didn't pick up on at all, and I, did, I gave it like a 7 out of 10. I was fine yep. with it. Oh, but I was okay. like. When it ended, in the way they explained every little thing, I'm like, this reminds you of something that Watson would really appreciate. So I thought that was going to be your pick. Anyway, You know what? Into- I will watch it tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, cool. It didn't okay. set up that curse enough. That's why I didn't love Feast as much. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even get it. So. All right. My, my number one, and listen, I told all right. you, All My Friends Are Dead and one other film that I thought you guys weren't going to be able to consider horror because you straight up told me you didn't consider horror. Now, I argued that this film is horror out my ears. Really? When we reviewed it, but I did mislead you guys on my rating. I kind of, kind of smudged over it because, because I just didn't want to give it away when we reviewed it a few weeks ago. But Silent Night uh, is my what? number one. Damn it! Wow. I thought you said if you discovered he was poisoned, it was going to change your whole opinion on the movie. No, it actually helped me because it just helped me sort of justify <laughs> everything in the wow. end. But uh, yeah, th- wow. I mean this this is easily the most gut wrenching heart-wrenching gut-punch film of the year really hits you in all the feels absolutely brilliant ensemble cast great soundtrack great direction this could have won every single award i you know i think the first time i watched it i had an issue with art opening his eyes at the end because it didn't make sense within the confines of the story they set up the second time i was looking into trying to justify it and trying to look for reasons that maybe he didn't get poisoned and that's why he survived dave sent me that video and I finally came to terms with not only watching that video, but reading the 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 interview with the director, the interview with 
Annabelle Wallace and the interview with Keira Knightley that they needed that ending as a reward to the viewer because they felt like it would have been too rough of a view of a view if Art didn't open his eyes. They needed to reward Art because Art was the only character throughout this whole film who questioned taking the exit pill, which was the easy way out. Bro. So it it almost doesn't yes. have to make sense that he opened his eyes. It doesn't have to be that the government lied and it wasn't as bad because it was as bad. The doctor and everyone talked about seeing it in the hospitals and seeing it. So they were seeing the death and the destruction happening. But Art was an innocent soul who genuinely wanted to live and everyone else sort of was ready to bow out. And I know that the director shot a different ending for um, Johnny Depp's daughter, also where she survived. But in the end, they went this way with her also taking the exit pill. So Art's reward was that he gets to live and, uh, you know, carry hope for the future. Reward in quotations because he's fucking surrounded right, by he a zombie dead. No, everybody's yeah, I, I dead. At... That's around him. <laughs> yeah, but, but I thought you come back as a zombie after you die I, from that. I think the zombie thing was just a joke. Yeah, I think the zombie thing was just a joke. And I sort oh, okay. of... Everything with not trusting the government and all that, it, it's its its relevant and it's there, but I felt like it was all just a joke. And in the end, it's just sort of like almost an unexplained award for him being the one to challenge and not take the easy way out. The way um, people are, you know, self-prosperous over, you know, helping everyone as a whole. The way government is or the wealthy, which is what this is basically saying here. Like, Love it. Why, how do you allow it to get to this point when the wealthy and the government and all these powerful people have the resources to fix this before it gets to this point, yet they choose self-prosperity? I mean, Love the adults and the adults in this are terrific, and they're very they're very um, loving of their kids, and they want to protect them, and they're sad that they're going to do this, but they're taking the easy way out, and they never once apologize for their role in destroying the earth here and their role in creating this, and that's sort of heartbreaking, and it speaks to the yeah. values of the privileged the privileged class. B, when you guys did this episode, I was against everything you were saying and now you are singing my tune dude i see the movie the same way it's just out of tune yeah look i i never i've never said that i haven't been wrong it's happened before in tons of movies reviewed it happened with devil's candy it's happened with other movies it happens all the time it's the journey of 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 taking in the art it's a living breathing process and i love to see it dude it happens to me all the damn time if you ever hear me on the summer series i'm always going like I used to think this about this movie. Now I think this, and it's because I took an honest journey with the movie. And yeah, I I did not peg uh, peg you for for this movie. I had a uh, my heart right. can't beat unless uh, you tell it to. Yes, the longest title of the year. Yep. See, oh, that's, that's the one. That's you what know, I have for you. I might not have a B movie, but I didn't think you'd like the end. So yeah, sure, it, yeah. Seven and a half for me on that one. I enjoyed it, but this oh. one, I I don't know why. It just it's tough to call. I, I wanted to keep revisiting it and. and have it make sense to me. And in the end, you know, even though I have, a, you know, what I just said, you know, the, the statement on, on the wealthy class and the privilege and the government and all that is there. Ultimately, at its core, it's a great, you know, family dynamic and a great yeah. sort of apocalyptic Christmas movie that for me, and I know we talked about when we reviewed it, but for me, built tension from the start to the very end and uh, terrified me, made me cry, uh, really hit me in the feels. And I loved yeah. everything about it, every performance, and it was fantastic. And uh, I mentioned I don't I don't know if we mentioned this when we reviewed it, but the director is actually um, Roman Griffin Davis's mo- mother, Art's mother. Oh, oh, yeah. The boy from JoJo, Ra- the boy who yeah. plays J- from JoJo Rabbit, who plays Art in this, is his mother oh. directed the film. Yeah, 
cool. His mother, really? His, yeah. So I just, what, oh, yeah. a great, what a great dynamic. And uh, I, I just, I loved it. And, you know, it, it spoke to me even, even though um, I wasn't sure where it was going to ultimately end up. Just the fact that I kept going back and reading articles and deep diving and watched it over and over. I was just like, stop denying that you, you don't love this film, even if you're wrong about some things or can't make sense of some things. At the end of the day, I can admit that like I did with films like Detain and others. So, yeah, nine and a half wow. out of ten for me. Go B. Nice, yeah. bud. That's awesome. That's a surprise, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, there was a movie. Did you ever see These Final Hours, B? Oh, I love that movie. Oh, the Australian apocalypse Yeah, because yeah, that's this reminded me of, but I forgot to bring it up on that show. Dude, was... that film is, yeah, I agree with Lost. That film is amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great stuff. It's not yeah. necessarily a horror, but then again, I wouldn't say this was either, so you might consider it that. Well, you saw it. Did you think it was a horror? Um, I, just think you I, like... I thought it was horrific enough. Yeah, I, I probably right. would classify it as horror, yeah, just because of, you know, the subject matter and how scary that is. Like, this is more scary to me than, you know, like a traditional horror film. Like this scared right. me the most, and, and the director she talked she she when she was talking about like her influence of it she was talking about uh, Michael Haneke who did uh, Funny Games and stuff like that she was talking oh. about making she basically described this film as Love Actually meets Melancholia the Lars von Trier film which is Love that and, movie. and these I are, you know, that movie. and oh. these are films that are like are they horror are they not but they're so terrifying and Melancholia mm. is really unsettling oh, ten out of ten <laughs> love that movie. Wow, yeah. I gotta see yeah. that fucking movie. Yeah, so I mean, at the end of the day, I just I went back and forth. Is this number two? Is it number one? And ultimately, I'm just like, you know what, number one. Ah, cool. So, so what's your number two? Well, we'll do a countdown at the end. We'll just rifle through because I want to know, but it's okay. Okay, we'll do it. Okay, number one. Number one. This That's is great. gonna. All right, let's see. Okay, you. I have got one for you, Dave. I have two for Dave, so it has to be one. Oh, of these. okay. <laughs> it's gotta to be then. It's it's I told wonder. you what it was going to be. Well, I told you in fucking last month what it was going to be. I you did? You boys. Yeah. I'll <laughs> even pull it up in the chat when I told you. you know, <laughs> I have no I idea. I might not have gotten it. Okay, well, this movie is foreign, and this nope. movie. I'm out. <laughs> found footage. I'm, I might be. I might I'm still definitely be in the run in. And it's called The Media. Yes! I got oh, it! I got it! Damn it! Yes! My last nice. one! Nighthouse gone, nice. Saint Mod gone, the medium. I'm like, did I miss it? Or did I get it? And I got it. Yes! Uh, I had Candyman. I don't know why I didn't... Uh, I, I can't I show you on like paper because I t- it's typed in under my list. I you typed everything in. What, what's that? Oh, she kills... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby as well. This will be my. Oh, okay. I remember I that comment guys, now. Because I never thought it would happen. You didn't have. You didn't have censor on your list. I guess seven out of ten. Wow. I don't know why. Oh, so I, 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 I would Dave seven out of ten. It was good. Oh. I can't believe I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah, I got one. I was like, fuck. I'm coming up fucking <laughs> goose eggs here. So we all got this one, right? Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got one. So we all got one except Dave. <laughs> okay, ah, Dave. Let's let Dave blow it. Come on. Dave, yeah, get with this time, but man. This, uh, this is my kind of movie in every way. It's found footage, interview, mockumentary style, uh, possession stuff. It's just the story, I'm not bored for a minute. Everything that happens makes sense, and I've seen it the second time. I had to make sure that I understood everything that was going on, and I do, which is great. But, I mean, you know, the shaman spirit being passed on, the question of faith is, is always cool. What 
what's her name? When 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 it goes over to Mink and they change freaking over to her again, I was gonna make her my my actress for the yeah, longest right? time. It was her. It was uh, Rebecca or whatever her name is. It Rebecca Hall, yeah. and and it was um, the girl on the stylist. And I ultimately chose her because I think she showed more of a range of emotion. But I thought that this girl was 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 great. Wow, the performance of her and and just where they go with it. And it just when they get to where they go it, in the third act, the third act is just batshit crazy. And I think it's just my favorite freaking half hour of film for the entire year. Everything they do at the two different places and and <laughs> the stuff with <laughs> when she's when she punks them out when she's possessed her this girl's possession is freaking great the way it's played out because sure she's normal and then you get the reveals of her and then she x out and then she doesn't and you see her like struggling with it but I can't even it's just my kind of movie just everything about it is. You know, I, the switch they pulled with the freaking the baby trick when she was in the thing. Oh, How creepy was that? And and he goes in. Where's the baby? Where's the? And they open the door and she's doing the freaking crying. Oh, dude, that mm. was freaking great. And then at the end, like I said, the last half hour, it's it just yeah. It, yeah, it really is. The good <laughs> stuff with the night vision and all the attacks and uh, the climax is just it's just so much fun. But I'm just on base the whole movie. And how about the dog? It was an animal. It's a Bichon. I own a Bichon. His, his name is Bailey. Right? Her name is Bailey. But the but the but the animal's name in this movie, the dog is named Lucky. So two oh. animals in my house are represented in this movie. And on top of it, you, you see what happens to the dog and the way it happens. Oh, oh god. What, what what would Lucky do? Oh man. But just when they're trying to figure it out and the swerves and the story, what's going on, the dead yeah. brother getting the motorcycle, he killed, and it's just all misdirections. It reminds me of The Wailing, and it makes sense because it's, mm. it's the same writers. Mm. I just, this for me is easier to, to digest than The Wailing is. It is. And, yes. Yeah. And the second time, I pretty much thought I had to figure it out. But the good thing about this movie is, even if you're not 100% sure, there's there's lots of different fascinating theories, but they all make sense because I went to the freaking the rabbit in red hole the the Reddit I went to the Reddit rabbit in Reddit right? rabbit yeah red hole. I went to I went to the Reddit <laughs> people are talking about it I went down that rabbit hole in there and there's all types of people trying to figure out what happened and by the end of it there's like two or three explanations and they all make sense you can interpret the movie any way you want to but it's just fun it's just a fun freaking possession thing and it's I'm just on I'm bored from freaking start to finish. I love Asian movies like this with fucking, you know, not ghostly because it's not really ghostly, but where they go with it and the presentation of it. And of course, the viciousness of the freaking kills when they happen. Oh, I just love it, man. It's yeah. <laughs> the switch they pulled at one point in this movie and it just turns into something else. It just I, I love it. It's two hours and what, 10 minutes long or whatever the hell it yeah. is. Doesn't feel it that way at all to me. It's, yeah, I gotta admit, I didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome either. I know you said it might have been a little long, see, but I didn't feel it. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. it wasn't I didn't bored, feel but it, it just felt it at was all. Yeah. yeah, I love the story of the the the, 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 the dynamic with the sisters and what's yeah. happening with her family and how she turned down the freaking presence and the stuff at the end, what you guys were saying before when they showed the end and the and the yeah. girl, why it happened and then the. Um, what the reveal at the end with Nim and yeah, how matter of fact, it's just, it's just sort of matter of factly 
presented to us too. I'm like, what? I had to rewind it. Right? Then I just, is that what? <laughs> yeah. It's like No Country for Old Men. That you all of a sudden there's a. Oh, did he kick it's out? It's such a great story, man. Watson, you there? What happened? That was Mr. Watson. Thank you for being here. <laughs> what See happened? you next year, buddy. <laughs> he kicked out like oh, mid sentence. No. I thought. Weird. Yeah, he did. Did he? Oh, that sucks. Wow. Is anyway, he, is he on the <laughs> call or what? That was weird. Josie's still here. That's you know so what strange. was? You know what was really iconic from this movie that stood out to me is a really haunting, creepy image: her in the basement when she just appears in Character the corner. Character, you're like, wait, did they? What? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Watson left. That was so fucking random. He just his voice yeah, popped up, and he just said, "Mr. Watson left." Oh, there he is. Oh, He's back. I got cut off. Yeah. I got cut off. Yeah. Holy it was yeah, so weird. I kicked out like three minutes ago. And then, but then your voice just popped up again. And then it was the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing. Oh. Well. Wow. Okay. Whew. So what were, you, what were you saying, Watson? We missed it all. Whatever Shit, I don't know. I was probably talking about something. You're talking Sorry. about No Country for Old Men. The comparison Oh, to yeah. That. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, there's a the ending. There's a character who their story arc in um, the medium sort of reminded me of uh, of the end of a story arc for a character in no country for old men, where you have to almost go back and go like, wait, did that just really happen? Did I miss this? Yeah. That's yeah. I was going to tell you, you cut out right at Thanks for having me on the show. Here's my number 21. (laughs) (laughs) Take it from there. Yeah. Let's say, yeah. Rocket back. Dave, that image of her in the basement when the camera catches her, just sort of like hovering in the corner of the eyes. (gasps) Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude, she did great. Yeah, she was awesome. Like I said, she was my runner-up for best actress. But man, she I'm was, with you. This she is got, all she's done. She's yeah, done she, nothing else. She was so committed to that role. I felt like I was I watching an actual documentary of a girl possessed. Like mm-hmm. she was lost in that role. <laughs> she was awesome, and she was freaking beautiful on top of yeah. That. Yep, man. Yep. And all those scenes when she's taking the guys back to the stuff and what's going on there, I'm like, wow, <laughs> this girl's freaking Buck Wyland at the job. Okay. You know? Hell yeah, Buck Wyland. <laughs> <laughs> at the job interesting enough Buck Wyland is the name of the guy that's hanging in uh, the lodge in Friday 2 <laughs> Chief Buck Wyland Chief Buck Wyland hey, what's, since that's the only one you own pop it into your goddamn player and have I will. a look at what the, the, we're talking about there and then realize that I'm the only one with any fucking sense on the show okay I, I will do I will do that I, will, I love how you hesitated uh Oh, okay. I, all of that's okay. going to happen. Tell him, it's, tell him I'll do it. Okay. I really will. Good number Unreal. one, Dave. Number one. So nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. That's it. I wish I could go higher this year, but I have six nines, which is saying something. I just, yeah. you know, but I do love the medium. It didn't, it didn't change at all on the second view. Actually, most of them didn't. Most of the, the top ones. You know what I mean? They're just. He shot me great. six nines. Sixty nine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm nice. so fucking tired. He Honestly, I think six I had six nines, six nines as well, but I changed those last two to nine and a half just because I was getting all <laughs> giddy about my top two. But well, what's what's left? Your bottoms and uh, my my biggest disappointment, which actually is not a disappointment, but at first it was was the new paranormal activity. And um, but I watched it a second time, and I dis I, I took myself away. Because as I'm watching this Paranormal Activity movie, I'm waiting for the connection the whole movie, and that's all I'm thinking about. But then when I found out there is no connection, I went back and just watched it as a found footage movie. Mm, nice. And I and I, seven out of ten, I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. And so I like every it found footage movie I watched this year, 
was really good. Agreed. Fucking five of them. Yeah. I, except for the one, which is my own. I have two sixes, my, my, my bottoms. One of them we did here. It was fucking Curse of a Roar. Oh, it was six yeah, out of ten. Was... Only reason I watched it is because we had to pick a found footage movie. And um, the other one was that Agnes movie I, I talked to you guys about. Then I have like ten movies that are six and a half out of ten. I can just pick what hasn't been talked about. You blame about. Irene for Agnes. She wanted to watch that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she ruined your average. I did. Holy shit. What Those are your lowest? You? Oh. My lord. Yeah, two sixes. I had two sixes, and I had 15, and I had 13 six-and-a-halves. Initiation, The Strings, Vicious Fun, Girl Next, Making Monsters, Caveat, Teddy, Hell, The Banishing, Violation, Funeral Home, Lucky, Psycho, Gorman, <laughs> and that's it. Those are all six-and-a-halves for me. But it's not bad. They're six-and-a-halves. No, that's, that's not bad at all, dude. You, you had know, a good year. I did, yeah. Yeah. My biggest surprise this year was, I mean, I don't even think I mentioned it to you guys, but it was a small film I found on Tubi. You might be on Prime now. It's called Apartment 413. It's got Bree Grant in it. It was a very, very also one of Titchin's movies. And uh, my biggest disappointment by far has to be Spiral. As somebody who blows the first eight films in the Saw franchise, I was just overwhelmed by how average and uninspired this felt to me. Uh, yeah, I, you, you mentioned that. I, I, we, I don't, Dave and I didn't mind that one. Yeah, I just sorry, no. Watson. You're about to say, oh no, I was actually about to no? go there with B and say that actually my biggest disappointment were were the the Fear Street movies and and oh. Spiral. Um, oh, wow. well, I mean, like, here's the thing about the Fear Street movies is like I look, I, I actually like I the first one's a four, that's seven and a seven five. So, but the only reason they're a disappointment because even a four is not a bad rating according to my scale is just I was raised these Fear Street books raised me up just as much, like in grade school and stuff, just as much as the the the, the movies we would rent and, and see on cable TV. And so when I, when this finally hit screen, it just felt to me like Gen Z cosplaying as Gen X and as early from earlier times. And I never got past this, you know, th th it was just too anachronistic. Like we're all going to have current 21st century sensibilities with this, you know, film that's, you know, the, from a bygone and, you know, 90s and 70s and 1600s and i never felt it uh, but i liked them uh, i didn't dislike any of them so but the, the saw movie too because saw's probably my top three favorite franchises and oh. i was just kind of like huh okay yeah so yeah i'm with you i'm with you b cool Man, and that's why fear street surprised me it was my biggest surprise because i didn't know anything about it i had never even yeah. heard of it all i heard is that rl stein was involved and i was like it came on netflix and i'm like well this is probably not going to be very good but about people are watching them i'll give it a shot and i fucking I was so sucked into their world. I love it. Like fuck it. I can't, I don't think there's another franchise of of, th of any movies that have come out. I couldn't tell you how long. 2010s. I'd rather watch these three movies than the fucking the four Hatchet movies. I'm completely. I, I love cool. these movies. I oh, never yeah, would have thought they would have happened. Honestly, took me by total surprise. But it is what it is. You know. Oh yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Cool. What about you? Did you have any awards left to see or no? Uh, if not, no rewards. Bottoms. I think I said. Uh, I think I bottoms. said my. Uh, yeah, my biggest disappointment was *Malignant*, of course, and um, that's it. And my bottoms. I have bottom six because those are three or under. Yeah, do it. So, uh, uh, *Shook*, *The Resort*, *I Blame oh. Society*, *Safer oh. at Home*, *Dark Web: Descent into Hell*, and *Dawn of the Beast*. Safer at home, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And that's a laptop. Like that the laptop horror one I thought was pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> and that's borderline on whether or not that's even horror. My my bottom five was Dementor, Hunted, movie called Hacksaw, 
Death Rink, and number one was Dreamcatcher, which is on Hulu, which is the worst film I've seen all year out <laughs> of 288 films. I can't believe. Wow. <laughs> I've seen none of your guys' bottoms except I Believe Society, which I brought, which is one of my. It almost made my list. It's a, it's an eighth for me still, honorable mention. But anyway, uh, Watson, you have bottoms? Yeah, bottom five. I, I have, uh, you know, sorry, sorry to break uh, the lovely Scott Crawford's heart here. Ankle Biters, uh, Hunted, Red Snow, yes. We Need to Do Something, <laughs> wow. and really? 10 Minutes to Midnight. Oh, my God. What? Oh, man. Yeah, I think oh, We Need heart. to Do Something, I was like a three out of ten on it. I hate it. I Holy didn't really shit. like it at all. You broke my heart wow. on three of those. Uh <laughs> Wow. Like, Red Snow was fun. I think I was, like, at a four. Uh, and there's a big jump in my rating from four to three. Three is when I'm just like, okay, I don't like it. Um, Ten Minutes to Midnight was, like, a like a two and a half. I just was like, nah. Um, like but, yeah, Ankle Biters was, like, a four. Hunted was, like, a three. Red Snow was, like, a four. So, yeah, it's nothing. Only two that I just really did. I think of 108 movies I saw this year, horror movies, unique horror movies, I... Dave Z, like you, I had a really good record. There were everything in the seven and up range was just massive. I had a good year. Yeah, yeah, I did okay. I mean, I had too many six and a half more than I ever had, but I, I, I left three eights off the list. These are my honorable mentions: The Vigil, Jacob's Wife, and I Blame Society are all eight out of tens, and they didn't oh, make my the list. The Vigil was the other film I had in your uh, final two. I had The Vigil and Censor left, and I thought it for sure it was going to be one of those. Two. Something <laughs> happened the second time I watched. Again, it's still an eight out of ten. I still think it's yeah. good. But the the climax didn't suck me, and it seemed like it was too quick. He went up there, he did his thing, walked is, down the hallway, and it was over. It is like, very, oh. it, it is very quick the way he faces off with the mask. But I love that final image where he leaves the house, and the mask just sort of roams out into the earth looking for its next victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's cool. a great story. It just, yeah. it just, just missed. I and agree then I with have, you. There, my heart can't cool. beat. My heart can't beat unless you tell all two seven and a half. Zebra girl. I don't know if that's seven yeah. and a half. Uh, yeah, I gave that a seven. I think. And night Zebra books. Yeah. yeah, night books was really good. Night teeth was also good. I think it's called night. Oh, teeth. I it, B. I missed that one. That was a Netflix movie. I missed yeah. that one. I just from didn't peop- get. From the people who did I see you, which was my number one two years ago, and that's right. really really fun film. And night books also super fun film. Uh, we, I didn't I didn't name off my biggest – one of my biggest surprises of the year was um, – I think I rated a 7 out of 10, and it was uh, Here Comes Hell. It was a pleasant surprise. Uh, it's like Evil Dead if it took place in 1930s England. And it's on Shudder, and I'd recommend people check it out. It's not perfect. There's some narrative issues. I, if they had a script doctor to tighten some things up, you'd watch this movie and go, huh, what is this really That's, like an Evil Dead narrative? White? Is that the black yeah. and white one? Yep. Yeah, I think I mentioned that like last year or the year before. I saw it. Oh, is is what is that not a 2021? I don't think so, but okay, you know. But but it is. But I'm glad surprise is even from this year. Yeah, it's such a big surprise that it's not even. No, surprises me that it's not even from this year. I'm glad you brought it up though, because it is a good film. That's sort of like nobody really. I don't know how many people have seen it, but it is it is worth checking out. Yeah, might have been last Um, year. mm. Movies that haven't been mentioned that I give a seven and a half or higher. There's just a couple here. I, I, Happy Times is worth checking out. Um, wrong Turn, I, I, I thought was pretty good. You know, they should have called it something else, but whatever. Um, the Foundation, how about? Yep, the Foundation. Yep, yeah. Foundation, yeah. <laughs> Candisha, oh, we did mention. Do you think Candisha is called that because of Candyman? Candisha? Or do you think Can- Candyman stole from Candisha? Because Candisha, I think, is a real thing, and you say it five times. Yeah, Candisha, I think Candisha, 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 Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. You know, you know what I'm getting at? Do you think? I think Candisha is a real folklore, and Candyman is right. sort of the manufactured one. 
So I fucking agree with Clyde that, yeah. Barker wrote Candyman based on fucking Candisha, possibly. <laughs> Look at his face. Like, no. I don't, I don't like his face right now. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Gotta get to bed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's just, uh, can we read off our list and be out then? Oh, yeah, if we're doing 21 that. 21 down. Let's do that oh, quick shit. and then we can be out. Unless oh, somebody shit. has anything else you want to add. I know these guys are tired. Let's well, then don't go. worry about it. Then don't worry. No, I, got it on, I got it on uh, Letterboxd. I just have to bring it up. Somewhere. I can go. go first with this. Uh, go ahead, Watson. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We'll stay in order. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, yeah we'll we stay go. in order here. At 21, I had Nightbooks. 20, Broadcast Signal Intrusion. 19, Red Dot. 18, Werewolves Within. 17, Benny Loves You. 16, Sador. 15, Vicious Fun. 14, Friedberry. 13, The Last Matinee. 12, Antlers. 11, Skull the Mask. 10, Malignant. 9, The Medium. Eight detention, seven Willie's Wonderland, six Last Night in Soho, five Blood Red Sky, four A Quiet Place Part Two, three Halloween Kills, two Psycho Gorman, and at number one Titan. And nice. I am at twenty-one Candyman, twenty The Stylist, nineteen Slacks, eighteen Antlers, seventeen Meanders, sixteen Seance, fifteen Coming Home in the Dark, fourteen The Vigil, thirteen The Last Matinee. 12, Vicious Fun, 11, The Median, Medium, excuse me, 10, Psycho Gorman, 9, Betty Loves You, 8, A Classic Horror Story, 7, The Columnist, 6, Halloween Kills, 5, St. Maud, 4, The Night House, 3, Last Night in Soho, 2, Titane, and 1, A Quiet Place Part 2. And yeah, my God, at number five I'm being there. honest, I'm being honest, everything was a blur on my phone. I was just like I was looking at I, I was Aww. looking at your half a cover right now. Your eyes are closed. You look <laughs> adorable. You look like you could star in the sequel to the medium. Can I do a review of Starry Eyes? <laughs> <laughs> All right, number twenty one for me, the night. Number twenty, the night house. Number nineteen I have no idea. Wait. Number nineteen, Teddy. Number eighteen, Meander, seventeen, censor. 16, Titane. 15, Last Matinee. 14, Quiet Place 2. 13, Synchronic. 12, The Medium. 11, uh, sorry, my lists are all over the place. All My Friends Are Dead. Number 10, Vicious Fun. Number 9, Coming Home in the Dark. Number 8, Come True. Number 7, Howard's Mill. Number 6 was The Trip. Number five was Benny Loves You. Number four, The Vigil. Number three, Last Night in Soho. Number two, Broadcast Signal Number one, Silent. Nice. Okay. 21, Meander. 20, Seance. 19, Slacks. 18, Malignant. 17, Nighthouse. 16, Horror in the High Desert. 15, Howard's Mill. 14, The Stylist. 13, Old. 12, Fear Street, 1666. 11, Fear Street, 1994. 10, Queen of Black Magic. 9, Benny Loves You. 8, Fear Street, 78. 7, <laughs> Halloween Kills. 6, Last Night in Soho. 5, The Deep House. 4, The Maid. 3, St. Maud. 2, We Need to Do Something. 1, The Medium. Wow, only three movies uh, uh, occurred on all three lists. I gotta say, 21 your, movies. your list would have been redundant if Fear Street was a 21 movie tri uh, series this year. <laughs> 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 I'm just shocked they put out three movies like that. That is pretty yep. crazy. 
That's bold. Man, yeah. they could have done one a year and fucking, I would have been happy with that. You know, keep people hanging. Either yep. way. Wow. Awesome. Guys, so that's that. That this was, was a blast. Thanks so much for having me on. I was I've been looking for I haven't been on the show all year, you know, which is which is, you know, I'm sure good with all of you. But uh, I was <laughs> real talk. I was very happy to come here. I love this show. It's one of my absolute favorites. I drop when an episode drops, I drop everything. And this becomes the thing I'm listening to. I love you guys a ton. Love the community. Happy to be a part of it. And always, you know, I just love mixing up with you guys talking movies with my buddies. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. And um if, if you don't mind, can I push uh, a couple things here on, on the please. audience? We, we mind. Um, well, first yeah, off, we uh, <laughs> good night, everybody. Like, ah, we <laughs> mind if you, uh, we don't, the only thing you could push is the uh, disconnect button. Okay, hold on. We'll, we'll go faster. So, you know, I'm, I, I sorry, hope everybody push. knows that Dave and I have a show called the Watsy Party Horror Show that you can li- you listen to. We, you know, everybody in the, is, should be in the know about that. I'm very happy with the work we're doing over there. It's such it's a joy to do. We don't get to do it as much over as we'd there. like, but when we come out with an episode, it's it's an event, and we're very happy to do it. So check us out, the Watsy Party Horror Show. Join the party and celebrate horror, Dave Z and me over there. And uh, I'm I'm part of a new podcast now. Uh, it's uh, tune into my new show, everybody that just launched. It's called Jay of the Dead's New Horror Movies, which you can hear anywhere podcasts can be played, as well as uh, newhorrormovies.com. We've just uh, released episode one, two, where we, we've just uh, recorded, but we have a couple odds and ends to do. And the show features an all cast of awesome podcasters that uh, a lot of you are going to know. Jay of the Dead is a legend at this point. Dave Doc Shock Becker. Gilman, Joel Robertson, Dr. Walking Dead, Kyle Bishop, and then there's me. So uh, all these (laughs) veterans and people, past and current people in horror movie podcast, and then uh, Jay was like, you know, you're coming with. I'm like, well, okay. So, uh, yeah, we each bring brand new horror movies to the table for review, each kind of, you know, each of our own one or two, very short mini reviews. Then we have our own solo specialty segments, and then we all come together at the end to review an older horror movie from the 70s, 80s, or 90s, pulled from the pages of these uh, John Kenneth Muir film crit, uh, film critic books about horror from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So it's a fantastic podcast. Jay of the Dead is is going all out to make this one of the best podcasts I've ever heard, uh, let alone get to sit in on. So it's, it's professionals all around, and it's it's fun. So yes, once again, that's Jay of the Dead's New Horror Movies, newhorrormovies.com. I don't even want to know how much he spent to get that domain, but he got it. So newhorrormovies.com, folks. Check us out anywhere podcasts can be played. I think you will find a uh, show worth listening to. So that's that's my that's my those are my plugs, my friends. Thank you so much for having me on. This is a joy to podcast with you guys. I. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yep, I know. I know. He's, he's, <laughs> I'm kidding. Awesome. And Watson, even if even if you would have had Psycho Gorman as your number one, I, you'd still be welcome back. Oh, thank you, you know, Dave. <laughs> you know I'm not serious about any of that. No. Shit. Right, Everybody. not at all. <laughs> Even when I yelled at these two guys before, I'm not what? really. No, that that was. I was just about to. Say, oh, Dave, I'm so glad you mentioned. I was about to say my favorite part of this year was when me and Christian got yelled at earlier. But honestly, what a fantastic year! What a great show, fun. Watson. Seriously, it really was a blast. Yeah, thank you for joining us. We, I I love these shows. I really do. And even though it went a lot yeah. longer than we anticipated, I had a blast. Even though yeah. I'm ready for bed. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna fall. Only an hour later. Yeah, it's fine. No, it was fun. Thank you, Watson, for joining. Thanks, guys, for another awesome year. Oh, wait, we're not completely done. We got one more episode. We got an old and a new. (laughs) 
can't but believe. Wait, hey, listen. Fucking theaters are closed here. Sorry, I froze again. So I'm sorry if I'm, I'm talking over see? you guys. Uh, theaters are closed here. They closed them down, so I can't see be. Scream. They're not going to... Scream is going to be put into random yeah. theaters that are open, which are none here. And there's no streaming unless they decide, oh, fuck, we're going to we're gonna lose money here. Let's they get should. this fucking done. Dummies. But as of right now, I'm not yeah. going to be able to see it. And, and unless, oh, they, unless probably, they bootleg probably it. Probably not here either, but we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll... If we can see Scream, we will review it. If we can't, we'll review another movie and we'll talk about what's going on in 2022. we got exactly. a list of movies we can just play with and talk about. You know? Sounds good Why to not? Me. So, Watson, thank you again, my yes, man. Thank you're, you, Watson. You're the greatest. Thank you, awesome. And um, Thank you, sir. Yeah, that's it. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope everybody enjoyed this long-ass crazy show and it was a great time. We got to get to bed, I guess. So, <laughs> peace out. Much yeah. love. Everybody stay safe for real. Garbage pill kids. Garbage pill kids. Manchichi. I was trying to change it up. Manchichi. Manchichi. Manchichi.